And we're live, Painkiller Ready, episode 242, with our guest Mike, the CEO of Dollar Shave Club. And this episode of Painkiller Ready is being brought to you, of course, by Dollar Shave Club. Shave time, shave money, Dollar Shave Club. What? We're paying, we're paying for the ads and we're the editorial content? Yeah, I Absolutely. really feel like... It's got conflict. <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like she's hit it out of the ball, out of the park this week, right? Like, we get a guest and we get paid and... It, it's all coming up, coming up PKA. Yeah, yeah. We're a big fan of uh, the way you advertise. I think that's our favorite thing about uh, everything that you guys do. The yeah, ratings are great. Uh, we really like the one wipe Charlies. We've talked about them a lot, but uh, but just the whole way you go about advertising is uh, is what we like. I think. You know, I, I actually that was the first question I they, they had us. You know, we, I know, we did some brainstorming on questions so that we weren't just blank when you got here. Your advertising. So was that planned? Did you did you go into it like you know what we're gonna be like the quirky shave company, or is that just is there no other way you would do it? Uh, no, that's just that's kind of my my own personal style, and I wanted to use humor in the ads because people remember when when you so that was the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it it totally worked out. Like I knew about you guys long before uh, before you started working with us. Yeah, it's a commercial that you want to watch. It's funny. It's yeah, it gets passed. It goes viral. It, it does a big thing, man. It, it, it worked out pretty cool. You've seen the new ones, right? The ones that we uh, started, I guess they're not that new. We started running them last November. Yeah, then I have seen it. I was like, I yeah. guess it depends how new. But yeah. The ones with the ones in the, the ones in the drugstore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's hard about running Dollar Shave Club? Staffing, supply chain? What's the tough part? Um, yeah, well, gosh, what isn't hard? I mean, it's all really fun, but I would say that the the hardest part really of running, there's two things that come to mind first. One is finding the right people. You know, uh, I started the company in my apartment and, you know, I'm good at a few things, but nobody's good at everything. And you have to find people that can complement your weaknesses and, um, you know, those people are, are you know, they... they they're off doing other things, living their lives, working for other great companies, and you have to really work hard to lure them away from other places so that you can, um, uh, you know, build build your organization. And that's really hard, um, uh, especially. I mean, the bigger you get, it gets a little bit easier because you're a higher profile company, and people are excited about what you're doing, and they've seen the commercials, and you're a real company. You're not a startup anymore. Um, but but. Um, you know, then once you get them and you get them inside the organization, scaling the organization is tricky. Um, and um, by scaling the organization, I mean making sure that everybody's working well together, they have the right resources that they need to succeed, and and that everybody's really motivated. And that's and that's hard. So you know. Uh, so my job has shifted enormously. Uh, I used to be I used to be doing one set of things when we were of one stage, and now that we're of another, um, I'm I'm forced to do a whole bunch of different things that I frankly have never done before. So that's hard. Yeah, it, I was going to ask that. What'd you do before Dollar Shave Club? Like, do you have some prior experience that prep you for this? I was in advertising. Uh, I was in media marketing. Uh, my, you know, my first job out of school, I was a page at NBC, so I was giving tours of the studios and then working many jobs in different departments. That was super fun. And then I went into uh, uh, the marketing side of the business um, uh, at Time Inc. I worked at SportsIllustrated.com and Life.com. That's where I kind of cut my teeth on digital, and then went over to a small uh, uh, agency doing client services, um, uh, doing some creative work. So, uh, you know, creative media marketing, however you put that together. Huh. Yeah, and is that, to kind of know. I had like, podcasts that I listen to. Oh, they're all promoting Dollar Shave Club. 
like you're the first product that I noticed every podcast was promoting. Like, is there a reason or uh, you kind of jumped into that before everybody else? Um, well, we're certainly not the first company to advertise using podcasts. I think that what, you know, what, what podcasts really bring is an intimacy that a lot of other forms of, of um, media uh, don't bring as, as, as easily. Um, uh, it just there's something that feels very personal about it. Uh, uh, so it's measurable too. Like, um, I don't know. It, hey, wait a second. Are you doing an ad for podcast advertising now? No, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, measurable too. We can get you all the stats. <laughs> no, no that, I, I think about it. Actually, it, it, it comes from this. So I've been making YouTube content for five years now, something like that. And um, I used to look with envy at the rates that would be charged in like print. And uh, I think, man, these guys charge a bundle and uh, no one even knows if it works. Like there's an expectation that they click on a link in video and go by and they measure like those conversion rates. But with something like print, all they expect is an impression, you know, put a little thing in your head. So that the next time someone buying something, they, uh, you know, they think of you that you're on their list of candidates. And they're like, man, how easy would it be to live in print? Or maybe it's yeah. hard because they're dying. So the message is buy podcast advertising. Oh, goodness. That wasn't my. <laughs> but you know what? If that's your takeaway. It take should away. have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, so Dollar Shave Club, you guys pro focused on profits, growth, somewhere in between? No, we're not focused on profits. That's that's um, businesses that are focused on profits are are wasting their time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, was, I was like, where is this going uh, at some point? We're focused right now on um, building a big business profitably, of course. Um, you know, our goal, our mission really is to, uh, uh, you know, help guys live a smarter, more successful life by helping them uh, with their grooming. Um, and, and that means a lot of different things. So if you ask, if you, ask um, you know, most guys how they feel about their grooming now versus five years ago, there are a lot more... Uh, willing to talk about what they're doing to their hair, what they're putting on their face, what they're putting on their body. And, you know, five years ago, you would have been called a, a metrosexual uh, for, for doing those things or caring about those things. And uh, metrosexual, the implication was that you were uh, somehow feminine if you, if you cared about this stuff. And, and, you know, there's been a shift in consumer attitudes over the last few years. Um, uh, you know, some of it's technologically driven, some of it's just kind of culturally driven. Um, we're just more comfortable talking about this stuff. And we recognize the connection between this stuff, you know, your hair looking good and how confident you are, how good you smell and how confident you are and confidence relates to success. But the problem that guys are having when they're buying these products, um, uh, well, there's many. First, a lot of guys don't know what they need. They don't know what they want. And just take hairstyling for a second. Uh, if you do know the kind of hairstyle that you're looking for um, and you're trying to find the right product, how are you going to find it? Well, you're either getting a recommendation from a friend whose hair is nothing like yours. I'm looking at all your hair. You all have different hair. Um, your friend's hair is nothing like yours. And um, maybe you're getting a recommendation from a barber. Your barber's got a limited selection probably. Or you're trying to figure this stuff out in store and that's a pain in the ass because all the stuff on the shelf kind of looks the same. They all use the same esoteric language to describe it. And it's very frustrating and guys like to get things done really, really quickly. So what we try to do is make that as easy as possible and we're right at the beginning of this journey. So how, you know, how that comes to life in things like hairstyling creams, if you go to our if you go to our, uh, go to our website and you look at our storefront, you'll see the sub-brand there for hair is called Boogies, which, um, which you know, we've got a gel, a pomade, a clay, uh, a cream, and a paste. 
And, uh, you know, you can take a little tool, you can take a little quiz that's really fun uh, that helps you pick the product that's right for you, and then we guarantee it. Um, uh, if you don't like it, we'll send you the next best thing. Uh, and our members really appreciate that, and, and they trust us, and that's why, we've, that's why we've become so successful. We have over 2.1 million members in Dollar Shave Club that are getting a shipment from us every month or every other month of something. I feel like I should have already known you sold hair stuff, but it's new to me. So they, that ties into one of my questions. How do you figure out what, uh, what's next? Like, I remember when Amazon first started. This is like in the 90s when they were first growing. They were looking at what worked well to sell online. Turns out almost anything. But as you know, they started with books, and then they went into, I think, some electronics, and they kind of stayed away from clothes for a while. Clothes are a little tougher. You know, people want to try them on and, and see what fits. How do you figure out what's next? You know, we ask our members, and then we make it. Frankly, um, you know, guys want guys want certain products for certain needs that they have. Sometimes they address a specific problem, like razor bumps and burns. So we'll make a serum. So we have a a post shave serum that that has been very well received. Um, and you know, that's an advantage that we have over some of our CPG competitors, which. Um, you know, don't have that direct connection. They can't ask what the guys want, um, you know, in less than, you know, a second and get, get a response from them. You seem guy-focused. Is that intentional? Yeah, right now, you know, if you want to, not, not to say that there's not a huge opportunity in women's, because there is, uh, but to, to be able to cover off what women need in the bathroom, you need a lot more products than just kind of like a handful. If you think about what guys need and use every day, it's like, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, razor, blades, cream, post-shave, maybe some hairstyling stuff, maybe hopefully you shower. Um, you know, women, it's, it's makeup, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, foundation. It's, I was at Walmart today. Not everyone does. <laughs> yeah, you're setting the bar a little high. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, look, maybe, maybe at some point there's an opportunity for us for women, but right now we're our focus on men. Notice that other, or maybe not a lot, but other razor companies are starting to move to that. I saw like a Gillette Club commercial the other day, and, and some, a Bic commercial. It might have been two, maybe just one, but yeah. Well, you know, look, there's a there's a zillion places to get razors on the internet. We're not the first. We won't be the last. Um, and we're we're really onto something. Yeah, definitely so. I, I like the way it's set up because it's one of those things that you forget to buy and this way, and you always need. There's never a time where I'm like, ah, I don't need razors this month. It's like every month you need razors. It's perfect. Yeah, and what we found is that guys really love the convenience. It just shows up when you run out naturally and, and you're ready to go. Yeah, that convenience is a big I, – I, I love Dollar Shave Club. I love Amazon too. It's gotten to the point – I've said this a million times. I, if I need a battery, I just order it on Amazon and wait two days because – it's probably going to get here sooner than me. I'm going to get some of those Amazon store. buttons. What do they call those? The ones like, like for... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that might be a neat idea for Dollar Shave Club, too. They have these convenience buttons. Have you seen them? Uh, on Amazon? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure I know. Here's, so basically, here, do you want to do it? No, no, no. Go ahead. So here's how it works. Um, next to your like, washing machine, there'll be a little button. I think it works on Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. And when you I run out of detergent about. or something like that, you hit the button and it reorders for you. And, uh, I, you know, some people detested the idea, but I was like, I need a button for everything. You know, I need a button for my detergent, for my milk. I need a button for my, <laughs> you know, my, my brick of batteries that I keep around. Like, it, this should just Not be a... House. That, that's going to lead to a lot of overspending, which is what they want. And also, 
commercial could be like an alcoholic laying on the couch. <laughs> just, just hitting it, slamming it until the right. pieces fly everywhere. They have a drone with a bottle of Jack fly by and drop it. That's the future. That's what I, that's what I need. I'm waiting on that to happen. Come on. Don't you kind of feel like an ass if you have a milk button? Like, spend three minutes. Go outside. Woody has a milkman, so I, do I, have I don't a know. Milkman, that guy. Worse. It's yeah, awesome. I think the I think the right point is is like you know you don't want a house filled with buttons. Yes, I want a few buttons though. You may not want a house filled with buttons. I think it oh, should be a standard part of packaging. I'm in 2020, baby. Like all I these think things. The washing come... machine should have a button. Yep. Like, like it should just be on the washing machine, and they should press it, and it should just show up. If they can get the cost of buttons down to the cost of cardboard, then, you know, every time I run out of, like, uh, paper towels, the packaging has a button on it. You press it, you throw it away, and you know it'll come back. Boom. If I ever went to your house, three days after I left, you would get um, <laughs> full of Colgate and a bunch of stuff that you didn't need just in there. Smacking on it. <laughs> I would do that too. I feel like if I saw a button in someone's house, I'd fuck with them and just pound it a few times and just walk away like I didn't do anything. You people are horrible friends. Yeah, you blame your kids. It'll, it's, it's a lot of risk. There's yeah. a lot of risk in those buttons. I, I I wonder how they work. Like, what if your buttons were juice or something? Or Chiz was saying Gatorade. Like, like if I hit it twice, will they bring me two six packs of Gatorade? What if I want orange or what if I want blueberry? Like, like how do I do that with a button? Seems like there could be an email confirmation if they detect something silly. If I've got to, if there's going to be an email confirmation, why am I not just ordering it with Amazon? Why this do I, is, why do, the email confirmation is for double, triple, and quadruple orders. That's like all my orders. <laughs> all right, back to Dollar Shave Club. So, what's the plan here? Are you looking to be the next Kimberly Clark, like gigantic mega company filling all of my grooming needs? Uh, that's not a bad way of putting it. Um, I think that you know we want to be the easiest place that guys get the things they use every day uh, in their bathroom. That's probably the best way to say it. All right. Any more wiping products on the line other than the one wipe Charlie's? Those oh are boy, excellent. I'll have to consider. Uh, I don't. I, not. Not. Not this year. Hmm. All right. Uh, oh, have you get so? My observation was the one wipe Charlie's were much more like durable like uh, closer to fabric than paper almost have you gotten any feedback on how they work with like the municipal cleaning systems and the sewer sewage and stuff like that um you know look these meet these meet the standards for flushability um mm -hmm. i think i think ultimately if you have a septic tank it's probably not the best idea for you to use them or flush them right yeah but, uh, yeah, so you could just keep a basket there full of shitty one wipe Charlies if you're really dedicated to the product, like I do. That's what I do. Well, they do that. I've got a septic yeah. tank. I know, but I can't flush my one wipe Charlie, so <laughs> I've just got a bucket there full of shitty one wipe Charlies. It's, it's how I roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, outside the U.S., that, well, I don't know where, but they, so whenever I go to a third world country like Dominican Republic or Nicaragua or whatever, that's just the standard. Like they I joke about that. Paper. Robin Quivers, you know, the Howard Stern's like sidekick. That's literally what she does. A maid comes in and cleans up her shitty towels out of a bucket. That's, that's a thing that happens in her life every day. She just crams her own shitty towels into a bucket and makes someone else take care of it? Yeah. That's awful. It's yeah, awful. She can't flush the wipe she uses or something like that. Yeah, as an American, this sounds crazy, but it, like, it's not crazy everywhere. There are some countries where they like wipe with their hands and they shake hands. Like, well, they yeah. use their left hand, though. That's, that's the thing. That's... that's so oh, so totally sterile because you never touch your hands together. <laughs> um, 
Dude, it, I always worried that I was going to be judged. Like, you know, like, like I said, if I go out of the country or something, you know, I'm like, are they going to like look at my shit stains and evaluate my health or diet or something? What? This doesn't, so, they're cleaning so, the, the. All right, so what you're describing is in other countries, you wipe your ass and then put the, the poo covered towel in a bucket and you're worried that others will come along, investigate your <laughs> and say, deduce that there's something wrong with you and then have the like balls to come to you. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Woodworth, I was looking at your shitty yeah. towel. I believe it was yours. The brownish <laughs> one. Is that you? That's yeah, my fear. That yeah, that they're like, going to be like, yeah. Is that ever going to happen? What, is there something about your, your wiping that I need to know about? Are there long bloody streaks? <laughs> like, what's going on I here? mean, it seemed pretty normal to me, but, like, I, I, you know, I haven't really investigated a lot of other people's toilet paper. So, I, you know, like, I don't really know what the standard is. And, and like I said, someone else is cleaning up my, so I would always like, I, I become a folder, like in real life, I'm kind of a mix, but when I travel abroad, I'm always a folder and then I close it and throw it away for privacy. Okay. I go a step further. I put a little piece of scotch tape after I fold it, <laughs> it up, so that nobody, you know, they might, some people are persistent, right? But they're trying to look, <laughs> they really want to judge you and they'll, they'll, they'll open it up and get a good look, you know? <laughs> that entirely so i like to tape it up uh, <laughs> and i'll usually come back later to see if anybody's messed with it i'll dig through <laughs> uh, a decoy folded ones with nothing in there so that they get that before <laughs> <laughs> you've done none of this um <laughs> back to mike uh what did i have oh this is what i wanted to know so what sequence of events in your life has led to where you are now like, so somewhere along the way, you, you decided that you were actually capable of being CEO of Dollar Shave Club. How'd that happen? I don't think anybody sets out saying that um, they want to be a CEO. Uh, I think entrepreneurs have great ideas, and they pursue them, and ultimately they end up as the CEO, and that's, um, you know, that's, that's sort of what happened with, with me. Um, you know, I, I, I saw a great opportunity. I, I went after it. Uh, are you vaping on the air right now, bro? I am. That's, it's, uh, he's not getting high, if that's what you're thinking. No, no. No, I just, I'm just very excited to see you vaping. It's very, <laughs> it's very relaxing. I don't watch, approve. but to, I'm... Watch, to watch you vape. You know, that's, that stuff's just as bad as the cigarettes, man. Yeah, but not until, like, evidence comes out. Right, <laughs> right. The evidence. Yeah, uh, if, I, thank you, Mike. Well, yeah, then, if lung now, cancer happens in the woods and no one's then I'm gonna and the keep study isn't published. Those eagle energy uh, power <laughs> sticks because there's nothing wrong with them, folks. Nothing wrong with them at all. I, I, there has to be. I, you know, I looked into it. Like I, I, I tried to like convince these people, and I couldn't find any proof or evidence that it's that it's actually bad for you. But I think anyone you who's saw old me enough, hitting those. Look, if there was something wrong with those things, then I would have died last you week. You were sweating. You were like, you, your forehead got clammy and you started wobbling and you said that it was a high. How can that be good for you? Rethink so, with it, basically. Yeah, and so we work with this company that makes these energy sticks and they're basically like, uh, you know, they're vaporizers, but they're individual ones, like like little ones. And it, it's they said, it, and it's like, Caffeine, taurine, and uh, what's the other? Guarine. Uh, so it's supposed to be like so. It's it's like an energy mix, and uh, instead of nicotine or flavors, really, because it doesn't have a great flavor. If I'm being honest, but Let's see if you get sweaty. Yeah. So I got ten of these things, and I figured like so the serving size is ten puffs, ten to twenty. So I figured like I could get ten every puff like this, and just. <laughs> How is this? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. 
That is so Look at him. Like a, terribly sad. It's like a cup of coffee every time uh, every time you hit it. So it's it's I could feel it hitting me already. It's just a real rush of energy. So oh, I'm, I'm a sure big that. Fan of these. I don't want to put down a sponsor. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful, Taylor. You'll be getting yours soon. <laughs> but Mike, back on the like, like sequence of events. Like so, I've talked on my show before about how everybody has great <clears throat> ideas, right? It's just, and my, my argument is that these ideas are worthless unless you take action on them. I'll go a step further and say it doesn't even take a great idea. There are plenty of people out there doing fabulously uh, that own like, I don't know, 35 trucks for an electrical company that like electricians or plumbers or car washes or whatever. And those aren't even, in my opinion, like brilliant or original ideas. They're just well executed. So. How did you become the guy that actually did something with this idea? I mean, it must have taken some capital to start. That can be a barrier. Um, yep. Um, you know, ultimately, if you want to, if you want to grow a business, you have to invest in it. And either you got to make that money, you got to invest yourself, or you have to um, find an, a, a third party to to write you a check. Uh, I did both. I started the company myself. I bootstrapped it. Um, put you know fifteen thousand dollars of my own money into it to get to a place where. Um, you know, I could I could show it to other people in a respectable way and and have them get excited about the idea and ultimately write a check. So um, that was that was back in 2011 that we got our first round of funding. Uh, sorry, early 2012 that we got our first round of funding, and um, yeah, that that was uh, that enabled us to get you know prove the concept and uh, and grow from there. What would you do differently? You think you'd be better at getting funding? I mean, you must have learned a lot in the process. Would you change your pitch? Would you not do funding? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much I would change just because things have gone well um, in that area. Uh, Which is not to say that we haven't made tons and tons of mistakes, um, you know, along the way. Um, You know, I'd I'd have to think about (laughs) what the biggest ones were, but yeah. Yeah, I have a question about that. It just kind of occurred to me. Uh, since you do have this sort of wide array of products, and I, I like them all, they each seem to be like fit. A, it's their niche. Like each of them is a real requirement in my life, and having them show up on time like this is great. But like, were there any products that didn't work? That that you thought everybody would be interested in, like the electric Q-tip thing or something like that, and it just just no, it didn't fly off the shelves. Well, you know what? It's um, it's too early to really tell. I mean, we've only launched kind of eight products, uh, eight or so products, and. Uh, fortunately, they've all uh, succeeded. Um, you know, we haven't quite gotten to the ele- electric toothbrush country. Um, there have been some bad ideas that we've certainly passed on, um, uh, but but so far we haven't had to take anything off the shelf. Hmm. I would like a toothbrush. Yeah, I was thinking like, electric I, toothbrush isn't. It doesn't jump it out doesn't at me as a bad electric. one. <clears throat> just, it, just, it doesn't need to be electric. I would just. Oh, it feels like I always tooth. let my toothbrush go too long. If, if one that showed up every every sixty days, like the ADA recommends, that'd be great. Sixty days. I don't know. I'm making that shit up. These are PKA stats. <laughs> Kyle's right. Mine do too. I almost like them because they get wider and bigger. And then, like suddenly, that yeah, becomes and they're my not preference. as you know. You switch to the new one, and it's much more uh, firm. You know, you get you get back to that. Uh, you know. It's no fun. You ever accidentally buy a firm toothbrush instead of soft? Oh. I always get the firm toothbrush. My gums are strong like bull. That's horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> you got those pussy ass gums. I bet if I bet if you floss the the blood's going everywhere, isn't it? Uh well No, see, because I floss twice a day. I've got the gums of a champion. 
once a day. You're not a dentist. No one really does that. I lie to my dentist just like everybody else. I actually floss twice a day. Um, Woody does floss twice a day. His gums are so tough. Yeah. I've you got, could bite him. You could bite his gums, and they wouldn't bleed. I've, I've done got it. Floss every. I keep it in my car. Here, that's my access to dental floss, baby. It's a. Uh, it's no joke. I floss all the time. I can do it without a mirror, without looking. Hmm. The dentist tries to floss, like the hygienist, and it's like, baby, like. I, f I swear, I feel you're like I got over for it. You're yeah. like, let me show you. It's done. I've got more experience than she does. You know, bam, bam. bam there's shit like, flying. Yeah, everywhere. like it, it, it's true. Like they go in there. I'm spitting now, and, and it was like, like to get past the tight teeth. I'm like, you gotta saw that shit in, baby. And uh, and she was like, that does work. Good tip. Yeah, good tip. Uh, you're, are you telling me you taught a dental assistant how to floss? I swear to God, this is a true story. She was polite. She, she said, yeah. She, <laughs> she flosses people for a fucking living. She was having an issue. And then when she switched to my technique, she said it was better and thanked me for the tip. If an 11-year-old showed you a sand castle tip, you wouldn't be like, that's horse shit. That's an awful tip. You'd be like, oh, wow, thanks. Oh, I hadn't thought to put water on it to keep it together. Like, that, you know, I like it in my bubble. Why you go popping? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, um, all right. If you had advice to give someone who was on the fence about pursuing a business idea, what would you tell them? I would say um, don't listen to people that don't believe in your idea. Um, follow the course, and ultimately you'll come to the own, your own conclusion about whether or not it's a good idea. But nobody thought Dollar Shave Club was a good idea before, uh, before I actually launched it. And um, it is a good idea, and uh, you know that's why we have a couple million members. And uh, if I had listened to people that didn't think it was a good idea, I wouldn't be here. Woody didn't think Tilk was going to be a good idea for oh until, I, until I, can't, I really explained it to him. I showed you know the, the, where the profits were and all the volume we could do, and now Tilk is, is flourishing. What is uh, you, oh you weren't here for Tilk. Oh, uh, I'll tell you later. It's a new, new little enterprise of so, mine. I know it's a new company, but has there ever been a time where you just thought about folding it up and calling Taylor? it quit? Is that your mic being loud? Yeah, your mic's being weird. I it's thought it was <laughs> Mike all this time, so I was being polite. But now that I know it's you, gloves are off. <laughs> um, you know what? I had a quit. Someone asked me for life advice today, and uh, I kind of want to get Mike involved. Are you down? I'm, I'm happy to give life advice. I'm not sure that I'm the best one to give it, but um, happy to try. All right. what, what advice did you get? It's, so I got the question. Uh, it's three paragraphs long, so get comfortable. Hey, Woody, I've got a lot of questions here, so I'll try to make it short and get to the point. Failed. I'm trying to get a grasp on the value of money in my life. Let me start by telling a little bit about myself. I'm 18 years old. I live in California. I'm trying to skip some of the details. I'll include it. I grew up in one of the wealthiest, the wealthiest county known as Hillsborough. I was young when my parents didn't speak about money and finances because it made them uncomfortable. Uh, his house was 1.8 million, et cetera, et cetera. Now his parents are divorced. His mother works at a doctor's office and it supports her and I without much help from his father. She makes around $14 an hour with decent benefits. In this area, that is shit. Our current rent turns out to be a little more than she makes a month. She's probably only living here until I move away, but I deliver food and sometimes make up to 24 hour, 20 bucks an hour if, it, if I'm busy. So here's the core of it. Now this is the issue. She's sending me to college at the University of Arizona for business school. 
We got some okay financial aid, but I see myself having fifty to one hundred and twenty thousand in student loans if I go there all four years. Will I be able to deal with that? I'm worried about my mom because she's breaking into her retirement savings to help send me to college. Do you have any input on how I should plan my savings? It sounds like you handled all your issues at a young independent at a young age, independent of your father because you work hard. Do you have any advice on how I should start out my life if I want to be a man just like you? Oh, that's a little more complimentary than I remembered it, but, but um, yeah. So he thinks he's going to have fifty to one hundred and twenty thousand in student loans if he goes to this school for four years. His mother's dipping into retirement savings. He's in a tough spot. Thoughts, gang? Did he say what he wants to do with his life? Only yeah, that it was business school. Uh, he um, so. That's like after as, that? No. Did he say what he wants to do after no, that? He, he hasn't that would help. Career. He's also 18, so I wouldn't... Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't weigh it. The first question anyway. you got to ask yourself at this stage of the game is, um, you know, do you want... Do you want to... Uh, do you need to go to a four-year traditional college or do you need to go to business school? Um, you, might, you might not need to. Um, did you? What's your background? I, I did. I did. But it was... It, I'm not going to say it was a waste of time, but I will say that... Um, I, I remember one fact from college, and that's that a Japanese feudal lord is called a daimyo. Other than that, I don't <laughs> didn't pick up anything useful, um, and that was my own fault partially. What but was your I, major? I, I, history. I wish I had taken a gap year, frankly. Um, I wish I had taken a gap year and, and learned a little bit more about myself and what I wanted to do. I might have gotten a bit more out of college, but you know, to, to just graduate college with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt could could um, you know. Oof, might not be worth it. You got to ask yourself. Yeah. There, so there's cheaper ways to go to school. That wait. Merka? Yeah, that seemed like an expensive business school. Merka, I see you talking. I don't hear you at all. Can you test it again? I hear you. Go on. Yeah. Well, first tip is he needs to go to an in-state school, unless he's going to like a specialist university, something really specific. There's no reason to go out of state. Go in-state, get it cheaper, or go to a community college for two years, save a bit of money, and then go to that college for the last two years to round it out. But yeah, there's no reason living in California to go to Arizona. What was it? University of Arizona? It's a fine school, but it's not like, oh my god, the University of Arizona Business School? Like yeah, That's where Megyn Kelly went. Taylor, can we try something? Uh, if you look at your interface, can you turn up the gain on it? Pretty high already. Better, better, better. That is better. better. That is better. Let's try so, that for a while. All right. Um, but yeah, just two years of community college, then move on from there. But yeah, no reason to have 150k in debt. That's like a life. Especially up. since it's going into your mother's uh, savings. You know, that's that's yeah. that seems like it really compounds the thing. I I've had more time to think about this. So the numbers he's saying is between 50 and 120 thousand in student loans, and that's a ton. That 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 could haunt him until he's 40 or something. And well, I think and, the reason it's 50 to 120 is he's thinking about taking 70 grand from his mom. Yeah, <laughs> that that could be. And there's another thing too. Like there are no retirement scholarships right like no one's gonna give his mom a retirement he's it'll guess what honey i got the best letter from bingo <laughs> that <laughs> like, shit doesn't happen no she could be signing up to work until she's dead and that's a pretty rough end of life for anybody right like you know entering like trying to stay relevant in a workforce when her skills are outdated and her you know, mental acuity is faded and that's like, don't do that to your mom. Don't don't take money from your mom's retirement account to put yourself through school. Um, like Taylor said, there's in-state schools that'll give just as good an education for a lot less. He could go to two years of community college, which are just slightly more than free, and 
then go to a two-year school, or I'm sorry, a four-year school to finish out. Um, those things would save him a ton. Uh, I do think college is worth it for, for Mike's benefit. Like I, I did a lot of college, and um, and I felt like I got a lot from it. But um, uh, yeah, what you're doing now it, it appears to be one of the most expensive routes to get educated. And it matters how much you pay for this thing. Like it, it, this is an investment in yourself. And a lot of people don't look at it as a return on investment. They look at it as their like life experience for the next four years. University of Arizona is going to be so cool. Should I do it? Huh? Do you think it's nice? No, dude. Like th this is the diving board. This is your platform from which you'll jump off of to the rest of your life. And you can't start it at the bottom of the pool because you chose such a fucking expensive school. So, um, and what if he decides during the third year or something when so much money's already down in the hole, oh, you know what? I don't actually want to go into business. I want to be an attorney or I want to be a doctor or something. So then you're going to shell out that same amount for a three or four year postgrad education. Like then you're, you know, third of a million dollars in debt by the end of it. Like it's just play it safe. Don't take advantage. Of, I don't think you're trying to take advantage of your mom, but don't don't put her out like that. Yeah, this is too much. Yeah, get accepted somewhere else. And uh and the gap year, by the way, is a pretty neat idea, too. Um, I don't know. I, you get a job. When I was 18, everybody told me to just go straight into college because if I took a gap year, then I would somehow get off of the school treadmill and never finished. Um, in my case, anyway, that turned out to be bad advice. Like, I, whatever. I got off and back on that treadmill when I got my master's. I, uh, you know, I, I would have done it. And I might have been like emotionally richer, right? Like the put he started off saying he wanted to know what the, getting a grasp on the value of money in my life. And money isn't the point of life, but you know, the experience is, but money facilitates that. You know, if you're broke, you're one of those guys who never leaves his town or his county. And that kind of sucks. I'm talking about, you know, just, just barely making it by with money. You get to see the world with money. You get to do interesting things with money. You get to, you know, I don't know. Also, there's a lot less stress when you're not living week to week. So, uh, so money is, is it, it's, it, I've lived life with and without money and I definitely prefer with, but, uh, um, the real point is your experience. I don't know how I got onto that, but, uh, I like that. That, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So good answer. You should sew that into a pillow. Which one? <laughs> that the whole, whole thing. thing. <laughs> That'll be a body blow, but it'll, you know, motivate people who come over. <laughs> Woody, do you think uh, you were you you got got with Jackie and uh, and married soon yeah, thereafter? Do you think your education would have been uh, like your time in school? Do you think you it would have been? I don't know. What, what do you think would have been different if there had been a single Woody going to school those years? Do you think that you'd have made it? You'd have done this. You'd have made it. You know, gotten all the degrees you got. You know, stuck through it, or would you have been distracted by <laughs> um, loose women <laughs> and the wiles? It's no, it, it's not the loose women in their wiles, I think, that would have made a difference. Uh, but and it, so Jackie did a day in the life video just recently. You probably didn't see it, but uh, like it wakes up with her at like 6 a.m. taking the dogs out while I'm still asleep. Right. She just facilitates everything in my life. Then she like takes Colin to parkour, comes back and makes me breakfast. I get breakfast right. in bed. I see that she makes your married life. Uh, I know about that. All right. Mm -hmm. I know that she makes being married to Jackie is wonderful. She's like a full time assistant partner, secretary, all that stuff rolled into one. But in school, you didn't really need that so much. Right. I feel like I did. So, so Jackie's job has been since the moment we met to be like my oops, text uh, to be my like emotional support. Right. Like it's uh, 
And, and to some extent, the driver. Like when we moved to North Carolina, we chose this place because we wanted nicer weather than New Jersey. We wanted a place that was rich in tech careers, the Research Triangle Park. And I wanted a place that would offer uh, schools so I could get my master's. I was down here for like a year just playing hockey with like three teams at one time or whatever, just fucking about enjoying life. And she's like, you know, we had kind of a social contract on this master's degree thing. You going to sign up for that? And, um, you know, she did it delicately, but without that, I might not have gotten the master's so degree. So she, she basically said, hey, I signed up to be married to a man with a fucking master's degree. <laughs> and that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm still a size two. But you don't have a master's degree. So something like that, huh? Did you use the phrasing social contract? Because that's a bit of a red <laughs> No, she didn't. Um, it clearly says right here but, that you uh, have a master's degree by next month. But it, it's like there is kind of a thing like look you know like on the support system i push this thing along and part of it is pushing you to have high expectations in your career success and um so uh, i forget how you originally started your question you know would i have gone through all that school or would i have been tempted i feel like not only is she the emotional support but she's also kind of uh the gentle helpful nudger you know and uh and that helps a ton like she's I am more than I would have been without her. Oh, not that you should put on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, do that. I am more than I would have been without you. Put that shit on a pillow and just give it to her. You'll get, you'll get it'll be daytime sex forever. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. That's the, the, I like working from home. So um, I want to know who's the most famous person you're aware of who has their razors delivered to them through the Shave Club. Hmm. Good question. Um, there was a pro wrestler, um, Zach somebody or other, who's, who uh, is a subscriber. Um, that's a great question. I have to, have to do a, a search on that. I, d I don't know how I would find that out. Well, you got. I think actually Leanne Rimes tweeted at us recently um, that she loved our shave butter. Um, and I don't know who else. That'd be like so a hairy girl. Like the Pope. <laughs> Someone the got point. it. That'd be amazing if we could get His Holiness. <laughs> He's got uh, quite a few social buddies there. A couple of billion, you know? Yeah, just <laughs> get it. Just get a tweet. Yeah. Oh, like it's smooth. <laughs> so, what's the long-term plan with Dollar Shave Club? You gonna sell this thing off for a billion dollars? You gonna run it? Uh, where do you see you? Just happening. Just happy running it right now. You know, we don't really think about you know, an exit or anything like that. Um, as long as we're, as long as we're growing and, and, um, you know, helping people, I'm happy. All right. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it must be tempting to sell it sometimes, right? Cause I feel like your life now is probably running this business. You wake up every day. There's a problem you didn't anticipate. You just fix it, fix it, fix it. Your life tomorrow is, sailing over to the French Riviera, starting at the Caribbean, you're, um, I don't know, woman on each arm. That can't be too bad. I think that, I, I think that fantasy is, you know, interesting for a, a month, but I don't know. I, I, uh, and I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, just sitting on a pile of money and traveling around the world I think would probably get old, and I know a lot of people would would disagree with that. Um, 
but but uh, <laughs> you know it's not it, that's not the end state. You know, it's um, the you got to enjoy kind of what you're doing while you're doing it, and not kind of romanticize about a future destination and a and a beach that you're sitting on somewhere with you know two girls on your arm or whatever whatever the the fantasy is. Right, you gotta. You have to love what you do and and um, you know enjoy that because that's what you're doing most of the time. So I don't. I know that if I were on that beach, and I had sold Dollar Shave Club, uh, that I would probably be missing it after about a month because um, I like being in the game. All right. Makes Sorry. Sense. But yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with a pile of money and traveling. I think. Where would you go? Oh. You know, Thailand, sexcation. Well, Thailand, obviously. I spent like six months just sitting around my own house, just like, oh my god, I did. Look at all this fucking money. Where, like, just planning a bunch of crazy trips. Go to Thailand, see if I could get into some North Korea, just to see what it was like. As long as I didn't have to like risk getting caught or something. You know, like, wouldn't you want to? If you have a bunch of money, you can hire a helicopter, maybe sneak in, looking at. Want to cross the DMZ? Not the, in a helicopter. The, an alternate route. Alternate route in. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of just a, a minefield with a fence and all, though, right? Like, it's just like... St- yeah, but they're not sky mines. You can fly over that. There's lots of but ways. But they have... That's what, that's what they call missiles, though. I feel like they would rocket you down. North Korea is your destination? I'm saying that after I did all the traveling of, like, the French Riviera and places like that, wouldn't you kind of want to use a bunch of money and go see what's really going on in places like that where you're not supposed to be? Just because it's like going so far. French Riviera is shit. I've been there. Italian Riviera is twice as good. But that's not where you want to go. You want to go. I want to rent a motorcycle and go from Seattle to Anchorage. That's the trip. Fuck. That's. Cal- I'm gonna get drug along on this trip. I'm gonna die on a goddamn motorcycle. Fuck trip. yeah! Let's Sounds do this. Cool. You can't listen to the radio. You can't listen to a podcast. On you can listen to all those things. I could. It, I, we'll, what are we'll, you? We're all 90s helmet. No. We're all gonna have headsets like this, fucking communicating like nerds riding down the road for like. 2,000 miles or something crossing a continent, and I'm gonna die on, like, the first block, because I can't ride a fucking motorcycle. I never have. I have no experience. It's and, and, easy. And he, he's like, let's go rent some fucking Harleys. Let's just... Like, no. I, I'll die. Yeah. Don't like, like, I just... I feel like I, like I understand the clutch and the brake, and I like I know the, the basics of how to operate a motorcycle, but... I have like, a solution for a man of your motorcycle masculinity. Sidecar. Right? I will put you in my sidecar. I'd rather fucking die. <laughs> Maybe wear those little goggles too. Yeah, yeah. I, I could, it, like, um, I, I, typically I think we put a dog in the sidecar, but in your case, it'll be you. No, it won't. I'll get you a fucking sidecar. No. I, uh, I, I like the idea of a motorcycle trip. Chiz was saying, like, we should get some of those trikes. But I, I was like, well, look like, the, like a disabled motorcycle club. We're all in trikes. Like, <laughs> like, like, no, I don't want to get the trikes. Um, but, but I don't know, man, I, like you're talking about go cross country and, and I feel like it'd be great on the open road. Cause it, I mean, it's just straight, you know, I could do even do curves, I'm sure. But I feel like in cities and stuff, like dealing with traffic, like if, if you make a mistake, you just die. Cause you're, you're not encased in anything. You're just sitting on a piece of metal. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That would be such like, are you talking about an actual trip or like an adventure trip? Cause that would be so boring to watch guys ride motorcycles. Through the wilderness. For like no, 20- no. So I got the idea from actually my real estate agent when we bought this house. He's like, let's rent Harleys and do something. He turned out to be a douche, so we're not doing that. But Kyle's not. 
and um, it sounded awesome. Now I've, I've had that this idea like buzzing in my head for a couple months, like burning in intensity. And I started watching Long Way Round. Are you guys familiar with this? Yeah, so there's two actors, British actors, and uh, they start off in London, and they're going to ride their motorcycles around the world, best you can. So they're going west. They went through, like, I can't even name it, like Slovakia and Czech Republic, and then they went through uh, Ukraine. And I think they made a little stop in Russia. They're, they're, as I'm watching it, they're currently in Mongolia, which, by the way, not a very good traffic infrastructure. But... Um, uh, they're, so they're going to go up to the Bering State, take a little boat or something to Anchorage, come down across Canada, across America to New York, and then fly back to London. They're taking motorcycles east around the Northern Hemisphere. And while that sounds great, I think we should go baby steps and just go from Seattle to Anchorage. You know, like, this is Kyle's either going to hate it every step of the way and be bitching and moaning or you're going to get him addicted to another wildly dangerous hobby and he'll be trying to rig guns onto it or like a potato gun motorcycle or some <laughs> other it's just there's no good way there's no winning in this Don't it's put about on. the experience it, 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 the whole purpose of this thing is to be uh, like more emotionally wealthy at the end of the trip than at the start you know like I've been to Disney World I don't know how many times like a hundred or something and uh, and every time I come back and I'm no different than I arrived However, there have been some other trips I've taken where it's like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what it's supposed to be. You're, I don't know, slightly modified version of the one that went to it. And uh, I feel like this is one of those trips. The object is to get emotionally. Mike, Kyle's pussy now. You down? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, first of all, I don't even know if we're going to be able to rent these motorcycles that you speak of, at, like, you know, without any experience or the motorcycle license or anything like that. Like, I know you can go to places like rent a Vespa or like a scooter or like a moped, like at the beach, but like renting a full-size motorcycle and then being like, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. We're going to Anchorage with it. Like, I don't know if there's a place that will facilitate that for you. D motorcycles can be cheap. Like, you can get a running, working, serviceable motorcycle for $250. Are we now talking about purchasing shitty motorcycles and using those to go from... No. We're talking about buying a starter motorcycle so that you can get licensed. This is getting worse. This is getting worse. Now I have to, like, practice for your trip on a, on a shitty motorcycle, and then I have to, like, find a way to facilitate this magical rental that I don't even believe is possible. I accept your We terms. need to focus on one trip at a time. I was in the fucking wilderness today uh -huh. with a machete hacking my way up a riverbed looking good. for a spot for us to do the survival trip. How did that go? Pretty good. I think I'm onto something. I, uh, I walked it. I walked it, pretty far in. I had my pistol with me. I was worried that there were going to be uh, like, uh, like hillbilly folk because uh, every time I drive back into the wilderness area, there's like two or three trucks just randomly parked. And there was one guy with like crazy cross eyes that like literally went the opposite directions. And he was and he was just driving around back there, and you're, you're miles away from civilization. So I put my gun on and went for a hike today, and I think I'm on to something. I so think I know Mike, the general area. For your benefit, it's going to be me, Kyle, Joe Lozon. I don't know if you know him as a UFC fighter. And um, so you, me, Joe Lozon, and who Chiz. else? Chiz. Uh, in the woods doing a week-long survival trip, kind of Les Stroud style, except that like we cheat a lot more than Les Stroud does. We're going to bring a sleeping bag. Uh, we're going to make our own structures. Dig your own toilet. Dig your totally. own toilet. Yeah, we're not bringing any food. Um, or water. Or water. But we're bringing water. If we have a campsite picked out, I, I want the campsite to be um, close and like convenient to water, but out of the flood zone. That's the objective. 
<laughs> you guys should all have your amenities, but for as long as Chiz can handle it, he has to do it fully Les Stroud style. So he has to watch you <laughs> cooked on the tray. He has to watch you get in your sleeping bags as he's pulling dry leaves onto himself, <laughs> struggling to get some flint to light his 10th cigarette of the night. <laughs> I'd love to watch him struggle. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to allow him cigarettes for the survival trip. I, I got no problem with it, but it seems... Uh, it he seems needs to like quit. He, he's supposed to move into my... He's supposed to go from the survival trip, and then instead of returning home, he's going to come live in my guest house. And he... There's no smokers in my property, so he, he needs to get that worked out by then. I love how harsh that is. Is it, it, What he didn't say, there's no smoking in my house. He didn't know, say, no, don't even smoke in the yard. He's like, there's no smoking on my property. You'll have to walk over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, like, he couldn't smoke on the property? I don't know. No? no? I mean, like, now, if, if there was, have, like, a construction worker visiting. Stance, right? I, I'm sorry, Marcus, say it again. You have a hard stance on the smoking, but isn't it Jackie who has like the incredibly, you know, Nazi-esque, there will be no smoking, like, on your <laughs> property? I think, yeah, she's probably even more diligent about this than I am. Yeah. And, uh... I just yeah. imagine a prank video where Chiz gets fake cigarettes and Jackie comes home to discover him and Colin smoking one together <laughs> and like his arm around Colin and like and just both of them like taking a drag. <sighs> they make fake ones that when you puff on them, the end lights up like fire and everything and you exhale really? smoke. It, you, could, you could pull that off. She would shit a brick. Whenever <laughs> Jackie, like, like every Christmas, every time she visits her family... They're all crazy for candy cigarettes, and they like yeah. They get all the kids involved, and they're they're chewing on candy cigarettes. I'm like candy cigarettes. That's like a something that I didn't even know existed anymore. Yeah, I thought I was, that in like 1946. They still make them. I was at a store the other day and I saw them. I thought they'd been you know of course oh they outlawed the candy cigarettes right so kids can't pretend to smoke cigarettes for candy but no nah, they're still there. I remember yeah. when I was five like having those. Those were fun. They have those pictures of like a big fat diabetic fuck on the front of, like. What all <laughs> too many candy cigarettes uh, right they, they should be like a warning <laughs> candy cigarettes make you fat yeah, <laughs> uh, not a safe alternative to skittles <laughs> <laughs> all right mike uh what music's on your phone right now hmm um i've been doing a lot of spotify radio um you know uh i throw on 10 snake uh it's some good kind of metro beats uh it gets me through the work day i like listening to some of that some of that stuff while i'm working all right. Kyle, what's on your phone right now? Um, I don't put music on my phone. I don't either. I stopped doing that like three phones ago. It's all Spotify or Pandora. Me yeah, too. Yeah, I find that like I end up with like a playlist that, that's so... I, even if it's 150 songs, like I listen to them over and over and over, and then those 150 are ruined like for the next two years because I listen to them too much, so I don't even do it. That, that's happened to me with my Spotify playlist. My late... People are going to hate this because I... Is, I really like Siri. Uh, no one likes Siri, it appears, but me. And I've just started doing, like, no. play Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Oh, don't. You could have looked in your phone, searched it, and found it. I know. <laughs> this is what I do in the car now. I, uh, I, I, whatever. I, I use, What's I... I switched from Spotify. I'm sorry. This week especially, I'm not hearing you when I talk at the same time. I'm getting overloaded. But uh, yeah, 
What's your newfound fascination with Siri all of a sudden? I feel like this really ramped up quickly. There like, was an update, see, and, oh. and, he, and he heard about it, and then he checked Siri out for the first time in a long time. But I think there's actually been like two or three updates since the last time he actually applied it, and so it has improved. And so now he thinks it's just like, uh, he, like, he's, like he's fucking Iron Man, like Robert Downey Jr., and he's got a little uh, artificial intelligence friend that'll, that'll help him out with everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike doesn't know. I own a small business. It's a Minecraft server, and uh, and I've got staff that kind of follows the clock, like California, UK, Texas, sure. etc. And I, I flew him over to my house, and we did a team building event. And um, there was a young guy from Scotland, and he likes Siri, and he kind of reintroduced me to it. And suddenly, like when I wasn't looking, Siri got awesome. She does everything. My wife nags me, you know, like like. Um, you know, don't forget to pick up Colin at four. Don't forget to pick up Colin at four, and, which is like a legit thing because I, I, that's the kind of thing I forget. And I'll say, set an alarm for 3.45 p.m. Okay, it's on. Done, right? How awesome is that? Did she say it's on? Yeah, she did. All right. What did she say? What did she say when she forgets to remind you at, at 3.45? <laughs> she never forgets. Here, um, let, let me... I'll say, change that alarm from 345 to 350. Your alarm's now set to 3.50 p.m. tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow. What if you needed to wake up early? I like could. Really to get him at 3.50 in the morning. Suddenly the whole morning's ruined because you left Colin somewhere. He <laughs> also was doing this like three years ago. And have you ever heard of series like she gives little smarmy comments if you don't ask something correctly? Like if you ask, one of my friends showed me. They're like, what? Or how many gold medals did Bruce Jenner win in whatever year it was? 1980. And it'll be like, ding, ding. Don't you mean Caitlyn Jenner? No, I mean the one who fucking won the medals. Don't get, <laughs> give me lip. You just, <laughs> just bottom tier robot. Like, I don't like their little editorializing with it. Just make it like Google. Yeah. Th there were a couple that I thought were really funny at first. Like, what happens if you divide by zero? And uh, she gives like a paragraph long answer that ends with insulting you for having no friends. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it was funny the first time, but mostly now I just like what she actually does. And yeah, I don't know. They did, I feel like we've done enough Siri talk on the show, but I am genuinely a fan. They made it good when, when I wasn't looking and it's pretty cool. And a lot of people take this as an Android dig. For all I know, that's good, too. I didn't really use it much. But uh, I just rediscovered Siri. I've never once used whatever lady is on my phone, the Android one. Could be good, could be shit. I'll just type it in. Yeah. I've, uh, I've even started using Apple Maps more, whatever they call it, because of the Siri integration. Like it's just better to me for that reason. So, um, Oh, I got a thing for Mike. I feel like everybody... Ha gets a business idea at one point or another, right? And in my head, one of the stopping points has always been manufacturing. Like if I had come up with your idea before you hypothetically, I'd think, I don't even know how to begin in like making razors a reality. Like you know, I, I assume you outsource it, but I don't know anything for sure. Like how do you begin and saying like, all right, this is what I want. This is my design and make it a physical product. Best thing to do is, is um, you know, look, you need in it. First of all, it depends what the idea is. Um, is it, is it uh, something that requires industrial design? Is it uh, a food product? 
um, you know, there's all kinds of all kinds of areas. Um, if an industrial designer in, in you know, if, if you live in a major city, there's probably great industrial designers that can help you think through how to prototype something. So can I interrupt uh, you? Yeah. So I've got a sample idea and I'll say it cause I don't think I'm going to pursue it, but yeah. here it was, I was in my house uh, replacing receptacles and they had been painted over in a sloppy way. Right? So you could put tape on the front of it, but if you spray it, especially the sides get painted. And then when you put the plate on, it looks crappy cause you can see it. Um, so when you just put tape on it, it takes skill. If you don't put tape on it, it gets sloppy and it, it's a problem. So I don't know if you've had kids or not, but you, maybe you've seen those push in like safety things. So the children don't like stick forks and outlet. Yep. Imagine that, but instead of being really difficult to pry and remove, it's something like that, maybe with the sponge background. So it grabs the side and now you can like sort of custom fit the outlet. When someone goes to paint a room, bam, 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 in 10 seconds, they've applied their four outlet covers and they have confidence that even if they spray, if they roll, if they whatever, now that problem is solved, right? So how does, if you could picture it in my head anyway, it's kind of a plastic shell with like a foam in the back so that it hugs the outlet a little better. I wouldn't even know how to begin manufacturing the little outlet cover. I, I don't think I would either. Yeah. I really? It's a good thing. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I, I expected you to be like, right, well, you need a plastics guy. You got to call Tom. Guy. Right. You got to go call Tom. Yeah, I got a plastic guy. We'll bring him in. I see think him. there are places you can go to uh, for that. And you, you get an engineer to to create a you know a CAD drawing of it or a digital representation right. and then and then he usually has the knows the next step you know where to take it from there I was building a thing one time and we started with an engineer we found a guy to make the virtual version of the product that I never uh, ended up using and then you know there was another guy that that he recommended who made it out of plastic injected molded it and uh, and then it kinda went from there but I think that's the, that's the way to do it I think you can find these places but it's not readily easy. It's not like, oh, ABC, that's how you do manufacturing. It's hard. You've got to do some Googling, I guess. So you find a pro who can design this thing and who probably knows what you, whoever does injection molds needs. He'll build, he'll create it in that format. You get a couple prototypes in, refine the design, and then yeah. find I some guy in China. I'll say what it was. I, I designed a... Uh, <clears throat> I designed a um, thing one time that's the yeah, it's for the lower, um, but the, it was it was a much bigger magwell, um, so that uh, you know when you put the mag in sometimes you can be oh I don't ha I can't get it straight in like if you're trying to load quickly, uh -huh. um, but the one that I designed was like really big it was flared around the the bottom and it, you know it's the same size in there where the where it ends up. But it, yeah, I gun. get it. So it was, it was wider, bigger, so you could you could be quicker like with your reloads miss. and stuff. It was much bigger. Yeah. And it had some knurling right here, so you actually had a bit of a handle right here instead of just grabbing the mag. And I got that made. Um, we designed it. The, the engineer put it in the CAD. Uh, the injection molded, mold place did a run of prototypes. And then, you know, they give you pricing from there. That's, a, that's what I did. This is my survival rifle, by the way. This is what I'm taking on the trip. Is that the 22? Whoa, don't put that thing in me. <laughs> did you know I learned this from Freddie Wong? You can't point a gun at a camera for, like, a TV show and such. And if you what? right, and if you think about it, have you ever seen a gun pointed directly at the lens? No, Rarely. it's actually a bad shot. But I don't no, know. I, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm sorry, Taylor. Whenever we talk at the same time, I'm completely silencing you, and I don't mean to. But um, <laughs> um, I I feel like 
an artist, you know, a videographer could do something special with that. Like, I don't have any, my guns are right behind me, but um, if you do like a big open bore in the, yeah, yeah. Like that shot, especially if it were an even bigger gun, like a shotgun could become sort of an iconic, oh my God, this is scary moment. That is unloaded. The light source is perfect down there. <laughs> I can see the rifling. This is awesome. But uh, yeah, but you can't do this on TV. Freddie Wong made a commercial for Battlefield, the video game, and uh, they had pointed a gun right at the camera and it got rejected. But fortunately, they had an angle. They had another angle and they just swapped it. But, that is weird. Yeah, that Mike, you a gun guy? Uh, I used to shoot rifles when I was younger. Um, shotguns, uh, lately, I like shooting uh, the traps. It's really fun. It's really fun. No handguns ever? Just rifles? I tried handguns once, and that was just a little bit too violent for me. Um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I wasn't as good at it, so maybe that had something to do with it. But just something felt very aggressive about it. And also, the place where I went to shoot them was a little... Um, a little small and nobody was smiling people was are outside yeah it was indoor when you're when you're out on the range you know it's it's um people are smiling and they're happy and they're outdoors and they're you know shooting moving things when you're inside at the range shooting the handguns you know and nothing against people that shoot handguns i'm sure it's very fun for them but there's just like it just feels like business it just feels like self-defense i think of it like this all right so if, if you go to one of those those little indoor ranges with the gestapo looking over your shoulder making sure that your fingers pointed the right way the whole time and you kind of like make sure you're not making anyone angry and put your 50 rounds into a piece of paper and you know with your earmuffs and it's so fucking loud you can't really have any fun and the there's a there's a fan going the whole time that people forget about that's super loud sucking all the smoke out of the room i compare like that's like the comparison between going and getting a hand job from like an Asian hooker, like a massage parlor, versus like having sex with a beautiful woman, which about. is when you get out in the field with a gun, when, when you can, you know, get out somewhere and you can have some, some real fun and do whatever you want and maybe get, set some bowling pins up or some watermelons or, you know, some, some animals that you've gathered from the neighborhood, you know, whatever. Um, then you yeah. can really enjoy a gun. That's a <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that too. Thank you for the Asian hooker analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the difference between making love to a beautiful woman. I love it. I love it when, like you, when you put things happy in terms ending. I can understand them. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, from there, uh, new topic. What do you got? You want to talk about the Republicans? And, and they're putting on a show right this second. I'm trying. I'm looking forward to the highlights. I, I worry that, you know, Mike is a, a public figure, maybe doesn't want to talk politics. Oh. Probably not gonna. Probably not going to. Um, you know, trumpet my support for uh, Cindy Lauper as president on this podcast. <laughs> you said trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, uh, for everybody. But I think it would be hilarious. I think I might just spite vote for Trump, just because it would bother so many people and it's funny. Like he's not gonna uh, win. I would love it if Trump won. I uh, he he was on there a little while ago talking about building that fucking fence between us and Mexico, and he he's like, if the Me I'll make the Mexicans build it, and if they don't build it, I'll pay for it. It just he that, just loves he loves fences. That. He loves fences. <laughs> you can't beat that. They all love fences. That's what they were talking about when I was like immigration came up, and they were no, all, but not even a, not even an immigration fence. He just loves fences. This just happens to be the biggest fence, in, you know, for him to build, so he's building it. Yeah, I imagine I go to his place and his dogs are coordinated in like 18 different sections. Yeah. 
I want to see this. Uh, I, I want to see him become president. I think that would be. I think he would be the worst president <laughs> there uh, of all time. Which is and, and what we all want, I think. I, it would be so entertaining. I feel like he'd be so bad that after like eighteen months, two years, like they would impeach him. Like that, his VP would take over. Maybe it would have to even fall back to like the third in command, whoever that is. Isn't it like the majority leader or something? Do you remember when Howard Stern ran for mayor of New York City? You yeah, might have been too uh, young. No, I, well, I, I, I know all about it, though, because I listened to all the... I've listened to those broadcasts. I listened to him. Uh, so he ran for the Libertarian Party, if I remember correctly. And when you do that, when you, like, nominate yourself to run for the thing, you have to go to, like, the Libertarian Party, like... There, there's a big meeting where, like, someone says, I nominate Howard Stern to, for, for this position. And then another guy comes up, and he's like, I second the nomination. And each of you... And then Stern goes up, and he's like, I accept the nomination. Like, all that had to happen... And the guy that got up there, immediate, it was uh, Crackhead Bob, I think. <laughs> and you can't understand a word he said. He made, I recommend Howard Stern for governor. And they're all just like, you can hear like the buzz of people like giggling and laughing because they don't know what the fuck's going on. And they get the second guy to second his, the nomination. And at first he's very coherent. And then out of nowhere he goes, I haven't slept in like 36 hours. Anybody want to see my dildo? And they're like, starts like, get him off the stage. Get him off the stage. So I, it's just, Stern's candidacy was funny. I wish I could remember both the issues, but I remember one. He's like, his thing was this. I promise to you, if you elect me mayor of New York, I will do two things and I will resign. One of them was to put those automated drive-through tolls, like Easy Pass, I think it's called in that area, on the bridges. So, and it was pretty much so that his commute would get light years better. You know, he would be able to just drive through at 50 miles an hour. And then there was another issue. Oh, oh, I do know it. He said all um, highway construction would be at night. He's like, I will do those two things. I'll push highway construction tonight, and I will make the tolls the kind that you can drive through, and then I will retire, and this more competent person will be your mayor. And, yeah. uh, and that's and he how he... the guy, and, and like, like his running mate was a guy with a lot of experience, and he was actually, um, he wasn't from the Libertarian Party. I think he might have been a, a, a Democrat, and uh, the Libertarians didn't care for that very much during the nomination, but he was just saying, hey, hey, do you want to be relevant? Do you want to be a real party? Do you want to win an election? We can do it. Otherwise, you're just going to stay where you are. Like, you know, in, nobody, nobody knows who you are or what you're doing. Let, let's win this thing. Yeah. And uh, it was, I, I want to say it was a serious campaign. I mean, he actually wanted to do those things. He wanted to be there, sign two pieces of paper to make those things happen, and then hand it off to a more competent politician. And uh, I don't know how that came up. But Trump, I'm not sure I want Trump to be my president. But I definitely want him to be one of my candidates because this is great. <laughs> he's, he's so entertaining. I, I saw like the first question they asked asked him. He I could see him. He was like, like he was so geared up to answer it. And when he started, he's just like immediately not answering the question. It's Trump talk. It's <laughs> like he, he's like Vince. Fuck my opponents. Fuck that one in particular. <laughs> don't know how to ask good questions, Vince. Huh. And like that was it. That's all he said. I love Trump. He's the most entertaining candidate I think we've had ever. I can't think of anyone who is as much of a clown on the national stage as that guy. And, uh, and the best part is, it seems like 17% of the population thinks that's a good idea. All right. All right. So I've got a question for Mike. It's off script, but are you ready? Mm-hmm. Would you rather be at peak physical fitness until you die or peak mental capacity until you die? Oh, no Peak, phys peak physical, for sure. Really? I don't want to be aware that, I'm, that I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that rationale. All right. When I get crippled, I don't want to know it. 
Yeah, I'd rather be like, you know. Because what's the use of being some perfect Adonis if you're, you know, you've lost your mental faculties, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, no, I don't know. Do you get the same mental capacity arc if you choose fitness that you would normally? Sure. Because right? I, if I level, my peak physical fitness is probably at 19 or something. But oh my lord, I was such a jackass at that time. I don't want to stay that guy. I just yeah, want to look yeah. like I, They wouldn't correspond. I, I would imagine you'd like get 22-year-old Woody body plus like 22-year-old Woody body if he spent 18 months like training for a, an MMA fight with trainers or something. Like that's you, like super jack, like 6% body fat or something, right. able to run a marathon, that version of you. I would take that because I feel like, I mean, if my mental fa- faculties do decline, I feel like that's not going to happen until at least my 60s, right? And I'm never going to live that long anyway. So I, I'd, I'd love to be, you know, peak fitness uh, version of me. I can't remember which philosopher said that, you know, every man should know the, the, uh, the full potential of his body. I can't remember who said that, but I like that quote. And, uh, and I don't think I, I have ever known that. I don't think many people have. I, I, that's, I, I envy Joe for that. I feel like Joe knows. Mm. Joe's like, yeah, there's a couple of years. I worked out wicked hard. I, I got, that's about as strong as that's going to be. Like, like, he knows. He knows what his peak was. Surely. I but I don't. Fine. It would be like, obviously, the best answer, I think, is physical perfection until you're done. Because if you have mental, like, what if you have a stroke? You can't really talk anymore, and you're, like, laying there at the age of, like, 72. Your mind is still sharp as a tack. You have to watch your family come in and be like, do you think he can even hear us? <laughs> no, he can't. It's like, I'm here. I'm here. Kill me. Kill me. Like, oh. like he's so dismal and awful. You have to live the rest of your life like that. Like, well, be- on the other hand, imagine you're laying in bed. Your mental faculties are shot, but you're, you've got that perfect body. And all of the, uh, you know, the people at the old folks' home just keep fucking you every night. Just every night, they're fucking that old guy with the perfect body. That's true. You yeah, could go to, like, Abercrombie modeling or something. Wait, at the are age. you making this a downside or an upside? A downside. It's, it's like the male orderly, like in Kill Bill. He's bringing some truck driver in there. Most time, not all the time, this fella gets dry as sand down there. So, you want to lube him up. Like, that could be you with your perfect body. Yeah, you don't want that. No, you're not completely <laughs> dead. Table, like, unconscious like the Thurman in that movie you're still like bumbling about like looking like you lost your keys yeah, you make any sense nobody's gonna believe your stories about the truckers that are fucking you every night like no <laughs> I would hope that with my great body I would have made a lot more money in my life and I wouldn't be in some weird truck stop old folk home and I would be somewhere nice where people were coming in to violate me every evening but you know this is an odd question well, that's a good one though but I think there's no question obviously the physical I think it happens in all the old folks' homes, the, the, you know, the, the fucking. All right. Oh, it I, does. I've got a new one, and we'll start with Mike. Are you ready? What are we in the golden age of? Self-promotion. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Just, like, the ability on Twitter and... Facebook? I don't know, man. It just sounded good. Uh... <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah, it's Twitter. Everybody, you know, you just look at LinkedIn and and what everybody's saying about themselves and the things they post on Twitter, or Facebook. You know, everybody's an expert. Um, everybody's a guru. Um, you know, hmm. and they want to talk about it. Yeah, well, I want to steal Woody's answer and say we're in some sort of golden age of filmmaking. You know, uh, I. On a related note, I'm going to steal. This is I saw this question on the internet, and the top answer was story-driven episodic television. Yeah, that's definitely true. 
Yeah, I can't think of another time that we've had shows on the level of Breaking Bad, um, Game of Thrones. There was a time when you had The Sopranos and The Wire, um, mm -hmm. but but I, I still think everybody kisses the ire, the the wires ass so much. I feel like it was a great show, but I feel like today some of today's shows are better. I feel like Breaking Bad's a lot better than The Wire. I agree with that. Never yeah. watched The Wire, but the way people get so excited about it when you read about it in forums, it it makes me not want to watch it. Just like that show Community, where everybody was just feverishly masturbating each other about how great that show was. Watched one episode. It was okay. The Wire? That, oh. No, the community. I was saying the I'm, same example there happens where people just get way too into a show and make it out to be something way more than it is. I was but replying I, to you because I thought there was a gap. And now I've talked over you. And I can create my own gap tonight because you're completely silent whenever I talk. But um, uh, The Wire, in my opinion, like it's, I, I don't know, it went on maybe five seasons. And seasons one through three were as good as it gets. And it tapered off and got bad. Breaking Bad, on the other hand, I mean, the last episode was amongst the best ones. So. It was so good. Um, I, I like The Wire a lot. I, it was one of the, I know you haven't seen it, Taylor, but it's, it, it was a show that showed like, both sides equally, the police and the gangsters. So you knew what the gangsters were up to. You knew about their family life, but you also knew the same about the police officers. So they each had their own little mini dramas going on in their own lives. And some, some, a lot of, uh, some episodes would focus more on uh, this character or that character. So like, you know, this officer gets his own episode and this criminal gets his own episode. And there was a lot of uh, really cool stories that were, they, they were able to tell with that, that kind of show. It was really good. Lots of strong actors, too. Maybe I'll check it out. I need, still need to get through the, uh, God, what the hell is it? The Sopranos before I go into any other show. I need to try yeah. again. I, uh, I'm on the, uh, I'm on like episode 20 or 21 of season six right now. So I have one and a half more episodes to go until I finish the Sopranos for the third time. Well, back to the actual question. I think we're in a golden age of sports in so what? far. Yes. It's just pay Like, that's we're past the age of like 1932 where you just kind of were like looked at a guy who was pretty good in the neighborhood league and like put him in you know and we're not to the point yet where everybody some obfuscated kind of drug that makes them like superhumans you know that'll be entertaining in its own way and we're at a point now where you're seeing like mostly the peak of what the human body can do in these sports because like even yeah. like you can pull people like professional athletes in the 70s who were great throw them in today and they're just going to get their shit packed in. Like, they won't be able to compete. The best basketball player back then, not a chance. The best hockey player back then, it's going to have circles skated around them. Like, it's only a matter of time until they start sneaking steroids through into everything, which I'm okay with, just watching a bunch of... I want to see bionics in sports. That's, That's what I want to see. You know why I hate steroids? It's because of Joe. Like, um, if I never met Joe Lozon... I'd probably be like, yeah, put them all on steroids. I want to watch like superhuman shaved chimpanzees go at it in the octagon or whatever. But because Joe doesn't cheat, it's like the steroids suck all of a sudden. Like, you know, he's had 20 UFC fights or something like that. One of them, two of them, 10 of them have to have used performance enhancing drugs. And, uh, you know, I wonder how maybe things. You know, would any of those losses turn into wins? I don't know. Um, like, and and suddenly, like, it's like you can't be competitive unless you're willing to throw away your last ten or twenty years because of the roid usage you had all this time. You know, it. it there are issues with reproduction. You know, so now what you have to use drugs from your doctor to produce testosterone to even have kids, and you know, like Chael Sonnen's going through that. 
It's um, like, I don't know. Jail Sonnen did steroids. A lots of them. Yeah, and uh, that cyborg chick. She's she's on so <laughs> much. She's yeah. on so many steroids. She needs to si sign up for Dollar Shave Club herself. Like 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 she's her facial bones. I think it's from the HGH. They said, but her facial structure is so scary. Yeah, it, it doesn't. What was the uh, the fighter you compared her to? It's a little mean. Vanderlei Silva. <laughs> I don't know why it's so mean to make fun of a a woman's uh, looks and, and and not a man's because Vanderlei Silva is an ugly motherfucker too. But she looks just like him. I, I got it from Dana White. Dana White made the comparison. <laughs> I did. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's you're, harsh. You're this, this bitch. That's bad when your boss is doing that. Here, I'll. Uh... It's called the Cyborg. Uh, her last name is Cyborg. She's a female uh, UFC fighter and. Uh, I want to see her fight Ronda Rousey because I think she'd beat her up because she's bigger and she looks like a man. I watched that gif of the Ronda Rousey fight. You watched the Ronda Rousey fight. Yeah, it doesn't even look like the other fighter that she, whatever her name is that she's fighting, doesn't look like she had been fighting for more than a couple weeks. Like at like she looked like she had a fight the whole time. Like she had, she had four years of MMA experience. Um, well, you know, but yeah, she got pummeled. Get a better job. Because you're not very good at that one. <laughs> she, um, yeah, like Kyle was saying, she actually started MMA four years ago in an effort to lose weight. And now she's in there with Ronda Rousey getting her butt kicked in, uh, in 34 seconds. It's, and it's funny, so Ronda got so much press out of this fight that like a lot of people became instant Ronda fans. All of a sudden she's gone mainstream. It's like a Tyson knockout or something. But this isn't the fight that you should be impressed with. Like, she fought a... Olympic silver medalist in wrestling and whooped her up in a couple of seconds. She fought someone else, I forget, who had outstanding striking and beat her real quick. She beat Misha Tate, who's an outstanding competitor. That'll be her next opponent, too. Ronda's had impressive wins. This wasn't one of them. But hmm. uh, she did win impressively just against a chump. Anyway, yeah, so on the screen now, we're, we're looking at Cyborg and Vanderlei Silva together, and God, they look similar to me. Yeah, that poor woman. She yeah. did a lot of that to herself. For did sure. You? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's tested positive for steroids. This is not idle speculation. Oh, yeah. you know, I don't feel as bad. Not poor woman. Like, yeah. I don't understand why a female UFC fighter would go through the trouble of steroids anyway. Especially since I feel like a good piece of your pay is based on your marketability, which is the MMA term for your ass. <laughs> you know? It's good looking, which is, you know, why we were able to promote her, put her on the posters, fighting this she-ogre, which is... <laughs> Slopes, forehead, giant, no ridge. This knee, the, whatever, like this part of her face right here is like out here. It, it's it's a very unattractive thing going on on her head. Yeah, her face. Gonna... Well, let's uh, let's get some more pictures of individuals for us to judge harshly. <laughs> like we're all great specimens, clearly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um. I had a thought in my head. Uh, oh, Mike. What are you doing with your spare time? What do you do to relax? Movies, video games, something else? Gosh, I work so much these days. Um, I, don't have much, I don't have much spare time. Um, I like playing pickup basketball. Um, I, I enjoy reading. Uh, I live pretty close to the beach, so that's, um, that's pretty good. What state are you in? Are you in California? Yeah, we're in Venice. Nice. What? How do you handle a staff member that doesn't have the same fire he used to? Had the same fire? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Um, 
Just ask him what's going on in his personal life. It's mm. usually that. You think so? Mm, could be. All right. All right. Okay, Kyle, Taylor, any questions? Hmm. I think that's all of them. All like right. how many people work at Dollar Shave Club? Like actual employees. I'm curious how they give it out. Yeah, I wondered that too. We got 150. 150 people. Mm-hmm. How many oh. direct reports do you have? Eight. Eight. Yeah, that's about all you want. You don't want many more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I've had managers with 20. I've had managers with one. Neither one is great. <laughs> I don't need that much management, but I do want some. So, yeah, eight's a good number. All right. So, Mike, would you like to stick around or would you like us to, uh, to let you go? I've got about 10 more minutes here before I got to bust out. All right. All right. All right. Hey, what are you doing? Am I the asshole? Those are fun. And, and I want to know what Mike thinks about these dickholes. Which ones? <laughs> Who? Uh, it's basically these people will write stories about something they did that they know is a little assholey but not fully convinced that they're entirely an asshole. And so then write um, and people, you know, validate their feelings or they say, you know, like, no, you were t a totally an asshole in this situation. And so it's for us to judge what they did and if they were truly an asshole. That sounds fun. It is. Right. I'm judging other people in the safety of my own home. <laughs> Give me a moment. Let me pick out a good one. Let's see. I'm, I'm on there, too. Because you What's just, that? I said you're usually good at the am I the asshole thing because you're, you're so shrewd. More of an asshole. Yeah, you're, you are an asshole in, in many ways. And so you, you. you can see, you know, through both sides of that mirror. Yeah, definitely so. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good quality to have. It can be. I'm sure you have to be an asshole sometimes in the fiercely competitive delivery shave market. You know, sometimes you just got to lay down the law. <laughs> Tell them, you know, no, we won't make an eight-bladed razor. <laughs> I think they should put some of the blades in sideways. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, there's not room for eight, so put some vertical like ones. Attack from Dollar Shave Club to the Gillette Shave Club delivery. They, the people who order them get some with the sideways razors. There's threatening notes in there. Oh, I see. Yeah, see? You got to get your way one way or the other. I get everybody on Dollar Shave Club. All right, I'll do this one. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. I've only skimmed it. Hi, everyone. I was in a relationship with this girl for almost two years when we broke up. We broke up respecting each other, and we both had two to three weeks of great solitude. After those weeks, I started feeling lonely and texted her back. We talked, and she told me that she wasn't interested in me, but still wanted to see me in everything. We ended up seeing others. I'm sorry. We ended up seeing each other's. And she tells me she finds my longtime a friend attractive, and they text a lot. I'm surprised, but she ends up saying that she wants to try again with me. This, of course, wasn't true, even after she told me she loved me and that I was the one. My friend, who is the guy that almost created my relationship with her by putting up opportunities for us to meet and such, has now seen her and kissed her while telling me there's nothing between him and her. I also know that he feels bad about this because he confessed everything yesterday. He told me something like, I'm not myself when I'm with her, I feel lame, etc. But he never said he was sorry, which is understandable. I also know that he's in desperate need of love and sex because he got choked a lot 
during his teenage years? I don't know. Um, <laughs> am I the asshole for being mad at both of them, or am I just needy? Or is this truly a dickhead move of him? Uh, Scott, let me get it straight. So yeah, he, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Yeah. He was this girl. The girl liked him at one point, or she was using him to get to the better-looking no, friend. They dated for two years. Which is why he something. They dated for two years and broke up. And then uh, it, it appears that the breakup is fairly fresh, and she is now hooking up with his friend. Ah. So it seems that mm. she thinking about that friend for a while then if they just broke up and it's pretty fresh and now they're already yeah she was cheating on you with your friend that's what happened yeah everyone well, you... agrees on this i don't know that to be true she yeah. was cheating on you with your friend i'm your friend and and <laughs> <laughs> i guarantee you she was cheating on you with your friend um yeah they're both being assholes he was fucking her behind your back he was totally been texting her the whole time you were trying you thought you were gonna make it work and you like you were trying extra hard and all that stuff meanwhile she was like texting him like he that's what happened he yeah he was probably you were probably talking to him like oh yeah we're trying to make it work and he's like really what's her favorite kind of ice cream yeah. yeah oh yeah maybe you should try and like, like he's totally i bet he picked your brain for ways to fuck your girlfriend and now he's fucking your girlfriend so yeah they're both assholes um and you let it happen that's probably why he apologized, because he wouldn't need to apologize if they yeah. were hooking up, but he feels past guilt for having been probably, you know, some sort of stimulant to getting this whole thing ended in the first place. Yeah, they're both assholes, and <laughs> you should have figured this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. you're an asshole for not putting the pieces together, poster. Yeah, you're a dummy. Okay, I am an asshole and a dummy, too, because I say they weren't cheating, that uh, his friend liked her from afar and just swooped in after they broke up. And if you break up with a girl, especially on, I don't know, I was going to say especially on those good terms, but it just seems that you don't get to lay claim to every girl you've left in your wake and that at some point it's okay for her to date other people. You do no. to your immediate friend group. I guess you're right. I'm thinking this through. They dated for two yeah, years. Yeah, I feel like there's some kind of a guy code here. Like, I, yeah, I can you're imagine, right. Like, I'm like sorry. that guy needs an ass whipping. Like, 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 I, I, I like. No, I'm not even gonna He was choked as a child. Which is <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know where like, that comes in. Oh, so he got choked a lot as a kid. So I understand he needs a lot of sex. So <laughs> he's fucking my girlfriend now. So he's getting the sex he needs. Like, what is this guy? This guy's a bigger pussy than that last guy whose friend was also banging the girl he loved. Like, seems like all these people on I am an asshole. Am I an asshole? Are just pussies that whose girlfriends are getting fucked by other people. That's the real shit, man. Yeah, you're right, Kyle. I got it wrong. But here's a much shorter one. I like this. <laughs> Am I the asshole for expecting a full drink when I order one with no ice? No, Ooh. no, no, absolutely not. Ice? No, no. That that'd be like if I ordered fries with less salt. If there were fewer fries, or if I ordered a burger plain, like if there was less meat. No, I, you order the drink. The ice is secondary. It's an option. And so, so you should fill the beverage up to 16 ounces, 20 ounces, or, you know, whatever the fuck you claimed on the board out there. That's what the calorie and that the, the caloric numbers, they're not using ice. They're telling you what the caloric uh, value of 16 ounces of Coca-Cola is, not 14 ounces plus some ice. So if I order no ice, I want 16 ounces of beverage or, or uh, that's it. Yeah. You've thought, you've thought about this before. Oh, absolutely. I've got a friend who orders her drinks with no ice, and sometimes they try to short us, and I don't allow that shit. <laughs> but where does it say? But where does it say in the contract that they're selling you 16 ounces of fluid? What they're saying, what they're selling you is a 16 ounce cup. Hmm. 
It's a 16-ounce soda, though, I thought. I think well, full cup is implied. Uh, maybe. I mean, you know, we'd have to go back and look at the fine print. <laughs> if you go to the McDonald's website right now, they got that little calorie menu with all the, the counter, counters on there. The, the, the sodas are all measured. 16 ounces of Coca-Cola is, you know, whatever, 380 calories. So yeah, but that's, got, that's 380 calories no matter how much ice is in it. That's yes, not true. If the ice displaces the soda, then... Yeah, but calories are calories. If you're, if you're buying 380 calories of soda, you're just talking about the volume that it actually fills. So by that logic, you'd say it doesn't matter how full the cup is or is not. I, just, hmm. I, think, it's a, I think what Kyle's saying is this is a 16-ounce cup. It I'd say this guy's you. an asshole for for expecting more soda than he paid than he than, than he's paying for. I disagree entirely. I think that if you order if you order a cup, that thing should be filled. If you don't want the ice, then that's your option. If I put I'm myself not just ordering in, a six, no one's ounce. selling you a full cup. No one's selling you a full cup of soda. They're selling you a full cup. Yeah, but I don't what, want the ice. They're giving you half of the physical cup. You an entitled prick. <laughs> I, I really think you should think of it as calories. Like, like you're not just buying a 16-ounce soda. You're also buying the 380 calories. So, like, if and I just accept. So, if I'm filling up your cup, then you're getting, you're getting, you know, uh, 760 calories or more of soda. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. But I'll say this. If, if I put myself in the business owner's shoes, I'm not sure that I'm saving a lot of money by giving this guy ice over iced tea. You know, like it, the, the energy that it takes to turn water into ice, which I'm sure he's bearing that expense, is part of the deal. And you know, the, the soda or iced tea or what it, it mentions iced tea in this thing is so cheap. Like, I don't know that giving ice is saving him a lot of money. I think they're just being a douchebag. On top of that, I'll say the counter person that's doing this is being a stupid douchebag because they operate on tips. Your job, while the employer might think is to make them a lot of money, your job is to make me like you because that's what the tip is based on. So you should be hooking me up with full glasses of no iced iced tea and then I'll hook you up with an appropriate tip. I don't know. I think this guy's an asshole for one more than he paid for. That's greedy. It is greedy. You know what? That's one of the seven deadly sins. So let's all take a moment. Oh, of my goodness. But really? You're taking the Jesus angle on this thing, Taylor? <laughs> Disagree. I didn't know uh, that ice has zero value. That's why you can buy a cup of ice for free at most restaurants. So I, I feel like that's, that's really the way. To, I've heard of people doing this as a cheapskate move. You ordered the biggest drink and two cups of ice. Ice does like, not have zero value. You have to pay for it at the grocery store. So clearly it not, takes. Not at a restaurant, though. The no, ice, a cup of ice is free. But. You know, the real problem here is the asshole, like, Burger King employee that was too lazy to fill totally. it up. Because you know that they just didn't want to deal with the slight risk of getting a little bit of soda on their wrist when they're handing it's it to It's usually them. the opposite. Usually they hand it to me, and there's, like, an inch of soda on top that they're balancing precariously. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 some kind of prank. It's come out the middle of the lid. and, and Yeah, <laughs> that happened the other day, and she's like, be careful, it's full. And I assumed that meant that the drink was full, and so, like, when I put insert my straw, like, I should be careful. Instead, she meant... It's full, and there's this much soda on top that I'm just barely keeping from spilling. And it, like, spills all on my car. And I, I told her, I was like, you said it was full. You didn't say it was over full. I was like, there's Pepsi everywhere now. I was like, here, try again. Which seems like a shitty thing to say, but she deserved it because she was a stupid bitch. I've got to get off that, like, weird indent on the plastic lid. And that lid's just been sitting there being brushed by dirty McDonald employee hands fingernails for God yeah. knows. Oh, I see them in there touching their face. They'll be like this, like. You guys yeah, are McDonald's. And then they put the lid on my drink. It's just disgusting. I, I don't like fast food people. I feel like they're 
I, I'll be happy when they're all replaced by robots and trained dogs because <laughs> a combination of the two and you can run a fast food restaurant. I think the trained dogs thing is completely insulting. You need then, two Labrador retrievers and four robots. I, a fry robot, a hamburger robot, a cashier robot, and, and maybe somebody, lean, a robot that can talk. Like, I think like you shouldn't be insulting McDonald's employees like that. It'll be four robots and two chimps. <laughs> um all right i'm not gonna read the four goddamn paragraphs this freaking illiterate idiot wrote in here but i will do the title am i an asshole for making change in a tip jar no no it, well it depends how what, what did he, does he get the denominations um yes i'm sorry what, one more time what's am, the question am i an asshole for making change in a tip jar what does he mean by making change oh so i'll explain okay got it okay yeah dot, right, right, basically right, right. he okay. got a five no and he no, wanted no. to tip three dollars so he reaches in there takes out two and drops a five in no 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 definitely not yeah definitely that's no not. i mean i you mean, gotta I, ask first uh, you gotta ask first it, it dep- i mean there's some places where maybe that's inappropriate like like your wedding envelope you can't be like <laughs> Hundred, maybe you're like opening other envelopes, getting twenties out, making change. Like, no, don't worry, I, no, no, I got this. Like, no, you can't do that. And I guess there's where else, like maybe at a funeral or something. Like, if you're, if you're giving like some cards or something. But, but no, at, at, at most restaurants, I feel like that's acceptable, unless it's super cheap. Like, if you're making change in like the Make a Wish Foundation bucket or something, and you're like, I don't want to give the whole dollar. Let's, can I get a couple quarters back? Like, that seems shitty, but. Yeah, make a little change. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I think it's either make the change or they get no money. Because I'm not giving $5 to little Susan with, you know, scalp cancer. I, I'll give three. I'll give, you know, two. Not giving I, five. I'm going to go with not an asshole, too. And the thing is this. So this was a cold stone. I, maybe I'm an asshole at my core. But I've always considered if it's a tip jar, you know, and you're carrying your food back to your own table, for the tip to be kind of optional. You know, like oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Like Subway has a tip jar. <laughs> Fuck you, well, absolutely not. <laughs> Unless no. it, sometimes they impress me, right? Sometimes they have a particular enthusiasm about their job, or they stand out, and I hit the tip jar for them. You better be telling me a story and and like maybe like some boobs or something. Like you don't I get went tips to at Coldstone, and the staff all broke out, and this was kind of annoying. But they sang in unison, zippity doo dah. Oh, have fuck I told that. You? I'd have walked right out. I'd have went there. <laughs> have I told you guys on this show? When I, my friend worked at Cold Stone in high school, and I would go in there with like $4 of quarters, and I made them sing over and over for a while. <laughs> no. it, it, was, it was a boring afternoon, but, you know, you got to kill time when you're 16. Try, yeah. tipping, people, try tipping people that, that don't ordinarily get tipped. That's, that's fun. Like who? What's a good example for you? Um, you know, like, uh, uh, like the librarian. Um, although nobody goes to libraries anymore, um, you know, that's like the the policeman that pulls you over, uh, thank him for giving you a ticket. Like, and you know, I just want to thank you. So, you know. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yeah, uh, grease, grease somebody that you don't need to grease, and and just really catches them off guard. It's just a co a coworker even be like, hey, thanks very much for uh, you know grabbing the printer paper. Here you go. You know, I, we've been getting a lot of furniture delivered lately because I got a new house, and uh, I tip the delivery people, and. I, I wish it was more appropriate to tip up front, maybe. Or, like, I wish we could discuss it. Like, look. You do. I plan on tipping you 20. Here's 10 now. You don't hit any walls, the other 10's coming your way. I've literally done stuff like that. Yeah. Really? Literally, be like, hey, I usually tip guys when they deliver my furniture. Here's 10 now. 10 as long as we don't have any accidents. All right? Let's get this done. 
Like you could just say it like that, and it's all good. I literally did that with furniture. I've done it with um, uh, like like really anything. Like air the air conditioning repair, I tipped that guy. I was like, hey, anything we do to keep the cost down, let's do that. I'll tip you. Like you don't have to rate me full on. I remember one time we were getting. This isn't the air conditioning repair you're thinking of, Woody. But there was another time when the guy. He, like the bill was like eight hundred dollars or something like that, and then I look at the invoice and there's a, he's charging like four hundred for an electrical motor that's in a catalog for ninety five dollars. It's just like you're just fucking me here. So I'll t I try to tip, I, and I've said before I think that uh, car salesmen should be tipped too, and you should let him know going in that you're gonna tip him. That's because you were a car salesman. I'm not going to tip a no, car. No, but I think what Kyle's doing is he's saying like a car salesman. I'm gonna make a. It's actually number. pretty smart. It's Makes like, like you know, hey man, I'm gonna give you that. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna help it's you out at the end of this, but give me the straight scoop. Like, what do I actually need to pay for this Honda? Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, it's a guy who's making twenty or thirty percent commission on the sale, but two or three hundred dollars out of your pocket might exceed that on a new car. Like, like it's it's well worth it to tip the guy. Be like, hey, I know you're not gonna make a lot of money if you give me a great deal, but just so you know, I tip well. Like, let's, yeah. let's, like you can totally do that. If a someone had done that to me when I was selling cars, I'd have been like. All right, I'll get the invoice price. Just keep saying no until I give you a nod. <laughs> like, 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 you know what I hate? I hate when you walk in to like buy something, you know, whatever, a car, a watch, and you know, just within ten minutes, they're they're up in your face and they're like, you know what I'm gonna do for you? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you twelve percent off. I'm gonna give you twelve percent off before you even open your mouth. It makes you think like it devalues what, the car. Well, it's like, what are you giving me a 12% discount for, my, my pink shirt? Uh, you know, and what do I really need to ask for? So you, so you never really know how far you can go with those guys. Yep. yep. I don't like how it acts like it's, they're giving you the, the in. Like, hey, all these other customers, I certainly didn't do this for them. This isn't what they tell me to do with everyone who walks in the door. Yeah, but you, but you, I, I got a feeling about you. <laughs> Sometimes I ask for a discount just to try like some things like furniture are often discounted and uh, we recently bought furniture that was already on sale and uh this is how the conversation went i'm like you know like we decided what we wanted and we agreed on it it was a f it was a fair amount because we got a couple pieces and uh she's like all right you know this is how much it is and i was like oh, i hear you what can you do for me and she's like well it's already on sale and i said i hear you but i'm charming what's my price and uh just like that and she's like, well, I'll ask my manager. And she comes back and she got like whatever, 8% off on top yeah. of the sale. That works with almost everything. If you're buying a gun, you always say, eh, can you do a little better on the price? Eh, could you do a little? That's all you have to do. You just keep asking that question until, it, it, until they seem like they're getting tired of you and, and aren't really giving you the same amount of attention. Because then, you, then you're kind of at rock bottom there. You just then you pull saying. out your gun. Yeah. yeah. And then the other gun. Because like, it is oh, a gun. Yeah? How about you buy my gun for a discount? <laughs> if there's a group of people who are more happy to see you pull a gun on them, it's it's the guys who work at a gun store. They're they like, would love right. for you to pull a gun on them. Yeah, they daydream about it all day. It's their job. You're here to rob me? Oh, that's hilarious. Could you? He's like getting the money. Oh, wait till Dave comes out of the back and sees you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his AK. You'll never leave the parking lot. Like, like, no, no. Those guys would love that shit. There's a lot of little tricks you can do to get discounts. Like, you can just lie about being in the military. That works at a lot of places. Oh, man, that's low. <laughs> I, I've never done that, but, you know, I, I know one person who has, not a friend, an acquaintance, but goes yeah. around. I had a people friend. Like, will be like, do you have a military discount? And they'll be like, most places are just like, yeah. But if they're like, can I see your ID? It's just like, oh, well, as luck would have it, you know, left <laughs> it back. At headquarters, at HQ. You know? <laughs> <laughs> at HQ? <laughs> Arthur? Like, like, what? 
I had a friend. Now, he was in the military, but he asked for military discounts on everything. And he would get frustrated if there wasn't one. We went to lawnmower races, right? Like, hopped up lawnmowers on a dirt track. And he's like, you know, tickets $8 to get in. Is there a military discount on this? And they're like, no, there's no military like like it's it's just a couple guys doing lawnmower races and he's like what no military discount it's like you entitled son of a bitch you know there was no war at the time i I don't know you get paid this is my take yeah wasn't it enough to go off and fight and sustain an injuries to protect this way of life the lawnmower racing way of life (laughs) (laughs) that's your reward Yeah, lawnmower racing is in and of itself the reward. Uh, Give me another good. I want a hard one, one that I have to, you know, stew over for a minute. Not these quick, easy asshole pussy, you know. Okay. Well, I'll try this one. It's on scan. It looks okay. Am I the asshole for telling a friend I didn't like him interfering in my hangouts with my best friend? So my best friend and I go to the gym together religiously every day. We both have only worked out with each other for the last year and developed a niche. niche. This guy's just an asshole, period. No, there's, no. there's a lot more. Well, <laughs> it's just the, the way he's talking about his daily gym habit. My uh, life partner. I mean, <laughs> We know each other's schedules, each other's working weight, etc. All of a sudden, our okay. other friend, who we both mutually liked and hung out with in the past, joins the gym. This friend doesn't like working out, but is only there to hang out with the two of us. Nope. He's messing up our niche because he uses significantly less weight than each of us. Pussy. And we end up spending an extra 10 to 15 minutes on every exercise generally. So I tell my be- tell my friend, best friend and I have worked out together for a year and we have a routine and a schedule. I like hanging out with you, but I don't like working out with you. I don't like working out with people. I, I don't Best friend is the exception. You're kind of ruining the flow. Plus, you barely work out when you're here. You're only here to hang out. I told him this in private. Am I the asshole? Nope. No. no. Working I don't out. Think so. so, so like, working out and sticking to a schedule. Uh, like, if you actually need to work out, like if you're, if it's if it's part of what keeps you going. Like some some people get depressed if they don't work out. Some people get really fat and ruin their lives if they don't work out. Working out can be pretty important to people. Uh, there's been parts and there's been times in my life where it's like, yeah, you fucked up my my workout got fucked out today. I don't feel the same. I can't sleep tonight. Something like that could happen. So I, I see, wh- I can understand why how it could be really important to you. And everything he said there makes sense. Like it seemed, it did seem a little like they were taking a little bit too seriously with his workout part and all. But they got a, a whole thing going. That's part of your yeah. Other, and uh, this in, this other guy who's coming into the group, like it doesn't matter if it's working working out or like playing a sport or like. Whatever he's not taking it as seriously as they are, and he needed to be told. Yeah, you're not an asshole. They, uh, the, I don't think anyone's an asshole here. I think uh, you know the other guy's just not going to fit in your workout group. But I don't mind that the other guy. It it, it seems like it, my issue would be that the other guy doesn't have the same like intensity and and isn't taking it as seriously as we are. Um, but I would I've never minded like taking weight off for somebody or at you know I'm I'm often the one who would need weight taken off for me if I'm working out with somebody who's benching. 225 for reps, you know, we're going to take that shit off so I can lift. Um, but I've never minded that. It's quick and it's part of the workout, changing the weights. Like, I never minded that at all. Yeah, it doesn't, unless this guy is just a total, you know, anchor on their leg, just keeping them. He says them it's from- taking like 10 or 20 minutes per exercise longer. But that's hyperbole. They're not spending six hours at the gym every day because, you know, weakling 
Willie can't lift the fucking five pound weight. But at the, I, I started off the paragraph being like, oh, this is the guy who's probably like 28 years old and still is like my friend and I do this, but my best friend. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But by the end, I'm kind of on his side, but let's be overreacting a bit. You know, like it's not that big of like an extra 10 minutes to help someone who just started working. He's not lifting as much because he is like doing out of spite. He just can't, you know, help him get to your level or at least close enough to make it workable. What are we looking at mm -hmm. here? Uh, Donald Trump led in airtime tonight at the Republican debate, uh, speaking more than double the amount of time as some others. Uh, it looks like he got 11 minutes and 14 seconds of total airtime. Uh, his second place was Bush with 8 minutes and 48, so far exceeding them all. I don't know who most of these people are. That's the point. So is that, is that a show for you, my friend? We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah. I do have to jump off here because I'm, I'm going to be a few minutes late for, for dinner. What time zone are you guys in? Eastern. Eastern. Okay. Oh, wow. It's quite late for you. Yeah, we'll be up for a couple more hours. <laughs> no rest um, for the wicked. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for I enjoyed coming the, on. I enjoyyed the, uh, the am I an asshole uh, part. Oh. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks, We're going to keep yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. We're big fans of your product. We, uh, we love pushing it to our loyal viewers. And, uh, yeah, and hook me up with some hair gel, dude. We will do. We will do that for sure. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thank yep. you. Catch Night. you later. Bye. Bye. All right. So what were we just talking about a second ago before? Trump before led in airtime. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a, a harbinger of good things to come. I think that means there's going to be some good highlights from this debate. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to checking that out probably after the show tonight or in the morning. I got to pee. But after I get back, I want to talk about Rocket Jump. Or, that's not the fucking name, is it? Rocket League, right? Uh, Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket yeah. League. All right, it's I'll be a right game, back. so he needs no, to go. There we go. Another giant hit of your you know, Adderall sticks. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that when I get back. I got a piece so fucking bad. I didn't want to leave uh, you guys with him. So uh, I'll be right back. I'll do Actually, before I leave, I got a little something I want to tell everyone about Dollar Shave Club. If you listen to our show, you've heard us talking about DollarShaveClub.com for a while now. We love their razors. We're paying a fraction of what we used to pay. And we all get a fantastic shave. Honestly, though, the first time I heard about DollarShaveClub.com, I was skeptical. A great shave uh, from a razor for a few bucks. It seemed too good to be true. And there had to be a catch. But then I tried the razors, and no joke, the DollarShaveClub.com razors gave me the most amazing shave I've had in years. My skin felt like silk. Why pay triple the price when you can get a fantastic shave delivered for uh, just a couple of dollars. You, you have to be a total idiot to keep overpaying those drugstore razors. So don't be fooled by the affordable price. These razors are legit, and uh, you will never go back. Plus, they've got Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. It's phenomenal. If you're uh, still using old-fashioned shave foam, I feel bad for you. Plans start out at $3 a month, and signing up takes just two minutes. There's no membership fee and no commitment. Plus, they have a money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. Try dollarshave.com slash pka today. You'll wish you had sooner. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Oh, you know what? I forgot to ask which version he used on his genitals. <laughs> <laughs> he probably also does the, the humble twin since the Mach 10 is a little intense down there. But yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I had no the dude in the commercial was the CEO. I, we didn't know that until just before the show. Like, that was a question I had for Chiz. Like, because the dude in the commercial does a pro-level job, so you wonder, like, is he a pro or, or what the scoop is? But, um, yeah, it turns out he's the actual CEO. 
And uh, it was interesting to hear that he had it. Oh, well, shucks, I made a mistake. Um, I'm doing the layout while talking to you, and I screwed it up. So I'll do it again. Um, yeah. Oh, he had a uh, marketing background. And when I heard that, or an advertising background, it, it all made sense. It's like, that's why, because I, I feel like he's in an industry where the product is important, but it's it's almost a commodity, you know? Like, it, it, it matters that your product is good, but it really, really matters that you can get noticed. I feel like if I invented a razor that was just as good, nobody would buy it. And, um, and it's, you know, so to see him like, oh yeah, he comes from advertising, he comes from marketing. Well, that makes sense. That explains why he does so well there. Yeah, because they have other like similar companies that do the same thing. Like one of them, one of the podcasts that I listen to he probably shouldn't advertise his competitors. They ever they what? I I I was interrupting you and therefore silencing you. Let's work on that tonight. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to mention one of his competitors. I was like, I don't want to do that. Oh no! I was going to say that there is one, but they mention it, and it's not even like Dollar Shave Club, and that you only pay a little bit. It's like one of those like delivered to your door, but like those fancy razors. Have you seen those razor stores at the mall, where it's like some quaffed douche standing behind a counter and a bunch of old-fashioned, old-timey razors, where it's like, hey, it looks like you could have a good shave, and they got a dickish mustache, and it's like trying to sell you a hundred-dollar straight razor that like they use in murder movies. Like those- <laughs> I think how they're trying to turn it into like a fancy thing, like just like Dollar Shave Club. Just let us shave real quick, get it done. I don't want to think about it all day and be like, oh, can't wait to use my, you know, 1821 first edition George Washington razor when I get home. You know, like it, I actually I don't like fell that. for that. I um, I didn't. I did. Get- That's why I'm. I, I fell for it too at one point, which is why I'm bitter towards it now. <laughs> I didn't get a hundred dollar straight razor, but um. I got something like before the safety razor that it uses actual razor blades that you swap out. And uh, I think it was called the Merkel or something like that. And I tried it for a while and I don't know, it, it might be that my skin is more difficult to shave or it might be that I just never developed the talent. But um, I just cut myself to pieces all the time. And then it like bad enough that I wasn't fully healed for the next shave. And after a while, it was like I had to take a while off. And then I get longer hairs. It was just painful. It felt like they were grabbing a lot. Um, And and, and I'm reading about it. And they're telling me like, oh, no, you need to buy like this lather. So I do. And get like a fucking beaver fur brush to rub it on, which I did. And, you know, like I'm heating it. I'm doing I've got this whole elaborate routine. And it's not better. The Dollar Shave Club stuff, actually, you just rub it on and it works and everything is fine. See, the one that I got, it wasn't even the one where you switch the razors out. It was the one that, like, you open it, and then you, like, hold it like oh, that, you know? Like, like, act- a, like a knife, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Basically. And I never once cut myself because every time I shaved with it, it was, like, a damn near panic attack of, like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> on my face. Did I get the right cream? Did I use my, you know, uh, feline whiskers correctly to whip it up on my face? But... <laughs> Every little forum I read about it, this was a few years ago, was like, oh, I just feel so relaxed while I'm shaving. It's just, like, satisfying, you know? It's like, no, it's really panic-inducing. When you get to your Adam's apple and you're trying to shake as you move this razor down, thinking that your family members are going to walk in and find you. Oh, my God, it's a murder. Oh, no, he's just a hipster idiot. <laughs> 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 you need a pool sleeping in 
purchasing. You're doing about shaving with a straight razor, huh? Straight yeah. razor, yeah. It's a very yeah. close shave, but at some point, it's like it, it's close enough. Like, can we do a test? Kyle, would you say one, two, three, mic check four times? And while he's doing it, Taylor, would you say anything? One, two, three, mic check. One, two, three, mic check. One, two, three, one, two, one, 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 one. Yeah, I'm totally going over him, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys hear it the same way I do. Yeah, wait, I totally do. I, I've not, yeah, at, at will, I can silence Taylor. Um, <laughs> all I have to do is like kind of make a humming noise. I do it a lot. It's really low. Um, but Taylor will just start talking and I'll just go, mm, and, and it totally knocks him out. Nobody notices. It's great. Taylor, looking at your interface, can you tell me if the gain's turned all the way up? The gain is 100% up right now. Okay. Are there any other dials? Is there like a volume or like, is it? Line USB. There's a main mix. Um, yeah, I, just, I only have other than the headphones and mic. I only have three other dials. Let's only three other dials. <laughs> this seems like a lot. Um, let's test the mix one. I'm not sure what that. It, it might mix what comes from your speakers versus your mic. Let's. All right. Let's, it's all the way now. Okay, and it's all the way in one direction. So I, I'm going to talk sort of senselessly for a second or two. Can you say something while I talk like this without a stop? Yeah, I, I, I'm not popping up on the thing though. It's not. I'm turning it all the way all down. Right, here now. I am talking over you, and so I certainly one, two, three, are. Mic check, one, two, talk over me. Because we'll I'm sorry, I didn't even hear. It. It's <laughs> happened in the past, but it's more extreme tonight. And I'm I'm guessing if, for people that know Taylor missed last week because he was moving, and something must have changed because uh, it's worse than ever. Hmm. I don't know what the deal is buttons on this thing you know like i don't want to fuck with it too much uh do I'm you have a um a button that says like instrument mic on it or something like that that you need to toggle the other way i'm going to toggle everything that can be toggled one at a time okay nope that turned it off all right so we're not gonna <laughs> that one. was that the one i asked for no that one doesn't exist on here yeah, I've just got two line USBs and one two-track. Maybe that changed something. Here, I'll talk for a second, and we can do oh, the same oh, mic geez, check that we did before. Fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. Because I, yeah. I... I always take special care not to move these dials at all. <laughs> like, the, from the first day that I set all this stuff up with you on the podcast, I only touch ones when you tell me to i do not touch these dials they are stagnant L hmm. let's try this um w are you using a windows machine i think you are right yep go to tools options sorry for this extended mic talk guys i i, I didn't know it'd be this long tools options audio settings and then under microphone there's a checkbox that says automatically adjust microphone settings I'd like that unchecked. What is its current state? It was checked. Okay. So let's, let's see. Let's uncheck it and let's slide it to the right to give you a little more power. Uh, maybe oh. three maybe three quarters. Oh. You guys aren't gonna be able to handle me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, it's it's it was already at three quarters, so now Turn it's that game down. Down. Right, that, that made it worse. Let's try half. Three quarters, please. 
And it's back to where it was well, in that, the beginning. That wasn't the fix, um, but it's certainly better than the other two things we tried. So let's leave it there. All right. Yeah, I'll look up and see what's going on with this because people have to hear me. It's unacceptable. It does sound better right now, actually. I feel like there's been an improvement. That's know. good. Couldn't have got worse. Um, yeah, every time I said something, I do notice that it's just like, eh, shh, yeah, gone. Oh, it didn't work that time. Really? It didn't work? Here, now, now you try your One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. Eight. Oh, I guess it did work. Ah. Uh. Mm. Uh, I almost wish you guys could carry the show for just maybe three, four minutes while I Google. Can we pretend I went for coffee? Let's pretend. Mm. Kyle? Yes. I want one of your Am I the Asshole stories. Huh, okay. Um, let me try to think here. Uh, I'll try to be quick about this. Something I'm, I'm trying to think about a situation. Mm. A, a lot of these I, I, I'm thinking about, I'm like, yeah, you were the asshole. I'm trying to think about one that's a little more ambiguous. It's like, usually I, I kind of am the asshole. Um, okay. That's that, that I might have been an asshole. So I was very young at a PetSmart, and uh, they had a bunch of treats, dog treats laid out in like a weird, like, um, like they were trying to make it look like it was human, you know, and they try and make animal food look human. Like, oh, my God, it's like a buffet of shit. And there were Oreos that looked exactly like real Oreos, but they were dog Oreos. And I was very young, so I didn't even think about it. Like, it was all laying out. So I just grabbed some, took them home, forgot about them for a bit and then i thought it would be funny one day before school if i would put those into a plastic bag and bring them and give them to someone there telling them that they were oreos it didn't the only thing about them that didn't look like oreos is that it didn't say oreo it had a paw instead it, yeah, it had like <laughs> dog bone or something on there <laughs> not right enough to to keep a child away though and so i brought them to school there are only like five or six of them in there like it was a little tiny snack bag okay. gave it to my friend and of course, at that age, like any time now, like if someone showed up and was like, hey, you want this bag of Oreos? I'd be like, that's weird. If you brought a big bag of Oreos and you were eating some and you offered me a couple, that would make sense. But why did you pack me a snack bag of Oreos? Yeah. So why are those, all, are all of those for me? Oh, yes, they're all for you. Well, that doesn't make sense. Oh, <laughs> full of Oreos. I just want to sit here and watch you eat them. Like, so who'd you give the Oreos to? It was the, like me and my best friend, and then the kid that kind of hung out with us, like oh. we were only second or third grade or something. So like okay. the kid that went in doubt, kind of tease him a bit to get the best friend to like me more. And mm -hmm. he, best friend teased that kid. So I gave him the Oreos and he ate all of them. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what they tasted like, but they must like have been Oreos. close. Yeah. He thought like, this is my final in, my final initiation to be <laughs> eat these Oreos and so he ate all of them and he became violently sick <laughs> like I've probably three to five hours later like just like <laughs> the teacher to go to the bathroom over and over like going in there staying in there teacher had to keep going out and check on him and uh, so go he either like went home early from school or his mom like rushed because they got a call of like oh your son's been like in the bathroom all day maybe he has like constipation problems or something just come pick him up real quick and uh so I, I don't think he figured out that it was because I gave him uh, effectively a lot of dog food. Yeah. But I don't, it could make me an asshole because I did it knowingly, but I don't well, think. I, I'm going to give you a pass because you're in the second grade. Um, you know, you're seven. 
So I, I figure, I, I, you know, it's okay to feed dog food to kids. I did worse things when I was seven. I'm trying to think yeah. of some seven-year-old what? me stuff. I, I remember, <clears throat> I don't know, I got in trouble for weird shit when I was in school. It was always something where, like, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Like, when I would get caught and then get in trouble, it wasn't like, oh, they got me. It was like, really? This is a rule? Yeah. This too? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I got to, hey. I got to plead ignorance here, Miss Thurman. Like, I didn't know that we couldn't break an icicle off the bottom of a car, right? I thought that that would be acceptable behavior. That's that. I almost got suspended in elementary school because I did that. Really? There was a car. It was a, it was a cold winter's morning. There was an icicle that had, you know, grown off the sort of bottom fender of the car. I go, tink, in trouble. Uh, there was another time I flushed the urinal uh, when I was in fourth grade with my foot because it was covered in piss. Because we're in the fourth grade, like, there were kids running around with their pants around their ankles, just pissing everywhere, like, it's a free-for-all in there. Flush it with my foot. Big trouble. They call my parents in. My dad's like, I'd flush it with my foot, too. What the hell? Like, <laughs> uh, another time, I did that thing where you put glue all over your hands and make gloves. The gloves were made. Like, there wasn't even a mess. Huge trouble. Huge trouble. All Parents had to be called in. Um, one time, I accidentally brought a, a 22 caliber bullet to school. Uh, in my pocket, they melted down over that. We're talking about first grade here, second grade, second grade. I'm like, ah, look at this! Oh my god! Like, like big trouble over that. Uh, one another time, uh, my dad's Zippo was in my pocket because we'd been burning stuff the day before on the weekend. Huge trouble. Like every time some little thing like that would happen, they just they, they hated me. I really think I had teachers in elementary school who really singled me out and, and fucked with me for for really no reason. I got in trouble on the first day of kindergarten for saying penis. Uh, I got in trouble one of the, like the next week for putting glue all over the weird kid's chair because I got mm -hmm. back from recess earlier because I had to pee. Uh, I remember my first day of kindergarten also, briefly before the, uh, the penis incident, as they say. I, got, I went to the bathroom and I got in a stall by myself to pee. So I didn't have urinals, which is weird. And like standing there in my little like five or six-year-old brain, I was... Like, it just hit me. I'm like, I'm at, you're at school now. You're a big boy. Your parents aren't going to see what you do right now. And so I peed all over the inside stall walls and the back behind the toilet, just thinking, like, oh, being an adult, you know? Stop <laughs> it! What is life, you know? Just, just in all over the place. And I felt a little guilty afterward, but I was like, nah, I'm sure all the kids are doing it. You know, I'm sure everybody's, you know, kind of embracing freedom on the first day. Like when college kids go crazy, the kindergarten craze, you know, you get that little first taste of freedom. But Colin got yeah. in trouble, uh, and I was, we were really upset with the school. It was one of the many reasons that this school was awful. But um, it was during lunchtime, and he was saying shit. But he wasn't. He was saying chips, which is what we call this meal Jackie makes them that has. It's like a, a scoopable Tostito with a chicken in the middle and cheese. And... Uh, and he was saying something about chips and he was mispronouncing it as shit and the school went bonkers over it. They made a real big deal. They sent him to the principal's office. He doesn't know why he's being punished. I um they might need killing. Those people are assholes. Well, that that went zero to sixty right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I just feel like they spent a good, you know, like seven or eight months before we pulled them out just like being totally uh, uncompromising and not understanding on this thing with a kid that clearly has some sort of disability, you know. And and it, by the way, 
it's like a receptive and um, expressive speech thing. And they're like nailing them for bad words, just going bonkers over it. And, uh, and then they would find other issues. Like I think he, uh, I, I want to say eight paper, but not like large amounts of paper or anything. You know, like you tear it out and there'd be like, you tear out a, a spiral notebook and you get those little tabs of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll admit popping one of those things in your mouth, not something every kid does, but in, kid- pens. in kindergarten, not something no one else does either. But with him fucking off to the principal's office, making him sit there, trying to get him to explain his craziness because he was popping in little pieces of paper. T- I'm like, boys eat paper, fucking chill on this thing. And they're, they're going to the mat over this thing. Like, this is a safety issue. We can't allow it. Fuck. I don't know. I, I, I hated them, and I felt like they picked on Colin. Hmm. Well, that sucks. Sometimes there is a good reason to get a child in trouble. I remember uh, we were on the playground when we were younger, and this wasn't me or even in my grade. It was like the grade one or two above us. And we, like nowadays, they have like the mulch uh, flooring for all the, the playground equipment and shit that's really soft, more yielding, or the rubber artificial stuff. We had wood chips, and not like little wood chips like these were giant shards of wood that were often very sharp and all the boys of course were like, they'd go through phases on the playground we'd be like oh this week we're all astronauts this week you know we're medieval warriors and so it's this team versus this team we're trying to take over the slide or whatever it is which is really the you know east wing of the castle and everybody's like mostly pretending like kind of like you have to move your hands really close together to like hit them together like swords and one kid jared still remember jared who's such an ass he left the school Went up to this other kid, Travis, who was like different, like in the special learning area, and Jared, like like he had seen it in a prison movie, just went up with his wood chip and just went ah 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 like right into this kid's gut and like actually punctured him a couple times, like not bad, but bad enough that it should have happened at, during recess. <laughs> <laughs> so he just punctured this kid, and then Travis started freaking out and crying and running over to the teacher. Like they thought he was overreacting at first, but then you could like see little, little, tiny little blotches of blood through the shirt that he was he wearing. Shanked him. Yeah, he 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 shanked this kid. Wow. So, like, my memory's making it seem like he hit him like nine or ten times. Taylor, you did grow up right outside Ferguson, right? Oh yeah, you know uh, Ferguson High. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that. Yeah, that, that's something you should get in trouble for. You shouldn't stab yeah. children. I'm willing to take a stand on that. <laughs> it's a bold stance, Taylor. Um, <laughs> I've been looking up uh, Skype stuff. So Skype doesn't do what's called full duplex. Full duplex would mean that your channels and mine can all happen at the same time back and forth. Instead, it is half duplex, which means one person talks at a time. Um, it's usually not this big a deal. It's half duplex, but it juggles it so well that like Kyle and I aren't stepping each other. For some reason, this week we silenced Taylor with the sound of me like breathing or typing on a keyboard or something like it. And, and <clears throat> they say that it's based on how loud he is, but you've seen us modify all his other settings. And um, yeah, it's usually never this bad. Like, even now, I can tell that you kind of overlay Kyle a little bit, but it's, it's noticeable, but very, very slightly. But I'm just getting blown out by both of you completely. But uh, I have an idea. I think maybe next week we should try WebEx, that Cisco thing we use for Hangouts. I'm not sure it'll be great. Uh, I, I think it might I think it might support full duplex and, and we'll just move to a new tech. We pay for it anyway so that we can do the Google Hangouts. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but I, 
Yeah, there's all sorts of timing stuff. I feel like I can't even laugh at a joke because it ends the joke. Oh, hey, Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. So we started playing uh, Rocket League. That's the game that uh, Heather's Gamer Tag's uh, brother uh, made. And uh, I was pretty um, skeptical, I think, at first. For one thing, I was like, oh, so a friend of ours has invented a game, and it's the best game ever. Sure, okay. Uh, but then like, I realized that... like. This is kind of a big deal, this game. I start seeing uh, it's got its own subreddit that's very active and big. I start seeing all these like highlight GIFs and stuff. And then we finally downloaded the thing and played it. I think it was 20 bucks for uh, on Steam. And uh, one of the other cool things is we're playing with people who are playing it on PlayStation Network. So there's people on their PlayStation 4s playing against us over on Steam. And uh, basically you drive a souped-up race car that has like jump and boost abilities... Uh, that are limited, and you're in a giant uh, sort of soccer arena, hitting a really big ball uh, back and forth, and trying to score on each other. And there's, you know, there's a time limit, and there's all these bonuses for block for getting blocks, and for like juggling the ball, and for getting like bicycle not kicks, but bicycle hits on the ball. And uh, it's really, really fun and addictive. You're constantly unlocking stuff for your car. Uh, you know, your the jet stream behind it, the paint scheme, the wheels, the the antenna. And uh, like I said, at first I was skeptical, didn't think it would be fun, but I've really enjoyed playing it. I'm terrible at it. I really am very bad. But luckily Chiz is an all-star, it seems. He'll get like four or five goals a game, so he carries me quite well. We, um, it, it seems to have hit that magical target that COD often aims for in that it's quick to learn and difficult to master. You know, when I see what these people are doing in highlight gifts, like you can use a boost to keep yourself elevated and go across the whole field. Fly. People are, people are doing aerial type stuff. and They jump, they turn around, they boost. And, and what I think is a car, they're practically using as a spaceship. And the ball is so bouncy that that's actually a real talent. It's not like a hockey puck that stays on the ground the whole time. It, 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 Beach ball, it's, it's always bouncing. It's bouncing a lot. Real, out of sight, like off the ceiling. The, you know, it's all encapsulated, so you can't hit the ball out of the, the court or the field. So you know, it'll bounce right off the ceiling and come straight down. And, and yeah. people are knocking the fuck out of it. So it's it from exists, one side of the field to the other. It exists in a glass dome, typically. And, and being able to step up your aerial game is a big deal. And, uh, yeah, I, it, like you go in there, and within a game or two, your your player, you know, you're doing your thing, but uh, like I, I've seen what good players do, and that's not what I do at all. It, it's a lot of fun, so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, oh. Chiz is a good gamer, you know. Yeah, so Chiz was an achievement hunter for a long time. Uh, like one of the, I don't know what his achievement score is, but I think <laughs> it's over a hundred thousand. And uh, yeah, it, I just during that time, I feel like now I could hand him. Any game, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Worms, Mount Your Friends, Rocket League, or Call of Duty. He'll Medieval just... Warrior War game, whatever that was with the swords and shields. Chiz just quickly excels at games, and nine times out of ten, he's better than both of us, and he's almost always better than me. And uh, at everything, it's very, very frustrating. Um, <laughs> it, like, what was that game when we were like these little characters running on a side scroller? Yeah, uh, it was and, like, like speedrun or something like. Yeah, that. yeah, the speedrunner game. He got so good at that so quickly. Like all of a sudden, his character would do this. Would would be like Spider Man around a corner instead of stopping and like jumping the other direction. He would swing around the corner, and he was just. He quickly gets really good at uh, the games we play quicker than I do generally, and it's very frustrating. Yes, I was. 
going to curse him out just now. It, it's tough. He, he, and like we're gamers too. Like we have thousands of hours in various games. I have been playing games since I was a teenager and younger. And it, it, it's, I'm not just random, you know, I, I, I'm the guy that in my circle people go to, to beat the hard section, you know, like, if I'm at someone's house and they can't get fucking SpongeBob bikini bottom past this hard part, they give me the controller. But like, Chiz is the guy I give the controller to. Do you think that he goes ahead of when you guys are scheduled to play games and learns them? No, he he has done that before. To he's familiarized himself with it, but he doesn't always do that. And it's it's one of those things where like I'll go in and practice because I'm tired of him kicking my ass and it, it it'll it'll help a little but it still often won't matter like and, and he's off he's usually like I'll get online and I'm like I'm gonna get some practice when Chiz is online and then he's like hey you wanna play and I'm just like fuck now he gets better too so I gotta play off hours just to get better than him, which is just now I'm turning gaming into a whole fucking job just to beat Chiz. So. <laughs> Civ is one of the few games that we hang with each other with, uh, like just really neck and neck. Uh, pretty much everything else, it's it's a bitch to play and with. It's them interesting. A I would say that Kyle has put more effort into getting good than Chiz has, yet they're comparable skill levels. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever yeah, I think reason, harder. In the live streams, you seen like Chiz doesn't seem to be hanging, and you even won one. Um, it, it's sometimes just shit happens early, and you're. If you're playing with good people, it's very unforgiving. Like, you can get away with some little mistakes if you're playing against random people. But when we're playing in, in those streams against Filthy and them, like, they know where they're going from step one. And if something changes, they've got, they, they take the, all optimal, the optimal route, uh, the best, you know, they talk mm -hmm. about, like, the power band on an engine. You know, it's, it's best to be in that power band. And they always are in the power band. They're not flatlining for, you know, a few dozen turns or anything like we might. Like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, well, the whole thing I was aiming toward from the beginning with that religion and all that money, that's just not going to work. Now we're, now we got to get population. Fuck, so, and, and, you know, you just stop and change your focus. Those guys don't do that. So I think he's had a couple bad games. I might never play Civ again. Fuck that game. What were you saying, Taylor? Do you still play that stupid Civ game every day? Not every day. I actually, um, we... Uh, Woody Chiz and I played about a week and a half ago or something like that. We live streamed it, and that was the first time I played in about two weeks. So in the last month, I've probably only played two games of it. But um, I've just been busy, been working a lot. Good. Oh. There are things you can accomplish in life that don't include Civ. I can't wait until you all you all grow past this Civ thing, and it just ends. I can't believe Woody gave back in like a. Drug it was his idea. It was it his wasn't idea. Exactly my idea. You keep saying that. What really happened? I planted a seed and you and you and you took it. Is that what, what really happened? Yeah. Oh my god, you bastard. I didn't even know. <laughs> he has been playing this. It was it. <laughs> I remember that too. I don't remember the seed, but I do know this. Kyle has been uh, we we were live streaming and typically when we live stream, Kyle's just playing and being himself. But this night, he interacted with the chat. You know, and the chat was asking Kyle questions, my questions, etc. We were playing together. And I did not know that you told them to request Civ because they requested Civ nonstop. It was a fucking play Civ or riot situation. Civ, no, it wasn't. Civ. I told them to say Civ. <laughs> I, I manufactured a vocal minority because <laughs> I wanted to play some Civ. I was what were we playing at the time? Uh, oh, we were playing Worms. I was just tired of Worms. I wanted to play some Civ. 
So I gave in to what I thought was the crowd, not Kyle. Uh, we played Civ. Uh, my stream watchers left because the game is shit. I, uh, at one point, so I, I, God, we've even talked about this particular game before. So in fast forward, here's the deal. It turns out Kyle and Chiz scouted much more quickly than I did, which meant all the barbarians spawn near me because they spawn in the clouds. Uh, I'm getting fucked in the ass by barbarians for the first hundred turns. I can't possibly win. I'm, it's just awful. Uh, Chiz, like, plants a city right next to my capital, as close as the game will allow, and acts like that's not an act of aggression or anything. He sends a scout, or no, an archer around the back, also not an act of aggression. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm attacking Chiz. Not because I think I can win, because I'm fucked in the ass by barbarians all game, but because I can't lose. I will either, one, beat Chiz, unlikely but possible, or two, not have to play anymore. Also a win. He suicided himself uh, about an hour or so into the game, and, uh, and that was that. Suicided, so like escaped the game? He, he, he basically, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. He, he basically like started some ridiculous war with Chiz uh, that he wasn't prepared for, and Chiz was like, okay, war it is, and, and killed him, and then it was just Chiz and I left. And we never did finish that, but I feel like we're so neck and neck. I, I don't know who would win. Um, I love that game. I, I feel like if you tried it, Taylor, you would like it. The only, I don't know why Woody doesn't like it. I, I really don't, because I feel, it, to me, it's so rewarding, those wins, uh, that, that I just, I crave it. And I really like the part of the game when I'm doing better than everyone else and they fear me. I like that part. I like when it's like, everybody's like, well, uh, just don't fuck with Kyle or he'll destroy you. I like that. I like when I've gotten ahead and I can cruise. And I'm not a real, I'm not very warlike. Like, I'll get my advantage and I often won't use it. I'll, I'll let other people fuck with each other. But I don't know. Yeah, I like You get those feelings from any video game. And you don't have mm -hmm. to spend 10, 12 hours. I'm telling you, this is, like, this is like crack. It's so much better. It's, so, it's, it's, it's a better high. Uh, like, you win a Call of Duty game and it's like, yeah, we, fuck, we fucking beat you. You know, even if there's like something on the line where like they've been talking shit and you've been like, no, you don't even you don't even understand how good we are. We'll turn it. <laughs> we were using fucking scorpions. Now we're using M16s, and you, you know you push their shit in, and the, and half of them leave the lobby, and their last friend remains. And you talk shit to him. Like that's a good victory, right? In Call of Duty, but in this game, each victory to me is much better than that. And there are moments in the game when like. Um, there are wonders that you can only build during certain eras. Like you have to get so far in the te in the tech uh, before you can even start building this thing. And once you've constructed it, it's going to help you a lot. Um, and so there's a race to get it. And you, my heart will be racing when <laughs> my heart will be racing whenever I'm like five turns, four turns, three turns away from like building Petra or something like that. And, I, and I'm, I'm worried Chiz is going to steal it from me. It's, it's excited when you're you got to be psyched when you're about to build Petra on tour. <laughs> Look, I know, I know how it sounds. <laughs> yeah, really. You play Magic the Gathering. Okay, how many decks do you have? Like five. Okay, don't even start, okay? It's a video game. He's like, five's like, not a lot. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> I like that game, but just the other day, I played with quite a few people. Like, just have a few beers and play some Magic. Like, it was a fun, immediate like, you're talking shit, there's diplomacy going on, you want to be the guy that everybody fears right before I throw down my turn five Petra, or whatever nonsense you were talking about in Civ, and guess what? The longest game of Magic one-on-one -on -one you're going to have is like 90 minutes, and that is stretching it so far. Most of them are done in 20 to 30. 
So you can get a ton of games in. You don't have to invest all your time into like, well, if I lose this game, then eight hours was lost. Like you can lose. I don't see it that way though. When I lose a game, I don't feel like it's a total loss because there's a real journey to get to the end of the game. Like, you know, you could go through the same technologies, the same buildings repeatedly, and over time, you just get better. Like, like each loss is is kind of a is is a learning experience. So, like, I lost a lot of times before I figured out the correct build order, and you know what to do. I don't know. I I like the game a lot. I feel like there's so much to. There's so it's like what he was saying earlier. It's 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 pretty easy to kind of get the hang of and be be able to beat the game on uh, like it's easy difficulty or even it's normal difficulty against the AI. But to really get good get good and to beat other players who like you know try is uh, I don't know. There's just so much to learn, so much to master, so much to to know going in. And then bearing in mind that it's not the same game every time you. It's a different game every time you play based on which Civ you're playing as. I don't know. I love that game. Woody hates that game you would like magic if you just gave it a fair shake and not just been like oh fucking nerds and didn't think it was or i was hey hey i'll give magic a a chance i was only pointing out the hypocrisy of someone with five magic decks making fun of my petra no i was making fun of it because of the way you mentioned it as though i would know what it means like as if i was like and then on like turn eight well i I described it i felt like i prefaced the whole thing by saying you know I love that I can talk over and you can't even do anything about it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're a caller calling into my show. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is- <laughs> I'm so sorry, Taylor. I, I, I feel responsible for it. I'm not even sure it's on my end. Uh, it's, and- it's just Skype, I think. Because this has happened. It's got better. It's got worse when none of us have really changed anything. Sometimes it's hardly noticeable at all. Other times it's been like this or worse. We're like, I just... Is, offline, let's schedule a, um, a test with WebEx and see if that solves the problem. Yeah, I like WebEx. Um, it's a little, it looks a little clunky, but in practice, it seems to do everything we need it to do. Yeah, and um, in my dreams, it adds some new capability. Like, for people who don't know, here's the thing. The reason we don't do Skype calls is that it's really difficult to hide the number on Skype. Like, that's the... Oh, I mean, I'm, I mean to say prank calls. Like it, it, if I were to do a prank call now, it would almost assuredly show it. It's hard. Um, it, it's going to take the two images, Taylor and, and Kyle, and move them off the boxes and fuck everything up. Yeah, all of a sudden the Dairy Queen we're calling becomes part of the podcast. Like they're a host now too. You know, it's 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 a problem. Yeah, and, and by the way, like adding and subtracting hosts, you guys remembered when we subtracted a host tonight, the, the, the people watching this, it takes me like five minutes to like get the scene all set up properly and stuff again. Maybe with WebEx, we can get past those issues and, yeah. uh, and add prank calls back and stuff. Um, what is WebEx? What is WebEx? It's a video conferencing product by Cisco. I only know it because I work there, really. Um, but it is one of the more popular ones. And, yeah, we uh, use it. We use it for the, uh, the, the hangouts where like the, the Patreons come and uh, we all just get in a big call like this and, and hang out for an hour. Yeah. And uh, we will have a dozen people in there all on video conferencing. It works pretty smoothly. Google has a limit. Um, I think it might be 10 people, but it's effectively eight or seven because there's two or three of us there. And, uh, and that wasn't enough. So we switched to WebEx, which can handle, I don't even know what the cap is, hundreds of people. And... Um, I don't know. Since we pay for it anyway, we should try it for the regular show and see how it compares. Because this Skype shit is, um, you can see its flaws. Mostly that it quiets you. As a matter of fact, I feel like the video quality over on WebEx, like, 
I, like the quality that I get when I'm looking at your camera, I can't speak to what it would be like in your recording, but like you look better on WebEx. You look like you're more frames, uh, better quality, like the whole thing. I look uh, even better on WebEx? Yeah, yeah. Well, you we look, need uh, to switch. Kyle, quick question. What the fuck are you doing to look so good? I swear to God, you look better than you did three years ago. You are anti-aging. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, you are thinner. You are stronger. Asshole. I, uh, I moisturize. Uh, that, that, that's that's really what I do. I, do you I really put, think that's it? Just moisturizing? Yeah, that's all. Like, get some like Dove Men's, uh, you know, facial lotion. You know, every day, get yourself a little pump, rub it in real good. I'm on it's Amazon actually, right now. Dove Men's facial lotion. Are you pulling my uh, pulling my leg? SPF, SPF 15 in there. So technically, I'm al always wearing sunscreen now. I like I rub it on the back of my neck too because I feel like that's the part of my body that's like traditionally gotten the worst beating. Uh, like when I'm out filming in fields or... Is it called Dove Men Plus Care Face Wash Hydrate? Um, it's, a, it's a short cylinder with a little pump on top and it's gray. Hmm. So Dove I, Men's Facial Lotion. I'm going to give you a link. Are you sure it's not a drug or something? It, 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 like, you've even lost weight. This facial shit isn't making you lose weight. Um, I kind of lose weight at will. I, I kind of make a decision and, and just do it. This like, is horseshit. I, so the other people that Kyle lives with, not having perfect health issues. I believe it's some sort of dark magic in which he's sucking away their health. This is the stuff I use. Uh, although this is a face wash. It looks similar. Here, I'm going to find Four kitties in a wheelchair. Meanwhile, Kyle gets sexier every fucking year. It's horseshit. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't particularly eat well. Um, oh, well I'll try that. You look very young for a 34-year-old. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I think this is the stuff you want. Link incoming, uh, maybe? I use, a, I use an under-eye cream at night sometimes. Uh, I use a clay mask. It's like volcanic. Um, really? Yeah. It's wow. like this volcanic clay stuff. It, it's, um, it was actually really expensive. I felt kind of silly buying it, but it's, it comes in this little jar, and it's like you get a little thing of that clay. and This is expensive, yeah. too. So 18 bucks for a... For a couple, for like less than four ounces of this stuff, for three ounces, you should feel silly. You spent almost twenty dollars on literally a cup of dirt. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure this is the right stuff? I, I don't think it comes in a pump or anything. I, I feel I, like I should have I, a. I think these are two pumps you're getting. Two, two, uh, two. One point six nine fluid ounces is very little. You use a pump every day. I've went through like two of these things in a couple of months. Can you get it from your bathroom? And yeah. confirm that it's really one point. Yeah, I'll get the whole regimen. I'll be right back. Ah, yes. We. You know what? People might think this isn't a good topic, but this is how to get sexy like Kyle. That's yeah. true, but it's also a way to waste a lot of money on what I'm convinced are just skeevy products that don't actually do anything. Like a Dove Care face lotion, Revitalize. Like I don't understand why he's using these. He already looks young, not because of these, just because he's 29 years old. Like, this is too early to start these regimens. He's going to go crazy when he hits, like, I don't know, God forbid your age. And he looks like <laughs> dirt for half a century. Very few live to 7,000. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, he, it, it, if you see him in person, he looks even better than on camera. He's a cutie. It's horseshit. Utter and complete horseshit. He doesn't eat right. Uh, he's not exercising. And he's sexy as fuck. He doesn't eat right, but he does that thing that people who are generally fit do where they talk up 
they're eating. Like if you see someone who's a big fat fatty and they're talking about what they eat, they're going to play it down because they've normalized the 15 enchiladas a day. Someone like Kyle, when he eats 15 enchiladas, he'll be like, oh, my God, I ate so much yesterday. And then people are like, oh, Jesus, eat whatever you want all the time, not gaining a pound. Like, that's because it's that's the exception to the rule. Yeah, it's the exception to the rule. And it's probably the only meal that day. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had. All right. Oh. Now, that says hydrate, and this says revitalize. I think you nearly put me on the wrong track. Well, I got it here now. Now we know. So this is the lotion I use. Uh, like I said, SPF 15. How big is the... Um, package. 1.69 ounces, but it lasts a long time. You know, a pump a day. Right, hey, like I let's apply some. I want to see the full process. <laughs> Is anyone else getting this? a little turned on? In your way to work, we're watching Kyle uh, get some lotion out of the bottle. He's rubbing it in his hands, pretty nice. Gonna gonna apply it. Remember not to do it tonight. God forbid you put two pumps in one day. You look too young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, hit the areas where maybe you think you, you're getting some wrinkles. I like to make sure I hydrate this area, uh, you know, through here. Um, get my forehead really good because I don't want that Ethan Hawke thing. That guy's a monster now, right? Um, does have some gnarly forehead wrinkles. It's disgusting. <laughs> Ethan Hawke has forehead. I don't even know this. We were watching a movie. We saw Ethan Hawke, and and Woody, and and I don't know. We were just talking about how bad it looked, and that that was when I bought this stuff. When I saw Ethan Hawke's forehead. Um, Wait, I've got another thing. I don't know if I. Kyle never had another cigarette since. He's. I, uh, no, no, that was a different situation. Miracle Ultra Lift Miracle Anti Age Anti Fatigue Night Cream. So who is this? I, I you didn't show me the uh, oh it's the, um, the logo. Oh Garnier. Miracle Youth Cream. Come over here, sir. I've got a fine elixir um, for you. I've also got this. Um, See this. Amazon does this. Just uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not keeping up with this. But you can get one for four dollars and fifty nine cents, or you can get two. For sixteen dollars, that's a good deal. You don't want to lose money on this. You know? <laughs> I feel so, like I'd rather add two. All right, so I'm gonna add this. This one. is my this is my face mask. This is from Kiyaku. Okay, I'm uh, not gonna do the face mask because I'm a boy. Yeah, um, but even my dad even my dad does those. Like, uh, so it's it's on Kiyaku. Your I, it's a face. I'm not gonna put this. No, absolutely not. I want to see average. it. It's a mineral-rich volcanic mud complex, and it helps to dry out impurities, remove excess oil, and encourage cell renewal. And I use this about once a week. What was the other one, the, the cream that I, I didn't see the front of the label? Yeah, so this is uh, Lotus Eye Gel with calming cucumber extract. reduces puffiness and dark circles. If, I, if I've had a late night, didn't get any sleep, I, uh, I always like to, to rock this stuff. Oh, my God. Like, you, that's so funny that you, play, you, you bought mud that's from a volcano. You're like one step away from bloodletting, putting leeches. I love that it's actually called Lotus Eye Gel for women. Is it really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't give a shit. Oh, and it's $48? $48? How much is your entire regiment cost? I don't know. I don't don't care. Like, I don't know. I got the stuff I wanted for my face. Wow, they have a larger package for $80. You're so vain. <laughs> I love that Carly Simon song. You're so vain. I'm like I'm like playing that while I'm like doing my chemical peel. <laughs> Probably think this song is about you. 
blow drying. Like imagining you putting all that stuff on makes me think of like the first scene in American Psycho. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've seen that scene and been and and been like, man, you got too many steps. Too many steps. That's not good for your skin. You're gonna get irritation. Like he's doing all those peels and it's like you can't peel every day, bro. Like what are you doing? Like he had a. (laughs) So what was the one in the blue container? Um, Navy blue. Yeah. This is the Garnier Ultra Lift Miracle Sleeping Gel, or Sleeping Cream. Excuse me. How do you spell Garnier? G-A-R-N-I-E-R. Oh, you can tell that it's expensive because the way you say it does not seem like it the would. The R is, yeah, yeah, the R is silent. Um, but I, this is kind of like a night cream type thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't use this terribly often. Yeah. You have to balance looking good with like not looking too good. Like People will get suspicious. They'll think, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pod person. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if everybody who lives by volcanoes has figured that out, and they all look incredible. They just scoop it up, <laughs> rub it on their face, and they're good to go. No, nah, they're, they're paying $40 for some mud from Cleveland or something like that. Yeah, it's from Cleveland, Ohio, USA. They're like, ooh, they've never heard of it before. Exotic. It's uh, Akron's finest mud, you know? <laughs> That all may be true. Um, I don't really buy into like every uh, like the, all those anti uh, wrinkle, anti aging scenes, adding collagen and bullshit from lo- that's all bullshit. Um, but, you know, buy into it, which wait, is why you don't. Collagen don't injections are like the one thing that's not bullshit and show instant real life results. Um, I was talking. They make creams that are supposedly adding collagen. Um, it's, there's there's lots of silly. Marketing I have no idea if that's bullshit. Eh, I, I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. I don't believe in anti-wrinkle anyway. You can just moisturize your skin, make it look nicer. It's like you look at an old pair of like leather boots, and they're all like wrinkled and cracked, and then you rub them with oil, and they're silky and smooth again. I feel like that's about as good as you're going to get. So I try to moisturize. You doesn't even look like you try. It looks like you do very well every day. Yeah, look at that smile. Do you do those crest white strips? White strips as well? No, um, I have in the past, but I um, no, I don't. I, I only brush my teeth once a day as well. I put one of those Crest, uh, or maybe it wasn't Crest, some brand of those white strips on like four years ago, and I fell asleep with it on, and I woke up, and my teeth felt like they had nerves, like just like, ah, ah, uh-huh. like, like tapping it. It hurt. Like I couldn't yeah. have cold food for probably a week. I used to use those a lot. It hurt for a week? Like, it, not like every time. Like At first it was like... My face would grimace from drinking ice water or something. Like after a couple of days, like I could still tell though that something had been fucked with. Like it, it says on there, like leave on for twenty minutes or something. So if you have it on for four and a half hours, it's it's. My a- fear with the white strips is that my teeth aren't perfectly straight. My my top teeth are pretty good. Um, not perfect. And you're worried that parts of them won't be whitened. Yeah, that like let's say for example there was a gap yeah, like this that there'll be like a brown strip next now, to the tooth. All right, so so you don't have to worry about it because a the the whitening is is isn't so extreme that you would ever notice it. You know, it's not going to be like paint, painting a black fence white or something. Like that's not going to occur. So even if that did occur, it wouldn't matter. But also, you could use one. They make like a mouth guard type thing that you just like put gel in and then you put the whole mouth guard in. And I prefer that over the uh, strips because the strips always like fall off or like gets they're end up they're like end up up here like between my gum and my lip or something. And worst case scenario is when people like introduce their friends to you. The big, this is Woody, great guy. Uh, those six teeth on the top left, little grody. Uh, we don't know why. <laughs> Crest didn't do their market research for crooked teeth. <laughs> 
Yeah, I had braces too, but um, I've, I've told this before, so I'll say it quickly, that there was a retainer and it was like a clear plastic thing that fit on instead of the wire. Yeah. And they're much less durable. And Very it, much so. It broke like two weeks in, but the orthodontist, he, uh, he like broke the mold or something. So I couldn't just get new ones. And, uh, and that was pretty much two and a half years of braces almost ruined. And uh, my tops are a little better than they would have been otherwise. My teeth are also lined up. Like I had like my, you know, the, the top break is like split is supposed to be lined up with the bottom split. It's lined up, but um, it's definitely not what it should be. It's definitely not what they were when my braces came off. And yeah, those guys. Uh, I, I feel like I could have used some parental support there. You know, I'm just a child, a teenager in high school and my orthodontist didn't do a quality job. I wore fucking braces for th- it was almost three years and that sucks right like like all the girlfriends i didn't have it could have changed my like friend group i don't know braces are not a small thing for a teenager to endure and uh it was all wasted and my parents didn't like like if that had happened to hope we'd be fucking in there getting shit fixed you know like it's take a new mold do this do that you know i want you to fucking handcraft a mold that is perfect teeth and then put that on like whatever you have to do fucking fix this situation the kid's worn braces for years he's endured this shit that sucks we don't just like oh shucksy you know that's that i think i've mentioned it before that's what happened with my braces is i had them for like between two and three years i ended up getting them late and so i had them till i was like probably about to turn 17 and so as soon as they took them off they were like my teeth still weren't 100 percent great like as far as like i never had any problems just like lining up they didn't line up right and i which is why people get braces generally and they took them off and the guy was like all right so you're not gonna want any put put any pressure on your teeth for a while there could be a little they could float in there which is a poor word to use because it fucking freaked me out like what's what do you mean float are they just gonna come out i guess he (laughs) meant move around shift that's what he should have said and so i was like okay well you know i have to wear my mouth guard for hockey you know tournaments coming up is that going to be okay he's like ah you know what uh no no that won't be okay i'm like yeah well i can't miss this and so over the course of like a week of playing hockey my all the years of slowly moving my teeth in the right place just reversed totally like just fucked up again like nothing helped at all my dad's dog ate your teeth uh, my retainer. Too. Like I, I actually thought you were showing off when you showed me your teeth. They're, my teeth are fine. Like my teeth are good. Mm-hmm. It's just bite. Like my teeth almost line up right on top of each other, so they don't layer very well. It's so, like just right on top. Right mm. on. Top. Yeah, that sucks. Yours is like no, fuck no. I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> Ass. Yeah. You are the asshole. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, my dad's dog ate my retainer. Uh, we had it replaced. He ate it again. We had it replaced. He ate it again. And after that, I was like, fuck this shit. The dog keeps coming in the room, like, finding my retainer and chewing it to smithereens. I guess I'll just give it up. Uh, so I never went back again. So I think my front ones kind of, like, went out a little bit. But, like, every now and then, I'll just push them real fucking hard back in, and it hurts like a motherfucker, but they move. No, that, no. They're, what? <laughs> no, totally. I can move my teeth, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can Okay, move would you demonstrate that part of your I'm not like, <laughs> Push really hard, and like, I can tell my bite's different now. They totally moved. 
Yeah, but it just kind of shifts back for a second, and then the gums that are already there are pushing it back to where it was. That's possible. Carefully, you're just training your gums to push harder the other way. You're going to have big old nasty horse teeth soon if you don't stop this. <laughs> That'll be okay. <laughs> I figure, I, I, I hope one day I'll just get a whole new set, just go with like some porcelain veneers, like go, go Seth MacFarlane with it, Chris Rock style. Just get like a huge mouthful of like perfect teeth that are so perfect that everybody's like, oh, those are fake. What's the downside of veneers? There isn't one, I don't think. I mean, can you I, I, eat with veneers? Like, what, what are they only covering the front visible teeth, or did, like, are they caps in the back? Like, what are we looking at with veneers? I don't know what here? they do in the back. I, I, I think veneers are when they grind off the front. It's like a cap, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, they are. It's like yeah. they shave down your teeth, basically. Yeah, they grind the front off, yeah. I had that fucker on there, and it looks much, much better. But it also looks a little creepy mm. if they're not done well. Yeah, look at Seth MacFarlane's teeth. Look at Chris Rock's teeth. They both have really good. They both had about 40 or 50 grand worth of teeth put in. Really? You think that yeah. much? I know that much. Yeah, full set is like 40 or 50 grand, especially if you're getting implants or something, especially. Seth MacFarlane teeth. I'm looking at veneers on, uh, like... They look amazing. Mm -hmm. Here, I'll give you a link so you can be on the same page. But these things look fantastic. Look at this. Oh, I thought that was a before and after. But a lot of these are before and afters, and they're just fantastic. I'd like to know what they're doing with the teeth and what the long-term effects are and, and stuff like that. Cause, oh, that's the cool. aftermath is fantastic. But look what's at Miley the long-term aftermath? Oh, I remember hearing something about that. It seems like they don't last forever. So does that mean that you're just signing up for like 10 grand every 10 years? I don't know. I... I'm sure you could Google it. How long do veneers last? Hmm. I'm just looking at all these before and after. Some of them are amazing. Like they go from like freak show to, oh, is that Tom Cruise? Did he really have to? He didn't have bad teeth, did he? Uh, Tom Cruise has teeth issues. I don't think he had them fixed though. His issue is that they don't line up. Like, if, um, you know, this tooth, like right off, is mm -hmm. centered on his nose. Mm. This is, uh, I'm sure of this. Let's see if we can find a picture. I got one here. This one's actually pretty good because there's a before and after that I don't believe almost. I feel like it's clickbait. If you scroll oh. down just a bit. Below David Beckham. Pictures aren't big enough for me. Mm. Oh, yeah, that, no. That, that role in The Outsiders, he, he played like a poor kid with bad teeth. Oh, that makes sense. But, um, like... I love that they used that for his before. <laughs> yeah, that, it was kind of clickbaity. Check out this picture where you can really see, like, that he has an issue with the alignment of his teeth under his nose. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Wow, that's that's shocking. If you look at even his like, good, oh, <laughs> these guys really made a big deal out of it. They have like lines that demo it and stuff. Oh, <laughs> that's just—it's hard to be in the public eye, man. They're they're gonna wow. look and at you. you. The kind of person who is making this diagram—just some troll. <laughs> And just cheesy with Dorito dust. <laughs> <laughs> this teeth, this multi-millionaire, like, 
Yeah. Oh, dude, you know what's fun to watch? Like, I'm glad you said multimillionaire because Chiz pointed that to me. You watch like a setup video for a really successful YouTuber. And to quote Chiz, like, it's really fascinating to see how millionaires decorate their rooms, you know? And they're like, well, here's how I play. And there's like a handful of cardboard monitor boxes serving as a desk. You know, they often just moved into this place and it's, it's like wires everywhere in total chaos. And uh, it's like, you could afford something amazing. Like you're rich, you're driving a Beamer, Audi, Mercedes, something or other. And, uh, and, and your room is, is pretty much a child's room with like makeshift furniture and yeah it's like a lot of these youtubers a lot of these youtubers it seems they move out of their parents house where they had this shit show of a room with wires dangling and like scotch tape holding it up and they buy a really nice house in which they spend all of their time in a shitty room with wires hanging everywhere held there by scotch tape it's like why not save the money live at your parents house that's what you just did like you just built a shitty room (laughs) Did, did you see pewdiepie's house no. So I haven't seen a whole home tour or anything, but I thought it was interesting in that his direct, his decorating style is Baroque. Like he buys furniture off eBay. He, like he goes antiquing. He has a, a girl. I don't know if wife, fiance or girlfriend, but um, I think she lives with him and they, cho- they choose furniture off eBay and it's like gilded and like, I don't know, just Baroque furniture. I don't know how else to describe it. It's something that would belong in a castle. That's his decorating style. And um, you know, he says in the interview that it's not horribly expensive. He's not going like real top shelf on this stuff. But, uh, but I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't expect it out of a guy that like, makes penis jokes over Happy Wheels to be like, you know, I think Prince Charles has a nice style. Like, that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> and he did. What kind of chair would Mozart sit in? Like, what would he compose in? Well, yeah. I guess, but whatever. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, I guess he would compose on a bench. He don't sit in a big, weird chair with lion paw arms to to play. But yeah, that's that's what he did when he was relaxing afterward. I'm sure. That's a that's a style that you can only pull off if you do have a huge house. Like if you walked into like a one or two bedroom apartment and they had a baroque style, you'd be like, you're a literal crazy person. Do you know that? Like you, what, you got. <laughs> Chase lounge over there like are you when you're laying there your fainting couch you douche but you have to you gotta be rich to get into that step by step we're, we're decorating my house the um the living room the family room's almost done now but we have one room oh, this sounds so douchey i didn't think it through but it the it has vaulted ceilings that are so tall nobody's seen it yet but uh it's hard to decorate everything we put in there looks like children's furniture just like undersized mini whatever um I, I don't. It's, it's empty right now. The the dog's playing it. <laughs> I guess that's what it's for. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, sh- I should call PewDiePie and get some advice. You should. He'll hook me up with. I, I wonder know. what Kyle's house. Kyle, I've never been to your house. What's your style like? There's not very much style to it. Um, I don't think Kitty or I are very good decorators, to be honest. So it's just random furniture sitting around. I've Nothing really matches. There's pictures, not really a style. Though. So when I was, I had been there for a little while. And uh, when I went there, there really wasn't much style. It was decorated kind of guyish. Like it had like a, how big is your TV? 72. Okay. It had a 72 inch TV, a nice couch, and not a lot more. You know, there was a kitchen table uh, around the, but near the kitchen. 
And, uh, but mostly it was just kind of functional. And then Kitty sent me some pictures after having put some paint and effort into it. And it looked cute. Like, it looked nice yeah, and Yeah, she definitely painted. Yeah. Yeah, the, the things, yeah, it looked a lot better when she painted. It warmed everything up a little bit because it was all white walls before then. Yeah. So I don't know what it looks like today, but... Like uh, identical. Okay. Yeah, like, so the pictures look good, and then and she painted and uh, put... I like hanging pictures. Wow, house talk. I know that a lot of people are going to hate this, but hanging pictures is like the quickest way to make a visible improvement to where you live. Like, it, I, I like it a lot. I mean, Jack would be like, I've got three things for you to hang. It's literally like three nails, and the whole place is a step above where it was. Mm-hmm. So... What are you going to do that now? Is this your man cave that you're sitting in right now? You're like, yeah, we call it my office now, but I, I guess you could say that I wish, you know, I have a, uh, well, it'd be hard cause I've got two cameras too. I have a USB extension cable that I could use to point at everything, but it's been seen before. It, it's, it's nice. I don't know. It's my office. I, I sit here and do stuff has a, uh, canvas paintings everywhere to, to deaden the sound. There was like a horrible echo the first night we recorded here. Now I feel like that's gone. Yeah, yeah. that's a really clever idea. The canvas paintings to deaden sound. I would have never even thought about that. And I like the two pairs of double doors behind you. Very regal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have separate cameras. I don't know if I can point them both, but uh, mm. I don't know. I've got doors. That's a lot of doors. <laughs> Five doors in one room, man. Someday, Taylor. Someday. <laughs> Five and a half, if you count the two. Oh yeah, that eyes. little door. That little door is disturbing to me. I don't know why. It looks like something a serial killer would have in his house. Like, <laughs> like he tell the children, "You don't want me to put you in the little door, do you? Do you know what's behind the little door? <laughs> All the bad little boys and girls find out soon enough." Look at that little, look at, show them the little door. Can you show them the little door? Uh, yeah, show them. It's it got... disturbs me so much. I feel like trolls live in, an, in like some sort of alternate dimension behind that little door. There's a forest back there. It's all rainy, and there's evil lurking somewhere deep in the heart of it. There's a... that's, they, uh, that's where they keep Ian, the first kid that was older than Hope, who never got over their little feminist phase. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you privilege, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I have... Um... I'm trying to, so Hope is, uh, in my opinion, been impacted by Humbler, or Tumblr a little bit. You know, she is one of the most liberal people I know. And liberal is not a bad word in my heart, um, but you can go too far. Like every time there's a cop shooting, that cop is made of pure, like molten evil. And um, uh, she was talking about a speech and debate thing, and they were talking about funding schools. So, uh, Basically, the argument was like, should you increase funding to underprivileged schools or whatever? And uh, um, it's a complicated topic. In my heart of hearts, I feel like it should just be straight up equal, you know, like it's whatever. Um, but she was there was a group that advocated for equal funding. And they were basically saying that, like, you know, the effort put in is a result of the effort put out. If someone's underperforming, you don't just pour good money after bad into a school thinking that the students will somehow become better. There are other issues. Go on. Should cut their funding. <laughs> if they do bad, just make it cut the, their funding. The schools that excel should get more money so they can have better science departments. Take those, uh, those good eggs you got over there in that smart school. Get them into some fucking uh, STEM courses. Maybe they can. Uh, maybe you can. Maybe you can afford some fucking uh, 
uh, uh, field trips to the science museum or the muse or, or something like that. Those dum dums over there in the underprivileged school just just cut the just basics. Like make sure they know how to read and like they don't really need to write anymore. Just read basic math. You know, uh, just they really need to recognize the numbers to operate the cash register, and that's it. That's pretty much. Have them like have a test where they're like, you know, what is a number three at Taco Bell? And, like, <laughs> and that's what their, it, that's their funding. Damn it! I I don't remember what the number three is. I'm embarrassed. Oh, Kyle, back to basics for you. Um, number one is the burrito supreme. The number two is the extra large uh, grilled stuff burrito. Um, I think the number seven is the uh, the quesadilla, and I think the number five is uh, is the nachos Belgrande that comes with a taco. But I don't remember what the number three is. Apparently, you don't remember four either. You know, uh -uh. So. No, I don't get those. I don't get those. I don't like those numbers. I don't get the smothered burrito either. I think it's like the 10 or something. That's gross. So <laughs> the where, where this was going was a school. It, oh, by the way, school funding, super complicated. The other thing is if you pay more, should you get more? Like, you know, let's say you live in an area where taxes are high. Should your schools be better than an area where, like, say, incomes are low? You know, hmm. that just well, perpetuates a cycle of underperforming underfunded schools compared to these rich kids who get great schools and um but then if you pay more shouldn't you get more like i could argue both sides of this coin but um yeah. the during the speech and debate one of the like co uh judges was like you know what just stop there your entire argument is racist and i said hope was it like, you know, what were they saying? I, w I feel like you should have heard the rest of his argument by before stopping them. You know, at least evaluate everything they have to say. And uh, she's like, well, that judge was black, so he would know if it's racist or not. You know, like he's an expert on the topic. And I'm like, wait a minute. Just because you're white doesn't mean your opinion on what's racist and not is invalid. She's like, I'm just saying he's a subject matter expert on whether or not a thing is racist. He would know. He's black. And, uh... Isn't that racist? I guess. I don't know. It's, it's not... So you think just because he's black, he's had to face some trials and tribulations throughout his life, huh? Really, really. That's racist right there. I don't like to hear that out of my daughter, right? And just walk out of the room. Just walk out of the room. <laughs> Pull that, like, three, four times. You'll fix her. <laughs> She's a great kid. There's no evil in her heart. I know. I, I, I just feel like... And, and it puts me in a weird spot, right? Like she's so like politically correct and helpful and, you know, wanting to aid the underprivileged and things like that. And I need to be like, whoa, 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 back off a bit. That's too nice. Like, am I, am I trying to instill racism in her? Like what kind you of parent? Take her out. You should take her um, to like an underprivileged area where there's a lot of homeless people and you should let her meet one. And then you should lure him somewhere to like a forested area and make her murder him. And that'll that'll fix this whole thing. Or you could have her go deliver pamphlets or something with her fine news on it in an area like, say, Ferguson. And I know they'll be very, very receptive to a little white girl explaining to them <laughs> how they're actually different and they can't take care of themselves. And it's like, <laughs> uh, but that's just a normal phase for people to go through. I think like it's yeah, normal so. to take I don't, that child turn left. I I don't. Uh... I didn't grow up with the internet, not to the extent that people grow, are growing up with it now. Mm -hmm. Like, I had it in high school, but I used it to, like, look at porn and, like, I don't know, research science projects. Like, like whenever I wanted to, like, 
invent some fake internet history so it wouldn't look weird that I deleted it all. It all. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know where to go. I'd be like, Coca-Cola.com? <laughs> like, like, you know what great. I mean? Like, that's a true story. Like, <laughs> and then, like, I, I wasn't even bright enough to come up with, like, you know, like, the second thing being something like, I don't know, like, humidorsrus.com. Like, the second thing would be, like, Sprite.com. <laughs> My mom's like, I don't know what he's going to do. He's really interested in soda pop. <laughs> He's researching it all the time. Conversations with after you went to bed. It wasn't like if you were looking at porn, they would have been like, "Yeah, Kyle's a growing boy," but they're like, "I'm worried about Kyle. He's just he doesn't do anything but look up soft drinks." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> loves the Coca-Cola franchise, all the products. <laughs> he spent hours on Dr Pepper yesterday and the day before, <laughs> and he was on Gatorade for nine hours. That's that's a true story. Like like I, I would you know I. I I'd go through, like, find some porn, do my thing, and then it's like, delete that internet history, of course. And uh, and it's like, well, it looks weird if, like, whenever you start typing, if something doesn't pop up, you know, in the recent search thing, it's it's like, well, they know that they've been to some websites. So I'm, like, going to the websites that everybody goes to, like the ones they pay their bills at. It was a whole ordeal watching porn when I was a kid. Now (laughs) the kids are just, like, fucking porn, and they got it. Like, And it was on family computer and so it was like the constant like what was that what was that noise what, yeah, what's you happening wait you're home alone yeah to access that cornucopia of pornography and it wasn't like today where there's like you porn and like x hamster and like porno tube or whatever the fuck like it's a it's it, you go to those sites and it's all you could want all you can eat all you can ever desire and stuff you don't even want to see like like you'll learn stuff on a porn site nowadays back then it was like it was always like a like like a preview for what you can get if you pay, and they'll like censor shit out. So you had to go to these websites and like go through their tour to like see if you want to be a member. And you're like jerking it to like half-ass censored porn images. When you found it, when I found video, that was a godsend. Like yeah. you ever found video and, and pop-ups. Pop-ups but, were a huge problem, right? So I'm sorry, Taylor. I whatever you said, it's all my fault. Um, does pop yeah like you'd hit the wrong site and be like pop 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 and little and i'm like little these fuckers know pop-ups are content too yeah. <laughs> you know? like there's and some there good shit rabbit hole. i don't know if you remember there was this rabbit hole you could go down of porn sites you'd scroll to the very bottom of the porn site and this trial membership bullshit and there would be like these actual hd images of like some good shit you're like fuck I can't even find porn like that. That's uh, those little images down there of their friendly site. Like that's what I want. You click it, and then like a window would pop up, <coughs> like panes. There would be dozens of panes. It's like a grid, and in each little square in that grid is another awesome-looking porn site. <laughs> You're like, click it, clack. <laughs> and it and it opens up like eight grids. Boom, 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 boom. And you're like. I better get the lotion ready now. <laughs> but you keep clicking, and you never really get anywhere. You just keep putting more and more viruses on your computer every time you clickety clack. It's like it's like Microsoft Word don't work, email don't work. Like, like now I'll never be able to open another browser again. Infinite pop-ups, like every time you click something. I thought I, I was so clever because I always use a Linux machine. <laughs> you, know? like, you can't infect me. Or there'd be these like fake ads, like saying, "Hey, this went wrong, or that went wrong, or like whatever." I'm like, to remove the virus from your system, and you're like, "Bullshit." Yeah, and, and but they try to emulate like Windows windows with like the red X and this and that. Oh. I'm like, this is a Linux machine. It doesn't even look like that. I can tell you're a borderless browser. Yeah. Fuck out of here. It's uh, 
the feeling it was like panning for gold where you'd find just all the shit images and then on some sites very rarely you'd see like a a 15 second video preview and you got the preview and sometimes you just have to run through that 10 15 times watching the same like 7 seconds of weird uncomfortable setup just I to would- get to like three or four Dude, good moving sections. I've got a thing I learned just recently. Are you familiar with the website BetterFap? No. No. <laughs> you, you guys are children. So BetterFap will watch your porn history and then recommend stuff to you based oh, on what I, you're no into. Part of that. Uh, it, it'll, it'll, so you, go, you don't need to create a login or anything. It'll just be like, hey, based on you, your Snuffleupagus, if you ever want to make a password, you just click here and you'll make one. And then, like, you tell it, well, I, I like boys and girls or girls and girls and, you know, this or that. And, like, every time you enter a search keyword, it's like, all right, I see Kyle likes this. Ah, I see Kyle likes that, too. And it tracks it. And uh, uh, one of the things, one of the ways that it rates video, and this is the whole point to this thing, is a video will be more highly rated if somebody stops watching during that video. So, like, <laughs> it's a funny part of their algorithm yeah so if you're you know the guy watches six and this is the one that he ends uh, his his viewing session on they, they're like oh this one's a winner it's more highly rated that makes sense i uh the i, I almost exclusively use x hamster as my porn, pornography side of, of choice i uh i like the way it's set up and everything um better fap uh does not really host content it's really just a super search engine that sits mm-hmm. in front of Pornhub and X Hamster, and I don't even know them all or whatever. But um, what, what's that? I said bullshit. <laughs> I can't name them all. But yeah, it just sits in front of like a bunch of main websites and, uh, and like serves up their content to you. Hmm. Well, that's pretty interesting. I, although I just don't know if I want that anything like tracking my porn uh history or whatever i mean it just doesn't seem a good idea no 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 absolutely not what if i go on a weird tangent of discovery where on a website out of curiosity i hit on that all categories button and then just a sheet (laughs) things come where you're scrolling down through it and it's like i don't i don't know what that is i don't know what that is love to (laughs) p.com well why not by yeah. chicks pissing themselves left the and right. The Gmail thing was one night, better fat. One night. Stop it. <laughs> it it's like like you, like you go to Amazon and buy like a purple Darny, Barney dinosaur for your nephew. And now all of a sudden, every, your Amazon homepage is filled with like dino, Barney shit every day for a while. It's like, dude, it was one time. <laughs> Stop it, Amazon. Or YouTube does that now. We're like... Like, let's say you fall asleep and you were watching a YouTube video and it plays to a different one. And, like, you look up the next morning and it turns out that you accidentally stumbled into, like, a playlist called, like, you know, Hitler wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's on your screen now. It's just, like, white supremacy stuff. That's happened to me a bunch of times. Not white white supremacy, but, like, uh, it's happened with automotive repair. You know, like someone will be semi-interesting or whatever. I fall asleep. And then the next morning, they're like, this guy's really into fixing air conditioners. You know, this whole thing about automotive air condition repair, it's like dominates my homepage. So. <laughs> uh, you want to call the show there? Um, at the three-hour point. It, it's 345, right? 
302. Oh, I thought it was 345. I, only, I mostly mentioned it because I just scratched my eye and rubbed something really awful in it. <laughs> Probably volcano dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not really. I, maybe that lotion. I don't know if you're supposed to put that directly in your eye. but. Uh. <laughs> no, then, yeah, I think, that's, I think we hit a lot of things. I, I, we need to think of four things for the show. Four things? The t- title thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's brainstorm the title on the show. Hmm. I well, hurt Kyle, so fucking bad. Uh, Dollar oh. Shave Club. Man. Let's see. Um, Kyle's... Oh. Wait. Anti-aging regimen. Are we going to do that? No. We're going to call it... Uh, it really does burn bad. So, just, just brainstorming. I have How to Be Sexy by Kyle. Uh, Kyle's anti-aging black magic. And Kyle's anti-aging regimen. Hmm. Am I? An, I like the the that am I an asshole uh, stuff. That was pretty funny. Some of those were good. Um. I liked to. I like Taylor's story about uh, one of his classmates being shivved in the second grade. Uh, that was pretty sweet. That was good. Child stabbing, maybe. Uh, let's see. Pete on the wall as a child. That one's too hard to phrase to, to segment, though. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I use the term shivved. Yeah, I like shivved. I don't <laughs> know. I like shanked. Shanked or shivved. They're both. Because a shiv is what they I call would, it when you make something in a prison, right? A, sh- a prison shiv. Or a prison shank. Well, there you go. Learning new words. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like shivved more. I feel like it's more universal. Mm. You can do that. Man, that's we got four. Usually, this takes us a long time. <laughs> it usually takes longer. Yeah, yeah. Now the people watching this know the title we came up with. Mm. Which of these Kyle things should we go with? How to be sexy by Kyle? Kyle's anti-aging black magic? Or Kyle's anti-aging regimen? No, oh, regimen. That's the funniest one because it makes it sound like he takes it as seriously as he actually does. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, like, like so. I don't know. For me to actually do something daily, it has to be part of a routine because I don't have very good like. Uh, I'm not a good self-starter with stuff, so like I would never get out of the shower and like be able to like moisturize every Wednesday or like you know do something every Thursday. So like every day, it's like I poop, I look uh, while I'm looking at my phone, then oh, I'm drinking my coffee, I brush my teeth, um, I brush my teeth with hot water so the shower's getting hot. Uh, while I'm brushing them, I turn the water all the way to hot because previously it had been running on cold, just so I've got some background noise in there. Um, then I get in the shower. I, uh, the, I the, the shower routine is always exactly the same. The from like face to like head to like you know the the way I take a shower. And then when I get out, there's like a very specific order I do everything in. Like I, it's it's like deodorant and then um, uh, like like uh, some some acne cream or something. And then moisturize and then uh, uh, like hair gel and uh, there's like there's a whole order that everything goes in. It's exactly the same every day. Hmm. So I guess regimen's fair. All right. So, Kyle, how are we going to make this motorcycle thing a reality? Uh, do you really want to? Like, for real? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it's one of those things, you know, it'll take two weeks and you'll end it, like, literally being emotionally wealthier than before. Like, it'll, it'll fucking rain. It, it will rain. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a freaking bed and breakfast along the side of the road that we didn't expect to stop at. It'll be there. Um, I don't... I feel like North is safer. Like, another option is to like 
go to South America and, you know, like go down from like Chile to Argentina or whatever. But I, I yeah, think... Yeah, let's, let's stay in a civilized country. Um, I don't know. I have to really think about it. Like, like, I feel like I would like to have some motorcycle experience before I start out on a journey with one. Because presumably I've got one of, I've got like, um, you know, lots of luggage on the bike. Like, it's not just a bike like, like I would, you know, mm -hmm. hop on and go. It's loaded down with stuff with like the side saddles and stuff like... Yeah, you got to have in there. Yeah, I got at least one bag full of that shit. Um, so, like, I'd like to know what that's like and if I'm going to be able to handle that. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like wide open country, you know, in the, in the American West or, like, North the West or whatever, like, sure, a straight road that goes for 50 miles, who couldn't do that on a bike? Like, like anyone mm -hmm. could. But I feel like if we end up in, like, Seattle, like, you know, going through streets and, like, it's, a, it's one way this way and it's, it's don't turn on a right and it's starting... It, Anything where like the traffic starts getting complicated, where I've actually got to start thinking and operating a clutch brake system that I'm not exactly familiar with, like I don't know, I could kill myself or at least embarrass myself badly. <laughs> I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I think you'll, I, I think you. So you have ATV experience, right? Yes, but my ATV, you, you the, like not the clutch up here. I don't. I've know. never had. I've never operated anything with a hand clutch, as far as I know. Oh, I'm familiar. I, I didn't I, know all the ATVs I've operated had hand clutches. What is the alternative? Um, I've had I had an automatic uh, four wheel. <laughs> they just had an um, um, what do you call it? A CTV transmission, a continuously C, uh, continuously variable trans transmission. Right. And then I had uh, another one that you know it was on your it was under it was on your left foot where you shifted, but you just lifted up on the thing. You didn't have to use a clutch. It was clutchless, I guess. Now your Camaro is an auto, right? Yeah. Do you, Do you have any stick shift experience? Yeah. Uh, so you're fully, con you could just hop in my truck and drive it if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, totally. All right. Yeah, we got to get you a motorcycle. Seems like a terrible idea. Oh, what kind of motorcycle? Like, like, all right, so let me show you the ones that I like. Um, I don't even know what they're called, but uh, I'll find it really quick, I think. Um, Your connection is not. My connection is bad. No, no, no. It's, I got a weird pop up from this website. Back to safety. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Hmm. I'm, uh... Aha. So I'm going to go to the PK8 big screen so these guys get a general vibe at what I'm looking at. I'm going to drop in motorcycles between 250 and 750. Let's go cheap on this thing. Let's find a motorcycle for Kyle. See, I feel like... It's probably not the kind you were dreaming of, but something like this is a real motorcycle. It's inexpensive and oh god no, you can no, drop it as that. really. It's all about style. I would I mean, rock that that's, thing. I, that's awful. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> that's so bad. Like I wouldn't even drive that in the field. 
That's the same color as like the backs of those nasty giant house flies that you see going I around. Just, I'm looking at like the opposite of what you're looking at. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, hmm. I'm looking for a bike that here. This thing, I feel like a 750 is a lot for a first motorcycle. But it's not something that you'd be embarrassed to sit on. Eh. Um. What kind of bikes are we going to be on? Is this the sort of thing you're talking about riding? Like a bike like this? No. Uh, I think... Yeah, something like this, but with panniers, the, the saddles on the side. Here's a better picture. This is what I envision, this new link, uh, to be pretty close to our setup on game day. But you don't want to learn on that thing. It's a lot of bike. It's heavier. It's, it's, I wouldn't want to take my driver's license test on this one. Uh, I would grab one of those. Oh, like the, the BMW? Is that what yeah, you're talking about? yeah. BMW is your second bike. I really like this bike. Go ahead, link it up. Uh-huh. A Harley-Davidson Night Rod Special. Aha. I just I like the way it looks. I've never ride a motorcycle of any kind. I like that bike, but I... I would need to check out the roads we're taking, right? Like my, the BMW I'm talking about would be fantastic for both highway and like extended periods of gravel and shit like that. It's, it's certainly not going to run into any trouble if you hit a pothole straight on and stuff. Uh, the bike you're looking at is, is a street bike and certainly not a mixed use bike. True. But as far as a first bike, I mean, hell, you could get a motocross bike if you wanted to get a, a first bike. Hmm. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, you might enjoy it for stuff other than just learning to ride, and you'd certainly come away with an expert on, like, you know, clutch and all that other stuff. Yeah. I might look into that. Yeah. I, I'm not completely opposed to this thing. It sounds like it'd be fun. I don't know who's going besides me and you, though. I, I can't see, I can't see Chiz coming along. I don't On think motorcycle. I'm not sure. Were motorcycles invented in the 1800s? There you go. <laughs> I mean, the... he's got a steam-powered one, maybe. <laughs> That's the question we need answered. Um, I can't think. I wonder if there's some compromise, like the, the trike thing comes to mind, looking like a uh, a disabled <laughs> motorcycle gang. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, with a gimp, see? Don't mess with us. <laughs> I, I Take like all that your handicap fucking, yeah. I think that we're a 1920s disabled motorcycle gang in this thing. Yeah, we fought in the war. Yeah, you see? Prohibition era <laughs> gangsters. <laughs> um, this motorcycle thing, I don't know about this. Like, like what would we do, be doing along the way? Just looking at stuff? We'd stuff have... Rubbing balm on your sore ass as your <laughs> motocross bike across the country. <sighs> I don't know. I'll think more about it. I, I, I would like to get some motorcycle experience under my belt. I'd like to make sure that there's. It's even feasible to rent like the, the bikes like you want to rent because I feel like we need 
something kind of like what you just showed us that BMW that's and not just because it is what it is, but it's it seemed to have like a lot of racks on it that we would need for this type of journey. If we're going to be gone for two weeks, eh, we need some stuff. We pack a lot of stuff. Yeah, hmm. yeah, you'd need stuff. Um, I don't know if the trip involves any camping. You know, it it might be that you want a tent and some food and. You know, God, knows? I hope not. The last thing I want to do after a long motorcycle ride <laughs> is pitch a tent and like sw- sleep in a sweaty hole. Like, like, I want a fucking shower and, like, some Holiday Inn HBO after a, a day of that, I think. I, <laughs> we used to go on these bicycle rides. Um, I remember we did one called Bragg, Bicycle Ride Across Georgia. But we did a bunch. And uh, in Bragg in particular, it was always designed to, like, there was a big camping area. that Every night you'd stop at, like, a high school. And there were, like, gyms full of showers and cookouts. And everyone slept in their tent. And my father was like, uh-uh. It was particularly his friend that we we went with too. They're like, <laughs> I like air conditioning. I like showers. I like restaurant food, stuff like that. So that was cool. What happened to Taylor? I don't know. I'm gonna call him again. Let's see uh, what's going on there. But I I just feel like I don't know. Like you, you, I I it, it partially respawned from that guy's question. He's like, I'm trying to figure out how important money is in my life. And uh, it's like, well, it's not just how important money is in your life. It's, but, but money does certainly enable some experiences. And this would be a great one. You know, spend two weeks. and uh, Yeah, I'd be down. Especially if we like planned, you know, like, all right, we'll leave. We'll meet up in like Nashville, Tennessee. And then we'll go from there to like Kentucky. And then we'll make a left and go to Ohio or whatever the fuck we decide to do. Um, we could even do it more locally like um like around here some of the best places to ride and okay so the blue ridge mountains wow it's all about you i feel like i should fix the camera i don't know if taylor's coming back but the blue ridge mountains are some of the best cycling in the world and uh, um it's it's whatever six hours from me and six hours from you i think it's it's not far from where we went uh what water rafting right I've been up through there, and I feel like that that road is pretty challenging. Um, I, I don't feel like it's like an amateur motorcycle guy kind of road. Um, people go there because, and like ride their like sport bikes and stuff and try to push them to the limit. I know there's a spot in, in California where people do that as well, but I've heard about them doing it up there on the um, in the in the mountains too. And I've been through those roads, and man, they're so snaky. Like all these turnbacks, like constantly just left and right and left and right and I don't know. You go off the fucking mountain on that, like, like you see those people in like fail videos where they um they're trying to brake, but instead they just grab the accelerator full blast and the bike just and like runs out from under them. Like I feel like you do that up there and you just die. Like you just go off the mountain literally. I don't know. I'd like if I'm gonna do a trip, I'd like a lot of flat, open. Like, oh, like th- remember Forrest Gump when he's like running out through the desert and there's all those like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I ran. I saw a beautiful pond and a mountain, and he's like right. telling Jenny all the beautiful things he saw. Like, I want that. Sometimes Long. you couldn't tell which was sky and which was ground or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That was that's such a good movie. Uh, anyway, t- uh, I read that John Travolta passed on that. He was offered that role. Really? Yeah. Everyone uh, talks about um lately Tom Cruise I guess passed on Iron Man mm-hmm. and they act like, you know, oh my god, best thing ever, etc. He didn't pass. 
he was um he, he the only way he would do it is if his face was in view at all times. He didn't want to be Iron Man basically. Like he wanted to be like cool Iron Man who's always got his head, like face exposed and that's not what Iron Man is. I didn't know that. That changes my opinion of it. <laughs> so I, like you think I'm vain. He's like, "Well, I'd love to be the superhero who but, you know, come on, my face, right?" <laughs> yeah. If there's enough like uh, when when he's Iron Man, I swear you see a close up of his face a lot. Yeah, now they do. Like in uh, after the first one, I feel like they 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 went to that view a lot of him. it's like a super close up and his eyes like looking at like bullshit you can't even see like the mm -hmm. video displays on the inside. So they they found a way to like make that happen. But I think his caveat was like he wanted his face in view at all times. Like like it was like he never wanted to become Iron Man. Almost it was a yeah, uh, it was a little silly. We have Taylor returning. Let's see if we can fix this. I like this. What if this star had taken this role? Kind of, kind of things. Um, I was looking. There were a bunch of the the people who passed on um, uh, the Matrix. Uh, I know Will Smith got offered that role uh, of Neo. Um, with the Tom Cruise, so let's pretend that he didn't have that caveat with not wearing the Iron Man suit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he would have made a decent Iron Man. He did a decent job in Beyond Tomorrow or whatever that movie was called. Uh, yeah, I, I think that he would have done a decent job, but I think that Robert Downey Jr. is is Robert Downey Jr. the person, the man is is has a lot of similarities with Tony Stark, the 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 cartoon character or the the, the comic book character. So he, he he brings something to it that I don't think. Uh, I, don't even, good. I don't know who Robert Downey the Jr. the man is. Like the, his persona. What was that? He was a coke addict for a while, wasn't he, Robert Downey Jr. He had a few drug problems. I don't know that if it was coke or something, but you're right. He definitely was a hard. Kyle saying it is coke. He definitely was a hardcore drug user that had multiple run-ins with the law, because um, I, I guess he'd drive and stuff. Um, but when he's on talk shows and just being himself, I feel like he's still playing a part, and that no one's that arrogant. Like he's, you know, it's like he thinks he's a real life superhero, and I feel like that's just the role he plays. You know, I, I believe that when um, shucks, who was the guy with the tiger blood, the winning Martin Sheen or Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. No. Yeah, I, I believe when Charlie Sheen was like, I'm by winning. I've got tiger's blood. I've got this. I've got that. He knew in his heart that he wasn't really holding it together. Right. Like he's getting busted with hookers and blow and all this crazy stuff. I think he knew in his heart like this shit's not going well. And uh, the way he tells the story now is like, yeah, I was so horrible. That was not a good time in my life, etc. Um, I don't think that's just retrospective. I believe that at the time, he also knew that his life wasn't together and that it wasn't going well for him. He was just playing as if, like, I'm by winning. Um, I think Tony Stark is also just, not necessarily that his life's not going well, but he's, he also is playing a real, like, a, a social media persona. That could be. I mean, it's, I don't... It's his character now, isn't it? Like, he does the arrogant Iron Man. He does the arrogant Sherlock Holmes. I think he just sees, like, well, this is kind of what I'm getting pegged into. I'm going to embrace it 100%. Exactly. And there's nothing after this wave, right? The, the guy's, like, what, 57 or something? Like, he's... Am I wrong about his age? Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, he's, like, uh, he's in his 40s, but, but I don't think he's 57. Well, uh, what's his name again? I keep saying Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr., 42, right? So I had to uh, go 50. 50? start my computer wow. again. It turns out that at some point during the show, the outlet that I was using to keep my computer charged stopped charging. So that's going to be a fun thing to 
to look into later. Figure <laughs> that it just died out of nowhere. Is it, is it on a GFCI circuit? Is it a what? Is it on a GFCI circuit? Like, are you near a bathroom or any water, like a sink? Uh, no, I don't believe so. In my basement, maybe, like way down, but I'm upstairs, so I don't think so. Huh. Oh, so I. Uh, anyway, he's 50. I, I picture this run going to like 55, and then him really. I don't know if the superhero thing or, or, or what's next. Maybe I'm wrong. He's done lots of good stuff. I, I liked him in The Judge uh, last year. I liked him in uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer uh, a couple years before. That's like 2004, 2000. No, it's 2005, 2006, something like that. Uh, he got an Oscar nomination when he played uh, Chaplin, I think. Uh, that was really good. Um, he's a good actor. He's he's just kind of got a thing where he he, he seems like an he kind of plays an arrogant uh, guy a lot. I think You're he's been a little right. bit typecast for that. But Taylor, I've got a question. What can you tell us about your new move position, etc.? I don't want to say anything you don't want to say. Uh, what town are you in? Is that or position? Or job-related stuff I won't talk about. Uh, my I moved into not an apartment anymore. I'm in a house now, not like a super lavish house or anything. But are you renting it? Uh, I am. Yeah, uh -huh. right now. Yeah, and then yeah, it's nice not to have neighbors. Did your girlfriend move with you? She's with me. Yes. Yeah, she is. She's in the other room, probably getting annoyed that i'm doing this right now yelling but uh yeah got a house now i am in uh back in my home city of st louis now oh i didn't realize that so you you're actually yeah, time zone different yeah i was gonna do colorado got a better opportunity here so decided to seize that and i figure i'm still young i can always go to colorado later move there sometime in the future but for now there's no big rush it does kind of suck, though. I wanted to be, be there. Um, Where in Colorado? Uh, I was looking in a, around. I was the place I was looking was around Denver, the like sunshine the north state. part of Denver. Yeah, the pot state. Did you call the, it the Sunshine State? It's a dumb and dumber joke. Oh my mistake. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the oh. Sunshine. State. I forgot about that. I <laughs> thought you just said something stupid too until you so, pointed out. So Jim Jim Carrey's driving the limo. The hot red-headed chick who later married uh, hops in the back, and he's like, "So where are you headed?" She's like, "Denver." He's like, "Ah, the Sunshine State." And she's just kind of like, "Yeah, <laughs> I believe that's Florida, right? The Sunshine State, uh, California, right? Uh, Isn't California no, the Sunshine State? Florida, 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 huh? Oh, for some reason, I always thought it was California. It's Florida. I believe, that makes what sense. What is Georgia? Yeah. The Peach Georgia? State. The Peach State. The Sunshine State. State is Florida, and California... Uh, the liberal state. <laughs> what is North Carolina? The, the Golden State, I think, is California, maybe. Oh, South Carolina is the Palmetto State. New Jersey's the Garden State. New York's the Empire State. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know many of the other state nicknames. I think Nebraska's like the Corn State. North, I think I made that up just now. Actually. North Carolina is the Tar Heel State. Ah, not a good one in my opinion, but mm -hmm. yeah, the more valuable maybe is not good either. Our peaches are delicious though. Although I'm told that the I'm told it comes from this that during the Civil War up against the North, um, North Carolina troops would join the other Civil War troops and 
uh, they didn't retreat when things got bad. They said they had tar on their heels, like they would just stick and not retreat so quickly. And um, hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's how, what it, it what sounds it nice. Yeah, works. For Do you me. know why it's the ocean good... is salty? What? Do you know why the oceans are salty? My guess was it was millennia of oceans eroding the rocks and cliffs and things like that. So they found out in 1979 why the oceans are salty. Uh, every, uh, I think it's like five to eight million I think years. It's because of a band of rogue pranksters, right? Well, <laughs> like every, every five to eight million years, the entire volume of the uh, Earth's oceans um, go into and then come back out of volcanic uh, vents in the ocean floor, and they pick up minerals. Uh, they they um they pick up minerals down there and and circulate them back into the ocean, and also the rivers. That is certainly a fact. It says, salt in the ocean comes from rocks on land. The rain that falls on the land contains some dissolved carbon dioxide from the surrounding air. This causes the rainwater to be slightly acidic due to, carbonic, due to carbonic acid, which forms carbon dioxide and water. As the rain erodes, rainwater breaks down the rock. The process creates ions or electrically charged atomic particles. These ions are carried away from runoff streams and rivers, usually to the ocean. Many of the dissolved ions are used by organisms, blah, blah, blah. The two most prevalent ions in seawater are chloride and sodium. Together, they make up 90% of the dissolved ions in the ocean. Sodium and chloride are, quote, unquote, salty. So I've got a 1 minute and 15 second video. Hmm. 20 second video. 1 minute and 20 second video. Well, called we Why is the Ocean Salty? I'm queued up at zero. Or at As am I. All right, let me go to the big screen. We'll see what we get here. Ready, set, play. We didn't know why the ocean was salty, how it got its chemistry, uh, until fairly recently. Children would ask you, why is the ocean salty? We'd say, next question. Uh, we thought in the early days that it was the rivers. They were the obvious culprits bringing all this stuff in. But the chemistry of the world's oceans is not equal to the chemistry of the rivers coming into it. We didn't know until in 1979, we were driving along the East Pacific Rise and there was a black smoker in front of us. We call it a black smoker because it looks like black smoke, but it's not. It's microcrystals of minerals so we discovered when we found the black smokers that the entire volume of the world's oceans is going inside the earth and out every six to eight million years. And it's taking some of the chemicals it gets from rivers and it's trading them for new chemicals. And this is occurring all along the mid-ocean ridge that stretches around the planet like the seam of a baseball. And there are tens of thousands of magma chambers down there and the water's getting to them. And that's how we get the chemistry of the world's ocean. And we didn't know that. That's fascinating. Right? And presumably true. I I wouldn't know. He was in he was in that submersible. He works for National Geographic. He should know. Like <laughs> We didn't know until we got in our submarine and went down there and found out. It's like I feel like that guy knows. My he source know. is the National Oceanic Atmosphere Administration, NOAA.gov. I don't trust them. <laughs> Isn't that to think that just like, just like 150 years ago, maybe 200 years ago, I don't know when they figured this shit out. 1979. Like 
any, any science questions, we can just Google it. Like back then, if a kid was like, "Dad, why why is the ocean so salty?" He just, ah, that's just that water's kind of shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't drink it. So the the United the USGS, I can't figure out what that stands for. I could go to their oh the the U.S. Geological Survey. Um, they say it's both yours and mine, which also makes sense. Well, he did say that it takes the, the chemicals that it's getting from the rivers and sort of exchanges them for, for other chemicals down in the magma chambers. Hmm. Interesting nonetheless. I never really knew exactly why. I always assumed, like, you know, it, it, it was rivers feeding it, but... I, I, I didn't even assume it was rivers feeding it. Like, in my head, it was um, the ocean kind of clawing against rock sides, like cliffs and stuff like that. Uh, but I just made that up. Apparently it's not. Yeah. But that was my thought process. Like just eons of scraping away and getting whatever. River bottoms are so full of that silt though. I, I just figured that was just all, all, ton, all kinds of like sediment that had been washed up since the rivers, yeah. you know, beginning. I, I kept a saltwater reef tank for a while and uh, you very, very rarely add salt to them. Mm. Uh, basically you start them off with the right salinity and as the water evaporates, it gets too salty, and you top it off. It's only I want to see. You... I want to see Michael Phelps swim the Dead Sea. I wonder if it'd be faster or slower, right? Like, obviously, Always. he'd start skipping. <laughs> he'd be super buoyant, but I like. Let's exaggerate. You know, sometimes I do this in exercise in my head. Like, I'll exaggerate something to see what's better. If you were to put him in water that was so solid, it looked like a Slurpee or look like molasses, I think it would slow him down, I think. There's a viscosity point that is, uh, that is, that is where it doesn't get better, I feel like. But, mm -hmm. but the Dead Sea seems like every stroke would be more effective and less of his body, body is in the water to be dragged. You know, submarines do their best when they're breaking the surface, not when they're underwater. Of course, that's, I don't think that's, that's true. A whole different... it no, is... it's not true. I, I don't I'm... think that's true. It's something to do with surface tension. That hmm. you, you don't want to be on the surface of the water. I know that they actually showed it um, on the PKA subreddit recently. There was a guy doing the backstroke. There's this guy, oh, something yeah. Burkoff, and he did, he uh, he invented a thing called the Burkoff blast off. And basically, they do the backstroke, and on shorter courses, he just never surface. He never actually did the back. So in the backstroke, you start off holding these bars at the side of the pool, and then you sort of arch your back and you you dive up above the water and then swim and uh, you kick with your feet kind of like a dolphin and he just did that until he got to the other side it was the Burkhoff blast off everyone else would surface like five yards in or something like that and start swimming but not him he'd just go underwater kicking 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 and he broke the world record at the olympics like by a lot and um i don't know if they ever took his medal from him but they basically undid his um his world record time and they changed the rules too as well didn't they yeah, now they put flags over the pool so the swimmers know where they have to surface. I don't Is it 15 know. feet or 15 meters? It's one or the other, I think. Um, I was reading about all this the other day. It, even the, they, they mentioned the backstroke guy. I didn't know him by name. But it was because of that famous little gif or video where they got... Maybe maybe it's the breaststroke, whatever the fuck it is. But they're you know they're it's not a backstroke. They're you know head forward swimming like this. And the one guy just stays under and beats them all by like... 20% or 
or something like that, like, like way ahead of everybody. Yeah. Most of my competition was in 25-yard pools, and it was, I think it was at the five-yard point. So 15 feet kind of ties in. That makes uh, sense. Someone on the subreddit said it was 15 meters, but that seems too far in my head. I'm not sure, though. But, um, but yeah, anyway, we're back to the submarine thing. I'm pretty sure going f straight underwater, you just move less water as you go through. There's less surface tension I don't know about nuclear submarines, but I know that the old diesel submarines would have went faster when they were on the surface than underwater because underwater they had to run, like, uh, electrics. And uh, and on the surface, they ran diesel engines, I think, most of the time. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Maybe that's what it None is. None of that would be an issue with a nuclear submarine. <sighs> it's cool. It's cool that those submarines have a fucking nuclear reactor in them, and that's how they work. Right? Those aircraft carriers, too. Those things run on, like, a pellet of fuel. Like it's, it's like the size of a golf ball, and it lasts for months and months and months. I kind of wonder if... Um... Like, if it wasn't for that, are people still making new nuclear? Where's the last time we put a nuclear power plant in America? I don't know the answer to that. I, I feel like it's been a long, long time, but I could be wrong. Most recent. Oh, I can't even. I'm sure I said nuclear wrong a bunch of times. Nuclear power plant in the U.S. The last two power plants to be built in the U.S. were Watts Bar, which finished in 1990, started in 1973, didn't begin commercial operation until 96, and the River Bend plant, which was built in 1977 and went online in 86. Mm. So the most recent one is about 20 years old, and before that, 30 years old. That Three Mile Island thing really uh, shut everything down, I would say. I that saw that place the other day. I was there. Really? Yeah, it was in the distance. So, I, but I feel like that if we didn't have subs and aircraft carriers running on nuclear power, would America even know how to do it? Like these guys who finished this power plant in 1990, it's 15 years since then. So picture the guys who are sort of prime of their career leading, right? They're 45. They're 60 now. The people who also participated on it, who were ready to lead these projects, they were 30 at the time. Like they might not have... Are you asking if we know how to build nuclear plants anymore? Kind of. Or would we if it wasn't for the military? Yeah, totally. What do we do? Just grab some like old notebooks from pre-internet days and copy <laughs> their, their patterns? I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah, some countries have a hard time. I mean, not for America, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, think, I think most countries' issue is obtaining the uranium. I, I, think, I think that's the thing. We got plenty of that shit. Hmm. If we want more, we'll just crack open a few of those ICBMs. We got scattered everywhere. <laughs> we got all the uranium we need. I feel like that's the main main reason like Iran struggles is because Iran doesn't have the the uranium, and your Iran doesn't have the you know it's difficult to obtain uranium. I know weapons grade is like uranium two thirty five. It's like that isotope of uranium, and that's that's difficult to do. And the whole process of of separating the two thirty five from the other variants is ridiculous. I watched this whole thing about the Manhattan Project, but uh, I think that's their main holdback. Because remember, we were talking about when they put that worm in uh, that, that found its way into the uranium, the Iranian nuclear program and ruined their mm -hmm. centrifuges. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, I feel like if this were civilizations, America got a really good spawn. Like, yeah, there's all <laughs> this fucking like um, luxury goods that keeps the population happy. You want iron, you want oil, you want uranium. We spawned with all this stuff right here in our own borders. There's something that we don't have. I remember the other day, it's, uh, it's one of those rare earth metals that's used a lot in like communication satellites or something. It's, 
it's not iridium or but it's something that sounds like that but i just remember that like china had it all um i remember that some discussion about that 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 was it was some tactical resource that they use in china probably got a good spawn too that seems like a really big country and when i look at them like their latitude you know it's like yeah they're in the same spot as us i assume they had a decent ice age (laughs) like i'm told that's like a big part like you know, if you want to know how good your your farming is and your stuff, how'd your ice age go? You get a lot of nice glaciers in there, churning up the soil, then you're golden. Oh, you know, did you? Are you Africa or Egypt or someone who maybe you know didn't have a good ice age? Then you're fucked. I'm not going to stand behind any of that science, but uh... this is <laughs> PKA science right here. Yeah, so, someone I, tell me if I got it right. I sign no, off on any of that. Put it on a stick. Yeah. You? Oh. What'd you say? No, you, write it, you write it on a popsicle stick. <laughs> I see. Put it on a pillow. How'd your ice age go? Yeah. <laughs> the um, I lost my train of thought completely. Choo choo, derailed. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Would you guys like to call it a painkiller already? I feel like I've, I've drugged forty minutes out of you. No, I <laughs> I, I felt like uh, that last topic was fun. I like that. Taylor, do you want to go on the motorcycle trip with us? I have no desire to ever drive a motorcycle anywhere, ever. Sidecar, okay. Sidecar, yeah. <laughs> what if you had one of those trikes? No. no. <laughs> Support car? You could be in the Jeep Cherokee oh, behind us. Yeah. Can I ride with him? That's <laughs> 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 what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm driving the Jeep Cherokee. Cheers is asleep in the back. Taylor's next to me reading the map or something. Up ahead, like, <laughs> goggles on, fucking snow beating on him. <laughs> Woody's having a blast. <laughs> He's on his radio. This is great, guys. We're making so many meaningful memories. We're there, like, yeah, 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 sure. It's great, great. I hop coming up soon. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'll do it, and I I think I would enjoy it. I, but but um, if you can come up with another one, you know, a new adventure holiday that we should go on, I'll hard. listen to your idea. You it's know, hard, it's it's hard to come up with something comparable. You know what I mean? Because the motor, you're like, I have an idea that takes us across a large body of land and is filled with you know numerous unfathomable experiences because you know maybe we meet some girls and i get laid or maybe we get you know we I eat have at a restaurant stay at cool bed and breakfasts cool sites we what get the, souvenirs the two of us we can go to like uh, miami or something offer to crew a sailboat and sail to the bahamas i think it's like a three-day sailing trip each way blue water I, sailing i would just vomit everywhere but i'd remember it I, I, you're not you're not interesting me that I would rather do the motorcycles quite frankly like like I, I don't like Miami I don't like Florida really in general it's so hot down there and also crewing the ship like I'd like to be on a ship that goes somewhere but I don't want to be like the bitch I don't want to be like like Kyle get that winch going I'm like I don't I don't, I don't have my gloves you know, I use your gloves and it's like like burning my hands and stuff like no only one pair of gloves per man you fucked up. Like, like I can just see out there, like, like, uh, what's his name? Andy Bernard from, from the office. I'm like out there like, yeah, I forgot my sunscreen. I've been wearing my underwear on my head to protect me from the glare there. <laughs> oh, son, my eyeballs, my, my eyeballs feel like two meatballs stuck in my head on fire. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Like, I, that's a real, like, 
there aren't too many things I think would be scarier than going out on a yacht with a bunch of strangers and I've agreed to work with them to, for like my 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 like ticket on this journey like like and we're going to the Bahamas into like international waters like that's a real good way to get murdered. I, I don't want any part of that. Um, if you had a boat and you were like, hey Kyle, I found these two losers and they're gonna they're gonna crew our boat and uh, you and I are gonna relax and maybe we'll steer every now and then, but mostly we're just gonna like hang out and look at the cool stuff and be like, yeah, yeah, let's go on a boat ride, because that sounds fun. But you're talking about going like Moby Dick, and I'm scrubbing the decks and shit, and like... I don't think it'd be like somebody's that. Gonna, my work's gonna be poor, and they're gonna scourge me or something. It's, I don't want It's that. just a two or three day sail, and I imagine the captain being in charge, but not asshole in charge. Just like... I'm canned. What's that? A hook hand. A hook hand? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the captain being like, "All right, this is how you sail. This, you know, it, it, when I do this, I need you to do that. Man, that thing over there." Is this really, captains who want completely inexperienced hands on their boat, though. Uh, like, according I to the internet, it's super common. That it just seems so unlikely that they want two white guys to come man their boat when they could like go get like probably two like Puerto Rican guys who are like fucking like know what they're doing and like have done this shit before. It feels like the guys. The guys that you go after to get this, it's like going to Home Depot and getting like some guys to help you with your plumbing. Like you get the guys that are good at plumbing, you don't get like the guy who doesn't speak any English. I'm told compatible personality is like the number one thing they're looking for. Like what they're really one is just some cool guys to go sailing with. You find some hot chicks that need some people to man their boat, and uh, and I'll be out there. But I just can't see doing that one. I'd much rather do the. Mo You've sold me on motorcycling. Like nice. Uh, I I just I don't think I'd want to man that boat, especially knowing that that like. You wouldn't be picking up your slack because you'd be vomiting so much, and I'd have twice as much rope to hoist or whatever. I, I, I guarantee you there's dozens of people listening to this who are like, I want to be Woody's friend. Let's go do some of these vacations. That sounds good. Look, I'm just saying. I'm agreeing to the motorcycle yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody else is. I'm here for the motorcycle thing. I'll do it. I don't know how to ride one. I've never done it before. I uh -huh. find it to be dangerous, uh -huh. reckless, and something that I think will be hard for me to even pull off. But I'm saying okay, but right. I'm not. I'm not crewing a fucking boat. I'd I'd rather go like all right, do anything other than that. That's that's in, that seems like I don't want to work for anybody. That seems like what that feels like. I, I'm I I'm guessing you're not a hiking guy, right? You know, like no, no, not really. Because like I don't, I don't know what's to gain from hiking. Like like I like walking in the woods and shooting things. Um, but, but if there's no gun involved, like, why am I really walking in the woods now? You're like the dentist version of a hiker. <laughs> I, I would prefer to think of myself as like the commando version of a hiker. Uh, I, I'll do hiking, but I want to, I want a rifle with me or a handgun. I want to kill something while I'm out there. You know, I want that to be the reason I'm out there, but just like walking for the sake of walking. Like my girlfriend used to make me go and I would do this thing where like, I didn't like it so much that I would forget that we should be like sharing in this experience and bonding and I would just walk ahead and just be like head down walking trying to get it over with and <laughs> that's how I hike. If you're like, you'll be back there like, wow, look at that ridge. And I'm just going to be like head down, I'm past the ridge, I'm, I'm, I'm counting the, the markers like, oh, 14B, I'm looking at my little, oh shit, eight more miles to go, fuck, I thought it was 800 yards. <laughs> I, like, it's funny you say that. I, my version of last time I went real hiking, um, I, I'm almost like a competitive hiker. One, I never ask to stop. I let you tire out. 
And I've always done that. Like, I don't think I've ever needed a break in hiking my entire life. Only because it was that whole bear thing. Don't outrun the bear, just outrun you. Like, like that guy will break before I do. I'm fine. So that, that was one thing. I took like 500 pictures, stopped for none of them. Didn't even aim the camera. It was just like, well, I guess I aimed it, but I didn't like look through the viewfinder and frame it or anything. It's like, that thing looks nice. And uh, like, wouldn't even slow down. That was just my normal way of hiking. You go somewhere and kill a thing. You want to know the cool trip we should go on? Mm. Uh, first, we need to practice. You should come to my house for like, like twice in a month. You know, like spend a day or something, and we should shoot shotguns until you're competent. And then we should all go to Argentina and shoot fucking doves. Yeah, I, I think I've described this before, but really quickly, costs like $3,000 a person, I think. But try, listen to me here, all right? You're going to go down to Argentina. You're going to go to this village. Uh, they're going to wait on your hand and foot. You'll have at least one kid who's your bird boy. He runs and gets your birds. You're going to have at least one other kid who's keeping your guns loaded. And I did say guns plurally, because you're going to need multiple guns to pull this thing off. Because you can't keep one gun loaded. You'll melt it down. You need three guns. The kid is always loading one of them. You're always shooting the other. And uh, there's a third one so that he can keep up. There are so many doves at these things. It's like a massacre. You can kill hundreds and hundreds a day. And they're piling them up. And at the end of the night, we're going to eat them all. Like the village has a big feast and you're kind of in a resort type thing. So you don't have to eat doves with the villagers. You can have like a, a five course meal uh, like back at the place. During the day, you, you massacre birds all day. At night, you hang out at a resort. It's like a super now duper that, hunting trip. This sounds like a trip. That sounds awesome. Because I've gone dove hunting and it's a lot of fun. But having three guns and a personal indentured servant basically, to do all the things that I don't want to do. So I can just be chain-firing birdshot into That's the air how it for is. five hours straight. That'd be awesome. You shoot and I love Tastes awesome. You let just... me try to... Argent... Let me see if I can find some video of this. Hmm. Argentina dove hunt. Dove hunting world record. Oh, wow. Oh, here. I think this video will help. So normally dove hunting, like, I don't know, there just aren't that many in the field. Like, like, they come over, like, in little groups. Like, you might see ten doves at once, and that'd be a big flock, right? Like, they come over mostly, like, a pair, two or three at a time. Look at this shit. I'll queue up if you'd like. Yeah, at zero? Sure. Ready, set, play. Ooh. There are... oh, you can't even miss. You can't miss. I'm turning the volume off because they've got music. So doves fly at, a, at about a, a top speed of about 45 miles per hour. But the cool things about the way doves fly is they sort of do this darting and ducking thing when, they, uh, when you start shooting at them. So they're very challenging uh, to, to take out. Can you miss these doves? Yes. I feel like I could shoot into a crowd and get it four. It seems that way. And I'm, in some scenarios, I'm sure that's true. But in that scenario, you couldn't have. That one in particular, yeah. Like, this is... Oh, that's my shotgun. Really? It was a $20,000 Bernelli something or other? Bernelli Montefeltro. It's not that expensive. No. So this looks like so much fun. I love this. And, uh, you know, you, it's, it's, it's a kind of hunting where, like, you can be close with each other. Like, you don't have to spread way out. We'd be, like, 20 yards from each other. These guys are pretty good shots. That or they just show, show the good shots. That was a double. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, those feathers scatter like when you hit a clay. Yeah. Oh, they're making Still them like well. ribs. Oh, you guys are a few seconds in front of me. This is a classy hunting trip. They have red wine. I was thinking maybe just some Pabst. <laughs> uh, they went three thousand dollars to get there. That's like what twenty grand of. Well, it, I, I, I'm just throwing that number out there. So there's a website right here, and you can go do exactly what these guys did. Like, like these guys paid four seasons adventures in Argentina. So, like, I don't know. But they're gunning them down in a way that you just can't do in the U.S. Um, without baiting or being on like the a really rare scenario. But it's pretty consistent here, it seems. God, yeah. I'm not noticing any slave boys. Yeah, I don't see that. Um, <laughs> but I've like I've seen it before. Just to clarify, that is a selling point for me. So, I'll, I'll get you. I'll make sure you have a slave. All right. Look at the feathers. Look at the feathers. <laughs> I know, right? It's <laughs> snowing of dead dove. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, so if I had to vote, it would be that because I've always, always, always wanted to go and do that. I, I've had friends that went and did it. Uh, I was supposed to go one time, and I just didn't, and I think that would be great. Hmm. Hmm. We we could alternate vacation ideas. It's very satisfying to shoot one of those doves. Like like what, even watching them do it there, I was like, oh yeah, that's great fun. I haven't done that in a while. I'm not an experienced hunter. Like I, I I'm not even a super experienced shooter, but I can shoot. Um, but I, I I feel like I'm still at that stage where you recognize you took a life. You you know, you're not a monster. You still feel a little grief. Like I, I see what they're doing, and I don't. I don't process it as evil or anything, especially if you eat it afterwards, which I'm not sure these guys did. Um, they're, they're, they're a destructive species, if, if that helps you feel right. like that. Like, as uh, you can see, there's millions of them, it seems, and they're destroying those crops. I believe, yeah, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. And, and again, I, I'm down for killing destructive species and stuff. You know, like I believe in the boar hunting. Um, I believe in deer hunting. You know, uh, the alternative to that is just deer starving. And, um, but there's a little part of, you know, like, look, I enjoy food. I enjoy meat. But killing the meat, like, I don't know. I've always liked being removed from that process. And well, this would be the first time where I'm not. I like it. Uh, I, I after like you don't feel any remorse from shooting these things. It, when you hit one, it's a it's sort of like it's relief and jubilation. It's like not only did I not miss, which would have been a bit embarrassing, but I got him. So success. And like if you can chain them together, it's like better each time. So like that guy that got that double, I was like, oh, he just got a double because a double's like medium difficulty maybe hard difficulty a triple is the coup de gras because you can only have three shells in your gun in the u.s um so if you can go boom 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 and get three like that's a that's a showstopper you don't now, see that often i don't think i've ever fired a semi-auto shotgun is the recoil because the recoil on buckshot with my 870 it'll leave your shoulder all bruised up it's a thing it's not like you're crying in pain or anything but uh, I like that. I like the Benelli Montefeltro. Those guys, that guy was shooting. Uh, it's it uses inertia uh, <laughs> to cycle it, so it takes a little bit of the kick out. And um, the super, 
what I was asking was like, how significant is that amount of kick that it, like that AR-12 video made it seem like the kick was gone or AA-12, I mean to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, my 870, like you did a, a video where you shot a tree so much, the tree, like you chopped shot, it down. Shot it down. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I know having talked to you off stage that that, did a number on your shoulder like that was brutal brutal it was hundreds and hundreds of like 12 gauge shots over and over and over uh heavy shells uh and that gun in particular didn't have a very good um like uh buttstock i guess um on the back it's not very cushy um and yeah it beat the fuck out of me i was black and blue and i kept shifting it to a new look like i started like where i always put the gun which is like there but then, like, for a while, I'd put it out here, and then my arm would be bruised, and then I'd put it all the way in here, and then, like, my, like, muscle here, and just kept shifting it around because, like, most of it wasn't on camera, and it didn't matter how I held the gun. Uh, but, yeah, it was awful. Uh, the thing with, with doves, you're using a, a lighter load than you use on pine trees. I think it was a poplar. Uh, <laughs> so I like, I like to use buckshot on those. But, but you're going to use, like, a lighter load, like an ounce of shot or an ounce and an eighth of shot is what I like. I like an ounce and an eighth of seven and a half shot for doves. Um, and those guns in particular take a lot of the recoil out. So I don't know. I, if I, if I'm leaning into it, I can pop, pop, pop. I can, I can, I can fire three shots that fast and like stay on target. It's, it's not like that buckshot of your 870. Uh, that's about as bad as it's going to get buckshot out of that 870 just because it's a pump action and all that stuff. Yeah. We should, we should go. Ah, I know what we should do just for like me and you to have a little fun. We should go sporting, shoot sporting clays. It's like golf. You walk from station to station. At each station, you shoot like 10 shots until you've shot 100. And uh, then you add up your score, just like golf. Mm. Except it's, you know, 100 is the best score you can get. And, you know, each, each target stand is a different scenario. There's usually two machines at each stand. And there'll be like a little agenda there. It's like, all right, first shot is one uh, from box number one. And box number one will throw it like from left to right. Uh, shot number two is one from box number two and box number two like throws it over your head and it lands in front of you and then shot number three will be like one and then two so you shoot the one that's left to right and then the one coming over your head's it's a double and you you shoot those combinations just like everybody else does you add your score at the end of the day and you see who won i'd love to do that that sounds like fun around here all those places are membership only so it's like a big commitment and oftentimes there's a waiting list and uh yeah, the places here have like there. I mean, it's cheaper if you're a member, but they have you can go as a guest, or not as a guest, but as a you know walk on or whatever. There's yeah. a couple of places. I've done that before. Like it's a I like blast. It. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I feel like I'd be rusty uh, if I went right now. I'd probably shoot like a. I feel like if I went right now, I might shoot a seventy. Um, but but like when I'm when I'm well practiced, I've went to medium difficulty, hard difficulty courses and shot eighties and uh, high eighties. I've never shot a ninety. I don't think. Hmm. Um, not at one of these big places. But Maybe that's, 50 would be a good goal. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit it, yeah, it would. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, we had gotten to the point where I could consistently sounds like every time, but you know, a five out of six on the easiest shot. Like you throw it in a straight line from yourself, et cetera, maybe even across a little bit. Um, but those hard shots and two at one time, that would hurt my score. So I don't know. Get what I get. Yeah. Yeah, so. that'd be fun. I'll look into something like that. That might be even a, a PK adventure, maybe, or at least part of one. We'll see. Yeah. I, it, like you said, though, I'm a little uncomfortable bringing fans. Like, like I'm sure you listening to this, you're fine. But that other guy listening to it, do you want to shoot with him? <laughs> you know, be a no, Chris Kyle I, situation. 
Yeah, I'm particular about who I want to shoot with anyway, not just because of like some psycho that's going to off you, but also because of like, you know, general gun safety stuff. Not mm -hmm. everybody's on the same page and like, um, I don't know, just keep your finger off the trigger, keep it pointed a safe direction at all times, preferably downrange at all times and, and everything will be good. But I don't like it. But, you know, I got little faux pas that I don't like. I don't want you walking around with a loaded gun. I don't want you turning around with a loaded gun. Even your finger is off the trigger, safety's on and it's pointed at the ground. You shouldn't turn around. Uh, there's a lot of rules like that uh, at the Sporting Clay's place. Like you, you do often talk about like how that gun range you went to was really anal about the gun being in the box, pointed downrange before it's even open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, like if somebody steps out of the box, so there's a box I refer to it as, and basically sometimes it's as little as like a dirt patch where the grass has been worn away and a door frame without a door in it, and. Basically, you know, you stand there, the barrel goes through the door frame, and that prevents you from going too far to the left or the right. And that's your safety thing. And, and I don't like it if somebody steps out of that box, you know, with a loaded gun. it got no reason to be doing that, and it makes everybody nervous. But, um, but yeah, I'd like to go shoot some sporting clays. Uh, we could do that anytime. It's yeah. cheap, too. You know, it's 100 shotgun shit. I think the day, like, 100 bucks. It costs you, like, 100 bucks to go do it. Do you, you have gotta buy <laughs> I'm about to say something stupid. Do you have an extra gun? Because my 870 wouldn't be appropriate. You know, ideally, there'd be something you could... Like, I'm picturing this. My 870 is not... <clears throat> you can't obviously tell if it's loaded or not. But if it's like a, a double barrel that you break, then that would make sense. <clears throat> I wonder what he's going to come back with. Is he going to have an arm full of guns? What's yeah, that? So you have a... 870. That's that's pretty heavy, isn't it? Yeah. It's a self-defense gun. <laughs> if you're an audio listener, Kyle just came back hugging as many guns as a man can carry. All of them apparently shotguns. I may have shot that one before. If not, I've shot one that's just like it. Uh, that belongs to Ooh. you. It's very like it. What is that one, Kyle? Benelli Montefeltro. It's like a eight or nine hundred dollar Benelli semi-automatic. Um, I like it a lot. Huh. huh. I've got the Benelli the Supernova. Yeah, I like those too. How does that one compare to the Montefeltro? Is that a level up or down or just different? A level up. It's a little more hardcore. Right. Um, it's more of a... There's some tactical models of that, of that shotgun. Which one in particular? Does it shoot three and a halfs? Uh, it shoots two and three quarters up to three and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've got the... My dad's got a Super Sport, which uh, if we were to go, I'd let you shoot this and I'd just shoot my dad's gun. Because hmm. most of my shotguns are actually tactical, like 870s and... Brownings and those ugly fucking UTAS 15s and I like my eight, I've grown to like my 870 now that I can shoot it reliably and stuff. Um, it's the marine version. It's all nickel plated and stuff. I like it. Yeah. But um, shall we call that a show? I think so. I enjoyed myself. Glad we had uh, that gentleman from Dollar Shave Club come on. It was fun to talk to him a bit. A bit. Uh, covered a lot of good topics. I think. Uh, yeah. Good show. Very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yep. See you later.